fucking podcast by night, all day. Dude, there's a conspiracy afoot. You have to put the Rory McDonald uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Check it out. You got to put that back in there. Oh, because uh, in not doing that, there's a conspiracy. There you go. The Joe Rogan experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Because it's very disrespectful to remove a dude's call out. I was just pushing the wrong button on the wrong thing. You can't remove that dude's shout out. Because someone asked me about it. Like, as if, did uh, I do that the last couple of times? Yeah, or apparently. Uh. I don't pay attention. You know, I. I it's, it's, right now, we've heard it so many times. It's sort of like. I actually think we need somebody else to add to it. So. Uh oh, don't say that. You, yeah. can't, you can't request those, though, dude. I'm making a request. You I told you, I'm you planning mine. Request them. You shouldn't request them. I'm planning mine when I do it. It's yeah. going to be like on Rachel Ray. And I'm going <laughs> to make her say it on accident. And I'm just going to get her to slide it in. I had a dream about her last night. Wow, you love her, huh? No, I don't. God damn it. <laughs> you kind of do a little. Fuck, start off the gates. No, I don't. Not love bad. Her. Not yeah. into like a, I do love her. But right? you love her. Look, yeah, I love her. You know, her. there's women that I love that aren't, I'm not yes. in love with them, but I love them. She's just really cool. What's that? Oprah. Donna from the <laughs> UFC. There's a woman who works for the UFC. She's the nicest lady of all time. I love the shit out of her. Yeah, I l- Oprah. I kind of love Oprah a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know you love Oprah. Uh, I would, do. You, would you fuck Oprah? <laughs> no, I don't love. Think her about like it. That. Think about it. Think about no. it. No, hold on. No, let's back it up. Well, I got fuck a dude if you left me in prison. <laughs> <laughs> let's be realistic. You wouldn't fuck Oprah. I, I would probably fuck Oprah. Yeah, for sure. But it's not <laughs> what I would like to do. I mean, you're asking me some fucking ridiculous questions. I, you know, I used to have a whole bit about if there was a hole in the wall of my house, I think I would fuck it. If it was warm and I came home drunk and I stuck my finger in there, I'd be like, wow, Jesus. No, I can't believe I fucked my house again. It was like a stupid bit. It was an old bit about fucking my house. Uh, yeah, I'd fuck up, bro. Yeah. Well, I, I just love her. Really? I love, I love what yeah. she does. Sounds ridiculous, but uh, like cool. every time I look at Oprah, she's always promoting positivity. Like yeah. every, everything is positive. Everything is let's go to Africa and, and start a school. You know, let's help these people. Let's tell you how to eat right. Let's tell you how to be healthier. Let's tell you how to you know make your house more eco friendly. It's like everything's positive. Like, yeah. she's such a positive person. I bet she'd improve your her? she'd improve your life a little bit. Well, it's like a weird thing with people. It's like if you say that you like Oprah. Like, someone will say, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would you like Oprah? <laughs> Do you like this woman show where a bunch of fucking catty wenches sit around and, and, and talk nonsense? Oh, how and great men go on there and essentially Uncle Tom it I would, and pretend I would, to agree with her. And how great would it be if you see the pan across the audience and uh, when the, she does my favorite things episode and it stops on Joe, just really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what we're getting. We're purse. Uh, she's <laughs> always struck me as being a person who like legitimately used all of her stardom in a good way. Yeah. Like there's there's no like crazy like stories of extravagance that you hear about her, you know, like doing crazy things. Yeah. She's always like being positive and doing nice things. Like for someone who's that successful, that's pretty fucking rare. You know, I think that's that's to be commended. You know, and if that makes me some sort of a girly man, then fine. <laughs> I'm a fucking girly man. Would I you like rather Oprah. fuck her or Ellen? I don't Ooh. think I'd like to fuck either one of them. I respect those ladies. And I don't think that they need me inside of them. If you had to choose one. <laughs> if I had to choose one? Or that, that dude uh, Fallon did. I would have to d- interview the both of or them. Or Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> Wait, you're, you're... It would you're be the one who's the into it the most. The one who wants it to give it a shot. I, you know? I would do I Ellen. would say, listen, the, the, the aliens are going to make us fuck. Okay, It would be like a Star Trek episode. 
Remember, or, wasn't that an ep- part of the, know, where Captain Kirk had to fuck that green chick? Remember? <laughs> I, don't I don't know if they followed that? through with the fucking. Maybe I'm maybe my plot lines off my mind. <laughs> my point is, if you you know the, you were alone with them and said, "Listen, ladies, the aliens have intervened, so I gotta fuck one of you." Okay, to save the world, we have to fuck. <laughs> So, uh, who's into it? Who wants to give it a shot? <laughs> so you let them pick? I'd, fuck yeah. Well, whoever is the boy, I'd go, listen, one of you is going to have to sacrifice. Okay, we're going to have to f- do this. Yeah. So, whoever it is, I'm fine with either one of you. I definitely want to fuck Oprah. I would want it to be the one who wants it the most. Mm, I want to just see the curtain come down. You never know, but what if Ellen was like, I've been thinking. I've, like, I'm more maybe, attracted to Ellen. Maybe I'm not lesbian. <laughs> what if she was thinking, like, Bert, if you just just fuck me correctly once. I just would push her right back over the fence. <laughs> carry me to the bed and, and, and make sweet love to her. That's what every guy believes, right? In the back of his mind. You can't change someone's sexuality. Every guy believes that. <laughs> lesbians are only lesbians because they ain't got a piece of this sweet. That's what dick. I'm saying. Fuck. I'd make right? Ellen wear a wig and I would eat her out for like an hour yeah. and then fuck the shit out of her and mm-hmm. she would be like, "What the fuck?" She'd be like, "Jesus." I like, lived with two lesbians in New York for a while. Think about it. Like that felt so much better. <laughs> yeah. Who Ellen? No, to get fucked. Yeah, exactly. She would be like, "Oh my god, that felt so much better." <laughs> so what she wants is <laughs> probably a man that behaves like a woman. Mm-hmm. And she could be the man. Why do you think he bought Justin Bieber that car? I bet Justin Bieber hit that shit. Who bought that car? Ellen she... bought Justin Bieber like this really expensive shiny robot car. That, oh, that shiny that, that, Ellen, oh, that chrome, the, the chrome one. Yeah. yeah, Ellen bought that for him after serious? he fucked the shit out of her. Probably. You think so? I don't Maybe. Think so I don't think so. <laughs> He's too young to know what the fuck to do to a lesbian. Oh, he knows. You got to be very careful if yes. you're trying to break in a lesbian. If, by the way, if you're a lesbian right now and you're getting offended by this, how dare you take yourself so seriously, you pussy-eating freak? Finger yourself and chill <laughs> you out. Stop. You're down there licking, licking boxes, and you think that I'm a weirdo? Yeah. I, love, <laughs> I love you. Do whatever you want. That's not my point. My point is, if you were going to try to talk a lesbian over from the dark side, you have to be a man of experience. I would have to say you have to be a strong man of some, some accomplishments, probably it's in impossible. your late 20s at least. It's impossible. <laughs> I, I lived with lesbians for two years in New York, and there was no... That's, mm. that's something that you... That's the signal they were sending out to you. They were not interested in fucking you. No, the I, only I, time that you saw them interact with men, you were around as well, so you tainted the, 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 the <laughs> entire my, experiment. My study group was... was <laughs> was contaminated <laughs> well you were in it well they oh no these fucking women they, they don't have nothing to do with men repelled me by, by, repelled by me <laughs> yeah because you were with them 100 percent of the time that you were with them yeah so your all your database they're drawing from uh, their behavior was around you no but i think they were they were, <laughs> <laughs> you were there as well so they want to send any freak signals of a fucking possible gangbang you know you get them drunk and they're like well all right let's just try it boys come on everybody together <laughs> No, you were around, and they were like, "We don't like guys at all." Do you get that? Do you get that? Do you, did you get that, Bert? No dick at all. Bert's like, oh, "Okay, shit." No, they were there. They were. I dated one of them for a while. The defense rests. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I just said. You did it to him, Bert. You no. turned him. You turned him. I, you can do that if you if you're a shitty enough boyfriend, you can turn a chick. I I yeah uh, I don't I don't know about that either. Boy, I, maybe I, maybe you can because you do see some of those women that are just like in their like late fifties and they're like they're just like I'm better with another woman. Well, I think that there's nothing wrong with the idea of loving somebody, who you, whoever you love. If you love a man, if you love a woman, if they love you back, and yeah. whatever you guys like doing together, I'm all for it, one hundred percent. But when you look at 
like why you know like try to speculate like why a person goes gay why a person you know why a person does this there's so many factors you have to take into consideration who the fuck knows psychologically who the fuck knows physically what anybody thinks or feels who knows yeah. so it's so hard to like point at any individual one but i think that ultimately it would be a little easier in this culture for a woman to like just give up on men and have and start having a relationship with other women because yeah. it's sort of much more culturally accepted than if a man just was like stop trying to get laid like really he's straight just, yeah. but girls just won't fuck him but guys are always trying to fuck him and he's like all right come on come on come <laughs> fuck me somebody's gotta fuck him. i'm fucking somebody and someone's fucking me i guess i'm gay now that's much rarer that a guy will uh i've never heard of a guy giving up on out. women <laughs> Yeah, right. But women do give up on men. Like I've talked to women, and you, you know, you ask them. Like you know, the, the, I talked to a woman who was gay, <clears throat> then she was straight, and then she was gay again. And uh, and I said, and I was like, well, what happened? Like what what like that's was it just you, you were changing? Like you, your body was changing? She goes, I just I gave up. She was I just I when I was hanging out with girls, like we could be cuddling together, and you know, and nobody would you know uh, be angry at me or yell at me or hit me, and it was just like it was warm and friendly. There's never that feeling of violence. Like some girls, they get in a bad loop, yeah. and they'll be around a certain type of guy. And then they'll find themselves like repeating that pattern for some strange reason. Like they're attracted to these guys that are like really abusive and mean to them. There can be abusive yeah. lesbian relationships. So, like oh, that was one sure. of the things that were the, the ones I love. They beat the shit out of each other. Oh, that's so crazy. Like they get fucked up, and then something would pop off, <sighs> and next thing you know, someone would throw a punch, and then I'd try to break it up. <sighs> so then, because I was, they were my friends, so I'd break it up, and then they'd start <clears throat> fighting me. So then you oh were fighting. God. I remember one time I had one. I had one by like the by like the shirt. And I was holding the door that I had thrown the other one in, and I wasn't letting them get at each other. When I was um, young, when I was <clears throat> doing Taekwondo, there was this lady who was like a U.S. national champion that trained out of our gym. And she was a lesbian, and she was really aggressive. And she would spar with men and fucking light them up. Really? And she was a black belt. Wait, have you <clears throat> sparred with many women? She was women? really good. Very rarely. And when you do... <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. My, uh, my... <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, I load. I got a load caught in my throat. <laughs> a load of phlegm, ladies and gentlemen. Um, when you spar with them, you got to be very careful. You can't, you can't hit them hard. It's you can just beat the know. shit out of them. No, not at all. It's you mostly move and just be defensive. If you if you really hit them, you have to really check your 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 power. You have to be really nice. Like I've never seen a well. I've seen guys like get a little too rough, but I've never seen it like accepted. Where everyone says like, you know, the women have to fucking get in there and fucking fight just like hey, men. If you want to be, if you want to be in the party, Jim. Yeah, if you're sparring with a chick, <gasps> you, you better be technical and just be real gentle with how you hit them. I don't think I could ever spar with a chick. I have, you know, if you spar with the right ones, it's, it's cool. You yeah. know, it's just like they have to trust you. You have to trust them. That's the whole thing about sparring. <clears throat> the beautiful thing about jujitsu is that you can go full blast. That was the scariest thing about jiu-jitsu. No, no, no. That's the most beautiful thing because you can't really do that in kickboxing. See, when, when you're in kickboxing, if you go full blast, you can. You can do it every day if you want, but that your brain is not going to fucking last. It's just yeah. not. It's not going to last. And you will, you will ruin your body before you ever get to a high-skill proficiency. Like there's this misconception that it'll make you tougher. If you just put the gloves on and just fucking wail at each other. Yeah. I mean, in a certain sense, yes, it'll make you less terrified of going to war because you go to war every day. But in another sense, it won't make you better at war. 
Okay, you, you know, it's too violent, it's too crazy, it's too, it's too dangerous. The, the best way to learn is to learn with someone who you know is not going to hit you. Like, if you and I were sparring, I would know <clears throat> that you wouldn't be a dick and you wouldn't hit me full blast. And I would never hit you full blast. And so if we just sort of hit each other like that, so when you move and you, you yeah. catch each other, and you're going fast, you go fast, but when you kick each other, you go like that, you just pull it back, yeah. you just sort of stop at the, that. And it hurts a little bit, but not bad. Yeah. And that's the way to spar. Because when you spar that way, then you understand timing and movement, and you can do it much freer so you can absorb so you just kind of hold off at the end. Yes, you pull back and you absorb information much, much better. And then occasionally you spar hard and occasionally spar hard just to sort of put it together, just sort of make you sure you can do it under pressure. But the real power work is never done in sparring. Power work should be done hitting the bag, hitting the mitts. That's where you, you go full on, full blast. With sparring, you're just working timing and positioning. Yeah. That's for the most part. That's why the guys that are really technical, like the, the ties, a lot of the ties, especially because they fight a lot, they don't spar that much. Most of what they're doing is like hitting the bag and hitting pads. Because these motherfuckers might have a hundred fights plus, you know. So they, they don't they don't wear themselves out. Bless you, <coughs> bless you, my child. Bless you. So um, they're 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 much more uh, they're mu much more conservative with their bodies, like yeah. as far as like how they abuse their bodies in training. But uh, in a lot of American uh, MMA camps, they get this crazy idea that you're supposed to just fucking bang it out all the time. And so they'll have these, like, full-power uh, sparring sessions. That's what a lot of people used to do, you know. A lot of people were a little bit ignorant as to, like, the effects on the brain, like, the effects on, like... God, like, now you see that, and you look at people, yeah. and you're like, wow, they're going to have a tough time. Like, you look at, like, uh, like Brett Favre or someone like that, mm -hmm. and you're like, so this happens to all those dudes. Yeah, what's the dude's name that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated recently? He used to uh, be the uh, quarterback for oh, the... Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon. McMahon, and he like, yeah. he, he, she won't let him drive because he gets lost. Yeah. Like, scary. that's fucking terrifying. And he was one of those, like, Brett Favre, like, rough and tumble, like, really put it at him quarterbacks. I'm going to fucking bang heads if we need to bang heads. Well, kudos to him for being honest about this, too, because he sounds fine. Like, when you talk to, when you hear him talk in interviews, if yeah. he was in denial about all this, didn't bring it up, he sounds fine. Like, he was doing that, uh, what was that? I remember that dude's sports show. He's got a sports Brian show. Brian Gumball? No, some guy. Jim Rome? It's a radio show, but it's also on TV. Anyway, it's not, not important. Uh, Dan Patrick. Yes, thank you. Dan pa Powerful Dan Patrick. So anyway, he was doing Dan Patrick's show, and when he was talking to him, he sounded like completely normal. Like, he, you know, he said, well, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, and they were telling stories about, like, they would find him, like, in the kitchen, not knowing where he was going, how he got there. Yeah. He'd just be stuck. You know, and when I was a young kid, he was a superstar. Oh, he was a fucking monster. He used to go to the golf courses and play, play barefoot. I just remember, that's the fucking celebrity that I remember. Like, when you have something fascinating. Like, Why would he play barefoot? Just, he's eccentric. And they would let him do that? He was Jim fucking McMahon. Some guys play pool barefoot. Really? Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was really weird. But... I best bet, like a lot of what pool's about is like about feeling the table and feeling the floor. Like I, I, it's about feel. So maybe playing barefoot would be good. Lot, you know, that's a big thing. The with majority working out now. Working out barefoot. Yeah, yeah. Working out barefoot. Uh, they uh, Steve Maxwell's a big proponent of this stuff, and especially like doing kettlebell workouts and stuff. Don't drop it on your fucking I, foot, stupid. I dropped a fucking. Ah, I dropped a Jesus. dumbbell. I'm in, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing I, – I, sometimes I'll do this quick, like, shoulders, buys, uh, lats, like, just bang them out, like, 10, 10, 10 right. with weights. And so I'm doing them, and I put the weights up to rest. I put them on the arm of my couch, and I'm watching TV, and all of a sudden <laughs> I just hear just – and it 
right on the top of my foot and I was and it had a dent oh, in it and Jesus. I was like motherfucker I just broke my foot and I got you know when you like when you, like you ever cut your fu- finger cutting onions and then the second you cut it you're like I want to take that moment back like I don't want that moment to happen yeah you feel so stupid yeah like, <clears throat> you ever, ever rear-ended somebody because you weren't paying attention and you left your foot off the uh, brake a cop Oh, <laughs> fucking cop! I had a, I had a stick shift and I sneezed and hit oh a cop. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking state trooper. Just bam, got out of his car like confused. That's hilarious. Oh, here I got to mention this. Finally, Death Squad Ohio and Death Squad Scotland. Your products have arrived. These are. Uh, this Buckfast is an, an is a, apparently like a really dangerous. You scan drink. this shit for LSD. You just taking this stuff from random oh, fans. Fucking shit. No, I, I just open the top. I just open the top. That this this easily could be laced. But what, is it a wine? The, it's man, everyone Jameson's. gives me bottles, and they always say with like the they're like, hey, bring this back to to LA and, and give it to Joe. Okay, or give in it the to, future, don't do that shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> well it's too late. We're already started drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. thank, thank you, gentlemen. Whoever whoever purchased it, it's, it's very kind. All their names are written. We on ap- it. we appreciate it very much. It's Izzy very cool. Rock. This is one of the nicest things about this podcast is uh, how many cool people uh, we have met and ha- how many cool people that it affected. You know, the the most uh, I hate to use that word powerful again, but that's the perfect place for it. The most powerful messages that I get are all these people telling me that, like, the podcast changed their life. Like, I, well, I, I all of a sudden became ambitious. Like, I lost 100 pounds. Did you see like, that dude who lost a ton of weight? He posted yeah, his pictures a lot. Not just one, man. Well, I seen a couple, and, uh, like, a couple together. They, they, they each lost more than 90 pounds, and they came to one of my shows. It's, well, it's, it's, it's like, it choked me up, man. It chokes me up right now when I'm talking about it. It's, uh, it's, it's opened a line of dialogue that is, that is unlike Twitter or Facebook because you're having genuine conversations with people that are listening and then they know a part of you and you forget that you tell them that. So like everyone knows your secrets. They know everything about you almost. And then for stand-up, it makes stand-up even crazier because then you go to do stand-up and they're like, ooh, tell the time that you peed on your girlfriend's dining room table. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not a joke. And they're like, just tell it. Like they don't even care. Like everyone's yeah. yelling flying dildos you now. You should make that a bit. <clears throat> hey, Brian, give me some of that, uh, that, that Zion's chat. Too is there any more of that? Yeah, yeah there is, right? Oh, I just um, drink it on the rocks. You guys got ice? Uh, yeah, we have ice now. So, uh, yeah, it's been crazy. You know, it's so funny, man. I, everyone that we've done these trip flip things with, uh, the majority of them are all Death Squad fans. I told you that one group, one couple, I took to Vegas. I found them in Denver. They heard me the night before on your pod, the day before on your podcast, mention, and they come riding up on their bikes and they say, they tell me this sweet story about how um, how they. Biked all through Europe and they didn't have any entertainment, so they just listened on his iPhone to Death Squad and Joe Rogan podcasts. And they're wow. like, they're like, you know, it's so funny. You guys, you guys basically traveled through Europe with us because every night we listen to you guys in our tent. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And then they're like, it's so crazy to be partying with you. I will say this: everyone in Austin, Texas, I am looking for new trip flip contestants. Oh shit! Saturday, this Saturday? this Saturday, are you doing a set down there? While you're there, I don't know. I might go down. Well, I don't... You gotta do a set. I, yeah. I talked to the club. How often and told do you work at uh, in Austin? Uh, once a year, but I haven't worked there yet because I always had to cancel. I love that place. I think I might go back um, and do a, um, a club because I just did a theater there. Like, I, I'm gonna go back to a club. Yeah, just uh, I want to work on some new shit. That's a fucking. I want to go to that club. I emailed them. Place. I emailed them and told them. That I was gonna be down. She's like, "Yeah, come down," but I don't know the protocol because I don't really know the cl- the comic headlining of like me going in. Oh yeah, that set. is a, that's an issue with a lot of guys. Okay, and, I, and I know that I'm not saying that I'm 
better than he is or anything, but I know that I would I would offer to go last because I've never right. heard of him. Right. And and I, but I don't want to say that because then that's no. A, yeah, aggressive. that's the, the the correct thing is to offer to go last because you don't want to interrupt the guy's set. You don't definitely don't want to trample on his material. Yeah. Like, the, the worst thing in the world is if a guy does the guest set before you and he does a, a bit that's like on one of the subjects that you're going to cover as well, so yeah. that makes your shit look redundant. Yeah. That's uh that is, that is an issue with guest sets. So I just didn't know. So I was like, maybe I'll just go down with my crew and get fucked up. Especially if someone goes long. That's for, that's I've me. Seen, that's me. I've seen that. That's pretty gross with guest sets. You ever seen a guy like just come in, does forty five fucking minutes, and then brings? A, I mean, I've seen that I, a couple of times with like, <clears throat> big name guys, and you're like, wow. I definitely have the tendency to go long, yeah. but I but I I've never really done a guest set for anyone, so I don't know. I'm sure I fucking. But then again, the guy could be a scrub and you know really fuck him, make him make him follow you. Jason, Jason Tebow always <laughs> does really like shouldn't 49. be on that stage anyway. That's possible as well. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to, if you're in Austin, and uh, I guess I'll tweet if I get to do a show down there. But if you're in Austin and you want to be on Trip Flip, I have some pretty amazing. And say you have your kids and you want to bring your kids, I just got notes from the network that I could take a whole fucking family somewhere. You don't want to take your fucking kids with Burke Christ. <laughs> you Jesus don't want to take your Christ. kids with me? Oh, wait, I just realized that. That would fucking suck. Oh, but, so if you want any information, go to BurtBurtBurt.com, and it's on my blog. All the information of where to meet and all that shit for Austin. By the way, that's a fantastic name. Burt, Burt, Burt. It's just so, re- so re- rememberable. Oh, I tried to get Burt. That was for a dog. This guy had a website dedicated to his fucking dog. And I was like, really? well, yeah, I was like, well, this dog, and it looked old, so I was like, it'll die. And then it died, oh, and, he, and then he sold the fucking site to somebody. For how much? I don't fucking know. Five you know what was the hardest part? I was trying to name my podcast, because I, I was, like, going through all the fucking names, and I was like, and I was like, I was like, the you know, and then you're like, well, whatever you name it, it's going to, everyone's going to say it sounds gay. So is it this weekend that you're going to go This down? Saturday. I'm okay. in Austin. There's a dude named John Ramsey. Okay. So John Ramsey, we're just going to put this out there. Just let the let the, the Twitterverse reach out to it's John done. Ramsey and say, dude, do you mind if Burt Kreischer does <laughs> 15 minutes after you Fucking. on Saturday? Oh. I hope you don't. Cut to ICM and he's like, not nah, cool. Anonymous took my email account. They took my <laughs> <laughs> I just got hacked. My One of my emails just got hacked the other day. Well, that is possible. All right, John, mm-hmm. I'll, see you. I'll see you this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, John Ramsey. So that's that's the cat who's playing there this weekend. Cap City Comedy Club is uh, one of the best clubs in the country. Fucking literally one of those legendary clubs. There's uh, I, I, they, They're all dead now. Cap City is one of the last ones standing. I mean, the Laugh Stop in Houston was a great fucking room. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever do that? Before they moved it. No, before they moved it, yes. After they moved it, I, I never even went back. I st- the, fir- the opening week- weekend there, the grand opening weekend, I took a girl there that I uh, used to date, and we fucked on the couch after the show, and she left a little spot there. And last time I went there, the spot was still on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they, they wash green room couches a lot. Jesus. <clears throat> what a scary story, son. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked her on the couch. Wait, was anyone there? She should go on the trip flip. She lives back in the... Texas now. You gotta, <laughs> what if their kids are annoying? What? Huh? What if their kids are annoying? You're on a trip with a bunch of people. I don't know. I, t- I told kids. them Travel Channel's been fucking amazing. The, this year, this season's trip flip. They, I, I mean, I, <clears throat> I can't really go into too much detail, but I think they've. I know for a fact they've said we really value you, and we want you to have more fun on the shows. We want, don't want you to be so much in the box. So now, this season, it's kind of like they said, no rules. You can do whatever you want. I mean, we. We have had some – we went to Australia and had some fucking insane crazy – one day they just gave me a car and the two travelers and they're like, get lost. See what you find. 
like Travel Channel's been really cool. And so then they were like, I go, I'd love to take more than two people, like just to break it up. And they're like, well, fuck it. Bring, if you find something that's right, take them. They're, they've been, I saw the first cut of the two uh, episodes of the, of the, the premiere episodes, and they're fucking hilarious. They're so funny. And Travel Channel saw them, and they fucking love it. They're, they're keeping them up. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, man. It should be, the show should be exponentially better. It was a great show last year, but it be, should be exponentially more and enjoying and, and entertainable. Inter- never mind. What the fuck fucking are you my, saying, my son? Brain, my brain just, just fucking spiraled. just blew spiral. a gasket. You talked for too long, and you yeah. redlined. I redlined. <laughs> 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 that horrible sound in the black smoke. Oh, Jesus. That Jameson and this, this energy. It's pretty good. Punch. Mix it with the fruit punch. It tastes oh. like roller skating rink. Jameson. Brother skating ring. I just Jameson. got. I know. I look. I know. I work for the UFC and everything. And I, I'm, I'm a suspect when someone who works for the UFC promotes a UFC product. But this shit is delicious. It's probably terrible for your heart. Oh. All this. Is there a lot of caffeine in this bitch? Let me see. Can you read that, Brian? I can't read that. The, the ingredients. Oh, there, let's see. Caffeine. It's got. And well, this one has zero calories, which I totally dig. Ugh, I woke uh, up last night thirsty as fuck, and I went into the kitchen. I was. I've been drinking. Uh, from my flight before and then partying with this guy, Tom, I went in and I grabbed what I thought was a box of Zeno coconut water. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. Egg whites. <laughs> fucking gulp. Did you feel like Rocky? Egg whites. I fucking wanted to throw up so bad. Oh, you must have immediately the feeling of like how horrible that. I didn't even catch it until like. Because you know, coconut does have, water does have like a weird taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't catch it until my second goal. Oh my god! But but like two weeks ago, I had a beer with a, a raw egg in it. So I and I didn't freak out over that. So if I if I hadn't had that preparation of the beer and the raw egg, it's called a brug. They crack up, pour, take an egg. Did you hear about that guy that Eggs died? What? There's a guy who died in an egg eating contest. No. Yeah, he like broke some world record and the, the the most eggs ever. And then choked. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. <laughs> I got a dude. I got a dude named Juan More Bite. I retweet his shit all the time. He ate a jar of peanut butter in 30 seconds. Whoa. And he's got the video. He just hasn't fucking loaded it up yet. Okay, here it is. A man died after eating 28 eggs for a bet. Wow. For this, a bet. Yeah, he just took a took a bet. This energy has 13 milligrams per ounce. It is uh, 16 ounces. That's wow. math. That's math. Yeah, Mom, you lost me. Oh my me. god! It seems, it seems <laughs> per like ounce. He, oh, this is so crazy. He, it seems like he swallowed the eggs whole. Yeah. Oh, the shell and everything. Yeah. Oh. oh. What a fucking idiot! Oh my dumb. god! Well, he lived in Tunisia. Oh. You know how slow the internet is out there. It's hard to get like some solid information <laughs> on egg eating. Yeah, apparently it seems like that's what this article is saying that that this guy swallowed them. This is their their Google searches. Yummy, can eat eggs, and he's like, yes. <clears throat> yeah, he was in. Um, he I was bet in Tunisian bets Tunis- are fucking crazy. Yeah, this is a, a real story. Wow, this dude ate a whole entire Denny's entire <laughs> Hobbit menu in twenty minutes. <laughs> what? An- like the whole Hobbit minute. He's not even fair. One more bite. Is this one more bite? Uh, yes. There's my guy. This guy uh, can eat a jar of peanut butter in 30 seconds. A jar what? of fucking peanut butter no, in 30 is seconds. It? Is it one yeah. more bite? One, is, it, it looks like what it. What the fuck is wrong with us that we're impressed with that? He, he, oh, my God. He, Does that skill could have been developed doing something else. The, the focus that allows him to eat a pound of peanut butter in, in 30 seconds, he could have been really good at the tightrope or something impressive. The Hobbit. Is this... 
I, I guarantee you, this the guy could have been great at writing books. He needs to focus on doing something. Oh, this isn't warm. something positive, and not uh, not eating. I want to say this. I'm, quick. I'm speaking at a school, <laughs> and I know Adam is going to say that this isn't true, but or maybe he is, or maybe he isn't. This is what I heard. Denny's offered Adam Richmond a million dollars to eat forty dollars worth of food. Wait a minute. Say that one more time. Denny's. I'm no. I'm fucking this up because I've heard this third hand now, and Adam hasn't told me this. I'm just telling you what I heard. Um. He Denny's offered Adam a million dollars if he could eat forty dollars worth of their food. He had to order forty dollars, and if he could eat it all, it would of be it. awesome if you had Googled this before we actually started talking about it on the air, because <laughs> it could be total horseshit. And Denny's could be like, you know what? That fucking show promotes propaganda, and they just make <laughs> things up. And that Bert Kreischer guy, that guy's a fucking asshole. We're not Adam. planning on giving anybody for don't don't call him. <laughs> I'll put him on the spot. What is the? I'll, I'll Google it. So Adam Richmond, that's his name, right? Richmond. Richmond. <clears throat> yeah. I C H M O N. You know, it's totally better than Denny's, by the way. What's that? Um, IHOP is way better than Denny's. It might have been IHOP. It might have been something like that. Okay, let's see. Denny's. Uh, 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 uh. This is just not it. Doesn't come up? No. Maybe I made it up. You motherfucker. (laughs) 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 I like how you just give up. Uh, Fuck it. My memories are so clouded now. I start telling people something that happened. Oh, no. And then I'm like, I think I dreamed that. Oh, here? No, you are right. Fucking knew it. I knew it. His name is Adam Rich, M-A-N. Yeah, that's what I said. I had it uh, it spelled wrong. That's the comedian. Okay, here it is. You were absolutely right. Oh, yeah. America's diner for more than 50 years has issued a special challenge to Man vs. Food star Adam Richmond, daring him to prove that he can eat $40 worth of items at a Denny's all day, every day, $2, $4, $6, $8 value menu. The throwdown, which was, was issued. Issue. Why, yeah. why are we echoing each other? Because I think it's cute if we put it. Don't do it. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth and speak when spoken to. Was well, accompanied by a pledge from Denny's to donate $12,468 to Special Olympics. I hate when they do that. Let's, if you're going to make a bet, let's make a fucking yeah. bet. Don't say you're doing it for cancer because you're not doing it for cancer. You're doing it because you want to pump yourself up. Okay? Yeah. Give Denny's. The, give the guy the fucking money. It says Denny's everywhere, you fuck. <laughs> I don't care how much you're giving to fucking cancer research. Or, you know, whatever you're doing. Children, homeless, whatever it is. AIDS, whatever yeah. it is. It's about Denny's, you sons of bitches. If you want to make a bet, make a fucking bet. I, huh? would, I, would, like to, I would like to see that televised. I mean, I'm not saying that Adam Richmond shouldn't give all of his money to charity. Because I think he should. Is that, so wait, they were going to give him a million dollars and if, Actually, and if 13? he could eat it, I think he should at least keep 50%. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's just one meal. He's eating a seventy-two ounce steak and an eleven-pound pizza. What the fuck must it be like to like be known for being able to eat a fuckload? But <laughs> like he, that's... he fails too. Oh sure, like, like you can fail. This at these competitive a lot of food. eaters. We I, oh. I these man. This guy one more bite. I'm telling you, this guy's amazing. He ate a fucking sixteen-pound burger. Me. And I, we tried to do it. You couldn't fucking do it. This guy ate it in fucking 30 minutes. Well, dude, minutes. I was at the greatest overeating episode in the history of the world. I was there when Pat from Wunaki uh, drank 70-some-odd shots. I, I listened. I, I only have that podcast with you and Bill Burr on my iPad Mini or my i 
my little shuffle. Yeah. And I and I was like going for a walk yesterday at Marco Island two days ago. <laughs> and I listened. I was like, oh, Bill. And I go, it's been so long. I probably won't remember this one. Right. And then the second you guys talked about that, I started gagging again. I go, I remember this one. <laughs> fucking. Because I saw it online, that baby bird shit. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever fucking seen. It was the most disgusting how could someone? Episode. How could someone? I mean, those names are etched in my head mm-hmm. forever because of that moment. That dude, Pat Duffy, who was that intern from the yeah. Opie. For folks who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. This is kind of a specialized little story. Opie and Anthony had an eggnog eggnog eating contest. And who was there? Ari was there. Were you there, Brian? Yeah, uh, no. No, you weren't No, I was live streaming it from Ari's phone somehow. Or right. Something, weird something like crazy like yeah. that. Um, Bill Burr Bill was Burr. there. Any, anyway, uh, you know, th- Opie, Anthony, Jim Norton. And they had this kid named Pat Duffy who's an intern. And this kid was completely crazy. He would do anything. He would brush his teeth with dog shit. Like, he's, he was just down <laughs> Wait, for the cause. Is that really something he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, did that. He's a, he's a, he was completely crazy. He's awesome. Uh, and uh, when the, the end of the eggnog contest was getting close, the guy who won is actually a diabetic. Pat, Pat, Pat Munaki. Yeah. He wins every year. You, you can't stop him. He's a giant. He's got a, his body fits more. It's just I like, think I met him one time. He's fucking he's, – he's crazy. He's like a – Great guy. Yeah. Very funny guy too actually, by the way. He is very funny. Yeah. So he, um, he makes this uh, – you know, makes the end, whatever it was, 70-plus odd shots – and and he's letting us know he's going to hurl. Oh, uh, don't don't play it, Brian. Don't so play when it. he says he's going to hurl, Brian, we don't need to see this. I have this idea. <laughs> I say, why not have it so that he throws up in Pat from Munaki's mouth, <sighs> and then someone says like a baby bird, and that's when it became. Who said? Was it Norton? I think it was Bill Burr. Burr that's was it that's Bill what Burr? he said on the podcast. Okay, so it's Bill. Then it was Bill Burr. You're right. It was Bill Burr. He said like a. Fucking, oh my god! So he'd be like a so fucking baby bird. Look at he's him. He's like a fucking baby bird over there. How can that's he... my Bill Burr impression. That's pretty solid right there. Look yeah. at him. He's like a fucking baby bird. Um. So Pat from Munaki unleashes what can only be described as a cartoonish hurling. Like, did you ever see that movie Stand oh, By oh Me? God. There's a movie Stand By Me where, <laughs> yeah. where the kid fat ass, fat ass wins the, the pie eating contest and then hurls on everybody. Drinks canola. And he's projectile vomiting in a way that you never see in the real world. Well, this tops that. God. Pat how can that Munaki's, guy, how can Pat the, Duffy just sit there? Well, he just did. He's an animal. That guy, the the guy that got puked on, is he still alive? This guy, yes, he I don't is think alive. still alive. That guy threw up in his open mouth, okay? And if you <laughs> haven't seen it, you haven't gone online, it is one of the... Look, I hosted Fear Factor for six and a half fucking years, okay? Six years and a half years coming back. And that was one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen a person let a person do to them. Oh, that shit. was crazier than Fear Factor for sure. There you are. Hey, look at you. <laughs> God, that is. We are announcing our retirement. How can it be top? That was me. Okay. That's fucking crazy. Cool. Yeah, Did you ever watch Anthony's Compound Show? Uh, that's how, yeah. like, one of the reasons why Brian and I started doing this in the first place. Fucking love and, that. You know who is another big influence, by the way? I hung out with him the other day, and I totally forgot about is Tom Green. Yes. He, yes. When we went to his Tom house. Tom Green's yes. been doing we this for a long time. Studio, yeah, dude, that's he right. He sold all of that, though. Why? He, he well, you don't need it anymore. started doing comedy so much that he was just like, you know, I, he just got it out of his house. And he, sold his whole, he had a whole studio, kind of like this, in the middle of his house. It was pretty badass. Really? He, he didn't just have this. He had servers. He had his own servers. So he had one of the rooms. He had a bedroom in his house that had been completely converted to a server room. You go in, there's just these racks of machines. So he had these 
fat cables. I don't understand the technology behind it all, but it was. We got to get Tom Green back pretty, in the oh, state. Oh fuck yeah! I, he wants to come on. I love his name. Been love coming Tom up Green. a lot recently. I'll tell you one of the things. Uh, I I I've been watching um, before I released my special, which is available right now. JoeRogan.net. It's only five. I got it. It's only five dollars. How do you? How do you, free. How do you oh, like that? Shit. That new business paradigm. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I like it. It's you did awesome. it right. You made it so there's no copyright protection. So like yeah. you have like a Roku. Like you could just throw it on an SD card, it throw anything. it right into the yeah. Plug and it right into that, the you know, I knew people were going to torrent it, but that's okay. You know what? A lot of people are going to buy it. It's 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 all if good. If you don't buy it, you're yeah. just fucking lame. I'm telling you, it's man. all good. It's been the, it's been super well received. I really, I'm very very happy. I'm very happy with people's response to it. The people liked it. You know, this is like this. I think my fourth or fifth one of these fucking things. It's 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 hard to keep coming up and and making sure that each one is better. But I I watched this. I didn't watch it for a long time. I watched it and I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. I was like, that was funny. Like I, yeah. that's like what I wanted to do. Like it, it worked out. Did your documentary come out, Bert? That's so funny. I, I, no, no, it has not. Uh, I just talked about that on my podcast today. The oh. one that dropped today on Bertcast. I talked about. My um, documentary. There, we're talking about doing it the way you did your hour special. Yeah, everybody should do. do everybody can, should do it. That here's way. my question. Do you, now, do I need to buy a fucking twenty five thousand dollar? I'll no. I'll set you up. Don't worry. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll explain everything to you. Because I'll, I'll explain to you off the air how this, it's all handled. This whole the the um the shift in business is fucking insane. It's awesome. This it's, it's so great. You know, yeah. this is what's crazy. So so. I do the podcast based off of, you know, a million conversations, the least of which is Joey, who I've been having coffee with every morning, going, dog, it doesn't fucking matter. You just get up and talk. <laughs> and then and then I have my podcasting stuff in my man cave, and Joey was at my house, and my dad was there, and he was like, well, we'll fucking podcast this. It'll be your first podcast. So we tape it, my dad, Joey, Tom Segura, in my man cave, and it's so crazy because then you, like, especially the way you've set up this business. Because I've rethought it. Because I got approached by people to be advertisers. Because like uh, you know, people want to advertise on your site, and I was like, no, I want to. I want to fucking do like an on it. I want my on it. Yeah. Like I don't want to just fucking sell to stamps.com. I'm wearing your shit right now. Your fucking t-shirt. Yeah, you're, I'm you're going your next t-shirt level, company. Brian. I'm going next level. What does that mean by I'm, next level? I'm buying a fucking vodka company. Whoa! Fuck yes. Why not? Right? Wow. Machine Make, vodka. Machine vodka. Oh my god, I love it. Fucking Hartman. That's says, a brilliant idea. Hartman says yeah. we'll put it in all the improvs. Oh my god, that's brilliant. It's, it's fuck. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> I'm fucking. So how brilliant. great is that? It's so brilliant. But it's because of you. Whiskey. It's on it. I, you said. One night you go. I, I don't know if you remember saying this. It was one of those nights we were we were drinking whiskey and doing the ice house, and you were like, uh, "This is I, I forget exact wording, but it's something to the effect of, this is the next level. We're going to the next level. This is uh, something cool. We're all a, a part of. This is family. Fuck the middleman. Fuck the middleman. You be the man. And like." And I was, and I, th- I thought you were talking about on it, and I was like, "Yeah, I want my own fucking product." <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> I know. I, I was know, talking but I was about. Like, I was like, "I want a fucking vodka company." I was talking about doing podcasts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm fucking starting a business. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, so, that too. Yeah. I mean, you could do that too. Look, the 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 on it thing came out of uh, knowing Aubrey when Aubrey was working for the Fleshlight. Aubrey's in Austin, right? Yeah. I want to kind of get down with that guy. Is he party still? Oh fuck yeah. He's, okay. He's a great guy, man. He, he couldn't be a nicer guy. And uh, when when we met, we instantly hit it off. Brian and I met up with him at the W. Very trendy for a big mm. meeting to sponsor. Our that was, was first po- so weird. It was very trendy. He's very trendy. Um, he's just the coolest motherfucker ever. So we, uh, we, we had a, the rooftop, uh, like one of those like 
gazebos, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're all sitting around like on this windy day, and then, like we're like, wow, this is very nice. This There's is a what, pool and some like random girls walking around. This is what people do in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like love your servant too. He's amazing. Hey, easy, <laughs> easy. He just walked up with a cup of ice like a fucking like hey, I'm in Malaysia. Nice. That's, that's Jay Lee. Leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. You son of a bitch. Um, what the fuck were you just talking about? Aubrey. 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 Oh, so when we got started, the idea was that there's there's got to be a way to sell things online, like an idea like selling, like having a supplement company, where you're doing it like the, in the most ethical way possible. Yeah. You know, you're offering like 100% money back guarantee in the first 90 days if you don't, you know, if you don't agree that it's, it's a good product. Mm -hmm. you, you provide them with the best fucking shit that you buy. And it's just, it only works that way if you have everybody on board that's thinking exactly the same way. And that's, I think, really hard for a company to pull off. So when a company like is like super ethical, like you hear about like companies that are like really cool like Google. Apparently like Google's like super yeah. cool to work for. Like everybody who works for Google's like super happy. Apple. Like, except, Apple. except for their their. Foxcom guys. Oh yeah, those dudes. <laughs> but did you at hear what's going on? Line, what? I guess Foxcom's coming to United States. They're going to open up a thing, and they just moved production of the Mac Minis to back to the United States. So I guess Apple's trying to like bring their business back to the United States. Yeah, you know what they're cool. going to do? Apple's going to dig a fucking hole from China through the center <laughs> of the Earth and pop it out in the middle. And what's <laughs> <laughs> Like they're gonna go, and after everybody has a fucking big grand opening day for the plant, they go, "Sorry, no job here. Yeah, no job for you. No, I'm sorry, it. sorry, Mr. Kentucky man, no job for you." And just the population of Asians goes up by a half a million in the states, <laughs> and they just funnel them up. They could get 500 million Chinese people Did through the see? fucking center of the earth before we even know it hit us. Did you see Looper? Yes, I did. It's good. That movie is. Fucking awesome! Like, I, they, like iTunes had this thing where like you could buy Looper early before it comes on Blu-ray for like uh, sixteen bucks. I'm like, and you buy it, and then immediately it says, "Oh, available for rent tomorrow." And you're like, "Oh, that, that was that was rude of you to do that." Like they don't say that the yeah. available for rent tomorrow thing. Uh, the so, renting never works out on iTunes for me because I always oh, forget. I start it on a plane and I pass out oh. halfway, and then I forget that I have it. Plus, yeah. you're a fancy extravagant man. Why not just buy it and yeah. own it? I'm it's mine. Own it's in my movie. portfolio. Yeah, but now Suck I own it. Looper. My sister, my <laughs> sister. <laughs> but now I own Looper on my phone. I don't, like, like, who cares about that? <laughs> can, I borrow, <laughs> can I borrow your phone tonight? <laughs> I'm going to sit alone but in the bathroom while the wife movie. is snoring and watch my, Looper. My Looper's amazing. My sister is in charge. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. My sister's in charge of screeners. For ah, Fox Studios, she put those shits online, son. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Helps that, motherfuckers out. So she, so the first day she gets her job is the first day. This is a, like a year ago. The first day she gets her job is the first day that everyone can get screeners. So everyone fucking inundates her. Like I need screeners. I need screeners. And she doesn't know what the fuck to do. She goes to her boss. She goes, "What do I do?" He goes, "Look, send out a mass email, cut and paste it to every email, and say if you need screeners, you talk to Tim Jews." In the studio store. Hold up. Tim's name is Jews. Tim Jews. J-E-W-S. And Cotty says... Tell me this world is real, and I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. It's a okay? simulation. Cotty says to him, how do you spell it? And he says, Jews, just like the people. J-E-W-S. Okay. That's, that's ridiculous. So Cotty, my sister, types a mass email. Cuts him with... Uh, if you need screeners, go to call. Is he Jewish? I has to be. Imagine if his parents... Well, Mike Black's white, so maybe not. <laughs> named his first name Hates. This is our son hates so hates Jews. So she sends out the email to everyone. 
everyone gets it. She sends maybe so 300 bad. emails out, cuts and pastes it, 300. Next day she gets to work, and her inbox is slam-packed. And she just starts cutting and pasting and more. And then she's realizing, oh, wait, some of these people already reached out to me. And she reads the line. There's only one? Huh? What the fuck? Not cool. Spellcheck had changed Tim Jews to the Jew in the studio store. And she sent out a line, an email to everyone at Fox. If you need screeners, contact the Jew in the studio store. Oh, my God. The Jew can take care of everything. Oh the Jew. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> first day of work. Oh, my God. That fucking, I oh swear to God, I thought my sister, I saw it when she came out to L.A. She's going to do stand-up. She's so funny. Your really? sister? She's the funniest human Dude, being. Dude, I get her on Death Squad. She's the funniest human being. She got, she got into, like, being an agent. And then went over to publicity at Fox, and now she's ha she's really happy. She was funny as fuck, man. I thought I pissed on her one night when we were like, "What you thought you pissed?" I have never had that ago. happen. I've never had that happen. Where like, hmm, I thought I, I pissed on someone, but I was incorrect. <laughs> she was in like fourth grade, maybe, and my parents were out of town, and I came in to spend the night to to take care of her. And I went out partying with my buddies the night before, and I got fucking wasted. And I wake up the next morning, she's in like school uniform, and she's like. Do you need to take me to school? Did you piss on yourself? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And she goes, you smell like piss. You smell like fucking piss. Ah! And so, <laughs> How old was she? She's like fucking fourth grade maybe. I, I'm. She was definitely before fifth four, grade. What's fourth grade? Probably 11, nine, 10. 10, 10 maybe Perfect 11. Molestation. She had to be, I had to be over 21. So right. she had to be 11 years old. Or 10 years old. So so I go, I, I go. I don't think so. And I'm just in boxers. So I get in the car. My windows are down in my car. I get in the car, in my boxers. That's all I'm wearing to drop her off to school. And as we take off, it's cold. I turn the heat up. We can smell piss. It's fucking very, like there's piss everywhere. And she's like, is it you? And she leans over to smell my chest. And she goes, oh my God, it's you. You pissed on yourself. And I'm like, oh my God. So we ro ride to school with the windows down the whole time, leaning our heads out the windows because it smells so much like piss. What kind of, how bad is your piss smell? It's so strong. You know, you've smelled piss like when a dog. Yeah. Uh, when it dries out. Is yeah. that what it is? When it's so, yellow. And, it and, it's, and so yeah. we're sitting in the car and it's disgusting. I drop, Wait, how did you piss on yourself? I have no idea. She thought I pissed on her her because she because i was drunk and i did talk to her in the middle wow. of the night to find out what time she had to get, to, get up for school oh my so God. she remembers me coming into a room and i do have a history with pissing on things so so she we i drop her off at school the second she gets out of the car i don't smell it and i'm like oh shit i pissed on my little sister <laughs> like i feel fucking horrible because it's not in the car i don't smell it at all i drive home and the second i walk in the door the phone rings and it's her principal and I go, hello. And she goes, I had a very interesting conversation with Mary Catherine. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, yes. She said that someone had pissed on her, but or urinated on her, but it was Thelma? And I went, oh, thanks. And I hung up. Thelma was our dog, and she had peed on her jacket. But this woman didn't know that Thelma was a dog. <laughs> she just oh. thought some old lady fucking pissed so on the, her. the dog peed on the jacket, and that's the what jacket, the smell was? And that's what the smell was. She put on the jacket. Oh, that's crazy. So you you black out so hard, you thought you might have pissed on yourself. Back then, I was fucking... I was, that's hilarious. The, she, we definitely were distinct. And she when she tells that story, I'm fucking in stitches. Oh, my God. Because she was a kid. She was a little kid. She used to come up to Florida State and party with me. Like, I'd, my parents were going through a divorce, so she'd come up and hang out at parties, and we'd send her around with a hat to get money for a new keg. Bitch would come home with, like, fucking $1,000. Did you ever try to get her to do stand-up? I, I did. I did, and she had no interest. How powerful is the lemon industry? Because, like, I don't think of piss when I think of the color yellow. I think of lemons. And I see piss every day. I rarely see lemons. <laughs> Just let it sit there. 
He's got a point. <laughs> He's got a strong point. How strong is the lemon? That's a good company? point. Because even bananas can't hold claim. I mean, oh, if you see yellow, you think, think lemon. Lemon. Yeah. Oh, that's fu- oh it's true. Know, but you don't think piss. What, when you think it's purple, true, like, do you think grape? Yeah, yellow can't. <laughs> bananas can't claim yellow the way that lemons can. No, giraffes. No, oranges claim oranges. Oranges claim the fuck. Well, that's because they named it. Doesn't matter. The They're the name. only fruit that's a fruit and a color. An orange. It's a whatable. Yeah, I see. It's orange. What the fuck is it? It's an orange. What the fuck are you saying? Could you imagine if someone said it's a purple? You'd be like, go fuck yourself. It's not a purple. <laughs> what is it? It's a plum. Is that what it is? It's a purple. No. Right. It's a color and it's a fruit at the same time. So what, co- it's the what only, goes? It's the only thing that I can think of. First thing that comes to your mind when I say blue. Blueberries. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think cold. Cold but at least owns blue. Blue are there. It's a color, and then there's berries. It works, you know. But just to call something an orange, that's the most ridiculous fucking name in the English language. What did we run out of na- sounds that we can make with our mouth? There's a fucking fruit, and it happens to be orange. And you name it the the color? How did they wait? How did they uh, now that That's now stupid. I don't know? You got me into a spiral. How did they name these things? They're idiots. A bunch of monkeys back before they had TVs. And that was just the noise yeah, they, they made when shit. they saw it. Made noises with their mouths. Do you think one guy stood at the fireplace and was like, "Orange"? Well, how did anybody ever agree to Schwarzenegger? How did anybody ever agree to that? I mean, it's essentially just a noise that you make with your mouth to communicate a certain thing. Well, this yeah. is this is guy. What's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Come on, that's not your fucking name. Is it Uck? Is it Ack? Yeah. Know, what's what's my name's Joe? You know, what's Joe. your name? Bert. 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 Yeah. Bert. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's too much. You're asking for too many too many things for me to remember. You're asking for too many. You got like little dots over your letters. Stop. <laughs> Why are you being so weird with how the noise you make to represent yourself? That is silly when they have the dots over the letters. Yeah. Just make the letter sound like that. Yeah. Just Don't stop it, you silly bitch. <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> the fuck is your noise? What is your noise that I have to make that represents you? And why is it so goddamn long, you needy bitch? Why is it so filled with confusion and was, silent letters, you fuck? I was thinking, I was thinking, I was watching that Buffalo video you posted. Oh, that dude, white the Buffalo? white Buffalo? Yeah, he, he hit me back on Twitter. Seems like a nice guy. The, the, intro, the open part was funny when he said, the, the guy said his name was Eric. Yeah. I am Eric. <laughs> and he said, I thought that was America. Yeah, and, he thought he said his name was America. But then I started thinking, do you think in the future people start naming their kids good names so that they can get the website or the email? Like no one's naming their <laughs> like. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody names their fucking kid and says, "Listen, honey, I know it's a stupid fucking name, well, no, but it's a good move if we can get the website or the email." <laughs> Wait, hold if on. If we get the website and the email, I think Rocket Fuck Face Punch <laughs> is a good name Rocket for our youngin. Rocket punch. Fuck Face Punch will be an industry. I'm thinking as long as we can show that we love our child, it doesn't matter what his name is. Honey, Rocket Fuck Face Punch is a very happy baby. <laughs> Did you guys get the MySpace invites, like the invitations to be like, try the new MySpace invitation only? You have two. Requests. You don't bounce back from fucking that when <laughs> your when your website when your fucking social network website falls off the map. You don't come back. That seems that right? seems true, isn't it? Isn't it funny? Like they don't we don't allow them to come back. They're sort of like rap careers. It's because we're Americans. We don't allow rappers. Rappers are not allowed to make comebacks. Like a band like Kiss made a gigantic comeback. Shit, rappers the sugar, aren't allowed to make Sugar comebacks. Hill Gang will not be returning anytime soon. Yeah, but MapQuest seems like it's 
it's still a cool name to this day. But, but wait, MapQuest rappers are, can't make rappers, comebacks. Brian. That's fucking crazy. I know crazy. what you're talking about, and I'm not even listening to you anymore. Ja, yeah, ja Rule's not making a well, fucking comeback. Know, I mean, like, maybe before it was Jam Master J that got murdered. Yeah. If maybe before he died, Run DMC were so iconic. They yeah, but that's it. They could have done a comeback. You know, LL Cool well, just LL Cool J never really fell off, so you can't really say comeback. He's always had a career. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard for a rapper to fall off. Like DMX. The big DMX thing was that, that DMX Christmas is so song. fucking interesting. Did you see that Christmas thing that he did? No. Oh, Brian, pull this up. He did DMX Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It's a big viral hit. He uh, somebody asked him if he knows uh, the uh, the words to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Could he rap it? Well, apparently he does it all the time, and so he busts out this impromptu Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer rap, and it's like classic DMX. Oh, oh, what? oh, Red Nose! You, you got it. No, you got it. You got it. You got to hear it. I'm not doing it any justice. Please pull it up, Brian. It's, it's really I know the lyrics. Really, would it's you really do us good. the honors of spitting Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Um... You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Dixon Coming and honor and blissing But do you recall the most famous man of all? Come on! Put off the red Had a very shiny nose oh. And if you ever saw him What? He would even say <laughs> Come on! Come on! Come on! Where the dog's at? Used to laugh all them names Like what? Right or die. This is all him on a table slapping his hands. Put off the red nose, man, dear. You're going out of history forever. You're going out of history forever. And that jingling, that's his fat chain. <laughs> that DMX that is hear. the best. How can you get DMX on this podcast and can I, I come and hang out in the yeah, room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if uh, I do, I want, yes. I want fucking DMX. I'm obsessed with that guy. But I love the fact that his chains, he has so many chains around his neck. Yeah. That's a part of the rhythm. Like it's, that's got, like, it's part of the music he I've was I've never playing. seen it used that way before. He is the purest. <laughs> but it was awesome. He is the purest uh, f- fucking representation of art incarnate. He just can't <laughs> help but be fucking that. Like he, did you ever see his reality show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was fucking crazy. He should do a whole Christmas album, you know, like that. That would be badass. That would sell like fucking crazy. That's if he put something like that. Great idea. Yeah, that would be awesome. We should should all wear all Christmas songs. Maybe we should. We should all wear necklaces and have our own sound. I wear necklaces. I'm too terrified (laughs) for someone grabbing. I want to hear him sing "Frosty the Snowman." Have a breakaway. Yeah, I'd have to have a break. But then breakaways, everybody knows a breakaway. They'd snatch it and run on me. Oh, no, no. Dude. Dude. Chain snatching is some old school shit, dude. We don't don't live in New York. We live in Chain snatching exists. This dude, this black dude fought us. He fought me one time. He beat me up. But uh, in high school. And he would go to a party and just rip your chain off. And he goes, that's mine. And Donovan was his name. Scary motherfucker. That's annoying. Chain stealing. That was a big part of uh, growing up. You always hear about people stealing someone's chain. Oh, my chain. chain. <laughs> oh, Lord, my chain. Hey, Brian. <laughs> do you want to get killed? Do not fuck with Just DMX, Brian. Just stop I it. blame Jameson. Just stop Dark it. Dark Man X, you know what his real name is? You, whatever you do, just stop for one or two seconds before you do it and just breathe and just think about what you're about to do and say, is this a smart move? <laughs> is, this a, is this a good behavior decision? I feel like I'm talking to my six-year-old. Is this the way to go? <clears throat> yeah. 
He's a special type of person. You got God, to you gotta get DMX be on this with the show. I don't have to, but I would. I would love. You know who? You know who <laughs> no, no. Who's that guy that's on your message boards right now? Uh, the, that, that people are requesting Lotus, uh, uh, Flying Lotus. Yeah. Do you know, we used to talk to him back in the MySpace yeah, days. Yeah, I would yeah. love to have who's him Flying on the Lotus? podcast. He's a, he's brilliant, man. Yeah, he's a really interesting musician. What did uh? You what did, did he that. do? He didn't. He wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was a part of the um, dance floor Dale or dance hall Dale. Uh, wasn't that his music? I don't. Yes. Think, was it? Yes. Yes. I don't think pull up. Pull up. Dance hall Dale. If you've man. ever seen, is it dance floor Dale or dance hall Dale? I don't know. It's Tim and Eric made this video, and I've talked about it before. So forgive me if you've heard this before. But for the interest of my friend Bert Kreischer, in my opinion, the most brilliant use of the internet that I have ever seen really? is this video. This video is it's hilarious, it's real, it's psychedelic, it's all things. It's just it's and just Tim amazing. and Eric from the awesome yeah, it's, show did it's it. It's a chick who's dancing and the guy comes I, up to her and he's dancing and that's the second one down. The second flying one down. Lotus. It is Flying Lotus. See? What? The Flying Lotus is music and um, is he a, that's what we said, right? Is he a flying real Lotus. rapper? I, it's flying, I think it's somebody else. No, it says Flying Lotus though. It, maybe I said the wrong name too. Wait, oh. What? I think you're thinking of Bass Nectar. No, but we need to get him on. Yeah, he's gonna Lauren. He'll he'll he, he wants to come on. I was obsessed with that interview. Where, where are you going with that? Uh, no, I'm gonna show you the. I'll, I'll play that video in a sec, but let's let's find out who the actual person was. Fly, I think it is Flying Lotus. I think it's Flying Lotus, but let's just play that video because I I gotta I gotta show this to Bert because it the people who haven't seen this, it's called is it called Dance Hall Dale Dance Floor Dale Dance Floor Dale, and I think it's it's is it Tim and Eric. And actually, that wasn't the one you're, we were thinking of. That was like a well, remix. Well, that's the one I was thinking of. Oh, that was? That yeah. was the remix by Flying Lotus. But we were t what's the one no, that No, that's we're, it. That's the video. That's it. It, go, it keeps going. They start fucking. Oh. You cut it off in the middle, you No, no, bitch. it stopped. That, that video that we were actually watching. That stopped. was it? Yeah. That was the end of it? Yeah. Here, here we'll try a different one. Uh, oh, oh you, you just must have got a wrong copy of it it's on the YouTube. Same one. Same one. But the, that is the video, though. But we don't we don't have to keep. Going. Have you ever seen just, Tim and Eric's? Just, uh, I just, you know what? For the, for the people that are listening to it, though, it's probably annoying anyway. There's. Have you ever seen Tim and Eric's uh, SNL uh, intros? No, no, I didn't. They see that. copied SNL, where you know, like the person's at the bar and looks down, and it's, the camera catches them, and it's uh -huh. fucking hilarious. The person at the bar looks the, down. You know, like an SNL when the intro, the intro, Andy Samberg, and he like, oh, yeah, gets yeah, out yeah. of a cab and stops. Yeah, and like those awkward—they've been doing it forever, but it's, yeah. they still do it. Tim and Eric did a copy, of, did a version of it, but for them, for their show, it was fucking hilarious. The um, every now and then, like, I, I, if I I can't be bothered to like watch a whole Saturday Night Live, I just can't. They Dude, fucked me too many times. Too many times I watched it and I was like, what? Is, what did I just watch? The good ones get put on Facebook. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking, I like just, the yeah. Chinese workers at Foxconn with people that were complaining <laughs> about the iPhone. Have you seen that no. one? No. You got to see it. We played it on the podcast before. Otherwise, we would Bill Hader game. doing a puppet. Who's Have that? you seen it? It's Bill Hader's. I, th I think <laughs> that's his name. I'm not sure. The one that looks like Tiva. It's so <laughs> fucking hard to do what they're Some doing. Some of the good ones, man, are trying to fucking do. home runs. And yeah. you're really appreciative of them putting together entertainment that quickly, week after week. Like, I go, wow, but then there are so many misses. This is a lot of misses. So many misses. But I so, love that I mean, they all But you imagine women. if you had to do an hour of new stand-up every week. How much Let me tell you something. Miss? I think, you know, I, I run into so many comics that talk about the... the, the is that... Is that <laughs> it's silly. The, the whole skit's really yeah, That's skit. something that, yeah, probably have to watch in yeah. your life. See what, what that I, I don't know if doing. I could do a show like Saturday Night Live. You could do it, but you wouldn't do it well. Yeah. <laughs> 
That would be an awesome. That would be an awesome reality show. If they ever want to make a, a, a Saturday Night Live comeback, Ooh. can you do Saturday Night Live? And then like you take a bunch of comics and you get thrown into having to do Saturday Night Live. I think. I think. Swear to God, let's take this to the next level. I think Start, I can do it. Let's squad take TV this to the next and level. let's try our own Saturday Night Live. I, I don't want to. I like. I like podcasts. You are podcasts. great in acting. I watched you this week and at the the fucking zoo <clears> thing <throat> keeps on popping up. Oh, Zookeeper. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. I love doing that. I'll do movies with Kevin to the cows come home. He's a great guy. Yeah. But I don't do any other movies. I just passed on a movie the other day. I'm, I was happy. I was happy to say no. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, for a lot of people who want to be an actor, yeah, it sounds like a good time. But when I t- Brian Callen acts, and every time we talk about acting, he just talks to me about fucking trailers and waiting all Dude, day and being and away Brian? from his family. And it's like... I don't want to do anybody else's shit anymore. Yeah, but what if you you and Brian Cowan did a good cop, bad cop, lethal weapon for the new age? Why would you do that ever? <laughs> and, and you, wanna, you know what you want to do with Brian Cowan? You know what you want to do with Brian Cowan? Let Brian Cowan be Brian Cowan. What Brian Cowan excels is at being him. Yeah. Like That's why when we went hunting, when that video comes out, let me tell you something. We're going we're gonna to take a lot of that show and put it online because a lot of it was way too ridiculous and over the top and you could never fucking show on on this television show on the Sportsman's Network or the Outdoor Channel. That dude's interesting as fuck. He's very Steve, interesting. Steve Renna? Steve Renella. Renella. He's very interesting. But Callan was fucking hilarious. Really? I knew that if I went hunting with Callan, first of all... Can I have a cigarette? Brian Callan... Yeah, go ahead. Brian Callan is a man. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking man. You know, there's, there's certain dudes that I just trust... With my life, and Brian Callen's one of them. Yeah. You know, like if uh, if I, you know, if if Brian Callen called me in the middle of the night and had I had to drive to Russia, I would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's certain people that they like. He's he's rock solid. So I knew that we're, we were going to go camping in Montana for five days. We're going to go hiking in the the fucking so muck. Fucking it's twelve cool. degrees outside, and we're looking for animals. We're looking for animals to murder. I knew Callen would be down. And he didn't, didn't disappoint me, not one fucking step of the way. Every step of the way, he was there. 5.30 in the morning, he was up like everybody else. There was no complaining. There was no bullshit. He just went out and, and did his fucking thing. That's rare, dude. That's rare that you could find a friend who's never hunted before, and you go, come on, man, let's do something crazy. And he's not doesn't just do it, but excels at it, succeeds at it, kills a deer, and does, does the whole thing. Hikes for miles and so miles he, he every day in Steve? silence. He didn't know Steve? No, he didn't know anybody. So Steve contacted you, and, and you were like, can and, I bring a buddy? Yeah, I knew. I, like, for, I'm like, for genius. five days, I'm like, I'm bringing Callan. We're going to have... Probably the most fun ever. Yeah. So for five days, freezing our dicks off, cracking jokes at each other back and forth. So the video that we're not going to be able to show on TV is probably way better. The ravine comer, the thing that I've been talking about on the podcast before. Brian Callen did a thing while we're gutting this deer, okay? We're cutting this deer into pieces. I just murdered it recently. Yeah. So we're standing over the carcass. We're, we, 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 we're cutting it into pieces. And Callen is doing this bit about a guy who only comes in ravines. What? Oh, it's in I, I, the box is in there. I don't, does anybody else have a lighter? Do you got a lighter? Yeah, I do. I, I stole his lighter, but it's in that box. Um, and Callan is doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck? Is that? I fucking threw it behind. It's it, it's wrapped up in one of those coils, Brian. Sorry. Callan does this bit, but before the day, remind me to. I'm getting one of those air cleaners so that people. So many people fucking smoking here. We'll get a, we need an air cleaner. Turn, can you turn the AC on, Jay? See, maybe, maybe if that, that helps, too. Um, anyway, Callan does this fucking thing where he 
pretends that he has a talk show and he interviews people on the talk show and then at the end of the talk show he talks about what they talked about while he jerks off violently into a ravine like it, didn't make it, it made no sense at all but it was so violent and ridiculous and hilarious for five days, it was like I was treated to the Brian Callen show. You know, for five days, just we just laughed our asses off. You did, April. You, there's, there's, there are few people that that you know that you can do things with, or that you can like, uh, honest, like call in favors, television favors type things. Yeah, I did that to you. I made you do the ski shooting with me. Yeah, that was really, it was, that was really fun. Man. I, you know, man, it was. Thank you. So, I had to say thank you. I know I said it a million times. Oh, my please. crew. Was, you know what? You know what my crew said. They what? go. Uh, um, you know why we can tell he's a good guy? And I said, why? And he goes, because he took a picture, he said goodbye, and he said goodbye to all of us individually and shook all of our hands. It made, you know, like my sound guy, John Sales, is like, they're only types of men that look you in the eye and say thank you and, and say goodbye. Like, that's a big fucking deal. I was like, I didn't, I, like, I never noticed that's so that so ridiculous. Shit. All you have to do is be polite. Yeah. But people, <laughs> but, people but, but, but you people do with so many celebrity douchebags. That's sad. That's sad to me. You know, it's because it's like the, the, the bottom line about being a celebrity <clears throat> Even a low-level celebrity like I am, is that it's it's a, you're in a very privileged position. Yeah. So like you have this this massive privilege, and if you meet people, like the the best thing you can do is just be nice, you know, and and be happy that yeah. these people are trying to be nice to you, you know. But for a lot of people, they look at it like it's some big crazy bother. Which look, it can be if you're in a rush, if you you run the way to the airport, and, and if you you're hit a, chick. a crowd of people, and if you're yeah, a chick, and if you're a chick, it gets Cause, creepy. Because there was a girl, Leister Meester, Meester Leighton Meester. <laughs> what the fuck's her name? I don't know, Leister Meester, <laughs> Meester Leister. Imagine Meester. it was like that many. Well, Arnold, we thought Schwarzenegger was ridiculous. <laughs> she was at my show in Marco Island this weekend. She's apparently still on Gossip Girls and stuff. And so they, they were, everyone was like. I got done the show and everyone was like, "Can you believe she was at your show?" And I was like, uh, "No, nah, nah, man, not not that I didn't know who she was, but I didn't know who she was." And so, I right. fucking walked over to her and these people wanted a picture with her. And so I just assume I take pictures with everyone. I go, "I'll walk you over." I said, "Hey," she went, "Hey, the comedian." And I was like, "Yeah." She goes, uh, "We like you enjoyed your show." I go, "Hey, can you take a picture with these people?" But I didn't realize she's not dressed up, so she's not like picture ready right, to like right. send out in public. She's actually dressed down so no one recognizes her because right. she's super famous. She's got like fucking two point five million followers on on Facebook. And really? so fucking girls are savage. She was in, she was in, uh, she's been, been in movies and she released a country album. Are you in love? Uh, you know, so far. With her or Rachel Ray, okay? You asked me about Oprah and Ellen. Her or Rachel Ray? Which one would you take? Rachel Ray! That's which, not even a... Which one would you take it to the, to the fucking... Rachel Ray, right? Okay. If I'm compromising the integrity of my marriage and it's no, going to no, go no, public... No, 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 You go into a time machine. You go back in time to before you were ever married. You yeah. bring the three... Before you and your wife ever even met. Okay, you bring them to, you, you hit it. Wow, you, that's got, you make your pick and you hit it. So my brain went Rachel. Free. My brain guilt went Rachel, Rachel right away. But yeah, but right I wouldn't away. I wouldn't do I now I but if I think about it, I go she might hear that and I don't want her to feel who's awkward the, who's, around me. <laughs> who's the other girl? Layton Meister. Layton Meister. Whatever the fuck her name is. Listen, Gossip girl. She can't. She can't. L e i g h t. Dude, she's oh, hot as fuck. Listen to me, brother. She, I know she listen is. to me, brother. I had to watch listen the whole. She can't cook. She can't cook. She can't cook. She's too hot for you. Let's be honest. 
Rachel Ray is hot, but hot you could get that. Rachel Ray is I'm hot. not saying that you could get that, yeah. but I'm saying in the in the universe that's in your wheelhouse, okay? Yeah. I'm not saying that individual like like making her like some sort of an object that you could acquire or capture. Yeah. I'm not demeaning or dehumanizing her in any way shape or form, <laughs> but I'm saying that it makes sense. Capture. See, if I saw you with Tracy Lords, I was like, "Oh, that poor man going to get his heart broke." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I don't want I don't want 25. I want someone who yeah. wants to own some shit together. If yeah, if you if I saw you with some like twenty five year old eleven, so in twenty five year old just like <gasps> like you you that's, can't breathe when you're standing next to her. Do you have a picture of her, Brian? Yeah, that's not good for you. Late you want a girl with like a little ten pounds extra weight, which is not bad. Right, it's kind of hot. I want some ten want, pounds. Yeah. A girl who's ten pounds overweight, a little sloppy, is more likely to stay in bed and fuck you than go to work. You know that's kind of hot. You know, like calling sick and just bang her all day. That's a little sloppy. Girl. It's almost like I get you know? turned on by my wife's flaws now. Oh. Like I see them and I go, how Wah. convenient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this guy on tomorrow. Um, Doctor? Dr. Chris Ryan. He's yeah. the one who wrote that book, uh, Sex at Dawn. It's all about you know, like what, what sex was like. Don't let your girlfriend know that you have that book, by the way. Why? Because uh, I was dating a girl, and she, she saw that in my car. Because I bought that book, and I had it in my car, and I took it to the airport, and I put it in my back seat or something. And she's like, oh, what's this book? And I'm like, oh, it's my book. And, and then she's like, oh, let me read it. And so she read it. And she's like, why do you have that book? That's, that's like I, I guess it's... It breaks down uh, how silly like marriage is and and the relationships with guys and girls, doesn't it? Well, not necessarily. Um, what it what it breaks down is the origins of uh, monogamy and the um, the sort of what we well we, it's going to be really interesting to talk to this guy because one of the things is uh, about promiscuity and about the prevalence of promiscuity in men and women in the early civilizations. Mm -hmm. The way we look at it, I think we look at it very differently because we look at promiscuity as in fucking strangers. Like a yeah. girl goes out, she gets drunk, and she starts fucking strangers. Yeah. That didn't really used to happen. Back in the day, everybody stayed in a tribe, and there might be 100 people in the tribe. And the people who fucked people, they fucked people in the tribe. They found someone in the tribe to fuck. They, you knew that person intimately. Everyone else in the tribe knew that person intimately. The situation that we deal with today is very alien. The idea that you can meet a person in a city and they're a total, complete, absolute stranger. You know nothing about them and yet you can fuck them. That didn't exist before. The only way that existed before was when someone came into your village and just started a raping and pillaging yeah. spree. But before that, you didn't really just meet people and fuck them. There wasn't yeah. that many people. At, at times, you know, you were you were dealing with tribes in the you know the, the dawn of civilization. There are hundred people, fifty people, whatever they are. So you could people. fuck other people's wives. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the idea is that the, the people were much more inclined to be orgiastic. And they were much more inclined to have multiple sexual partners. But even though you would use the word promiscuous to describe that, the word promiscuity has its roots in a word that means mixed. So it doesn't mean, it doesn't have the negative connotation that we automatically associate to it, this society. What it means is that these people had these sort of uh, inter, like, they had relationships with several people. The women did and the men did. And there's apparently a lot of, so strong is the evidence to support this that Darwin even changed his take on it from his initial take um, in, and, and moved on to the, uh, the sort of acceptance that 
in the, the dawn of civilization that sexual promiscuity was the norm. So is, does that mean that insecurity is something that we've kind of stumbled upon? It might no, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, Did, were they it, not insecure? It, it not might not be bad. It's not. It's look. It might be evolution. The, the, the idea that we should continue along the same path as the people that were around thousands and thousands of years ago to me seems rather silly. It seems silly socially. Uh, it seems silly in terms of how we deal with war and how we deal with slavery and how we deal with a lot of other issues like religion. I mean, there's a lot of other issues that we have evolved to a, a much higher level of human com communication and evolution and understanding of like how people operate. So why wouldn't that be the case sexually as well? Yeah. You know, and I think it probably is. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not like a pro opponent of monogamy but i know some people that are monogamous that are happy i'm monogamous yeah i know but, but i'm saying the <laughs> the idea that it's impossible either the real issue for a lot of people is compatibility and you being someone who has their own shit together because if you don't have your own shit together you're never going to find somebody else who has their own shit no. together and so you're just going to be fucking, messes find messes yep, they do they, they attract each other and they smash heads until they both get obliterated in a, a fucking sea of meth it's crazy how easily you can point out a mess you can go oh that fucking person's a mess but you can't yeah. like but you can't point it out to them you can't like I've tried I've tried right. to be like listen this is what's going on well the your mindset has to be in a place where you can see it. Your mindset has to be in a place where you're willing to accept information and you have the, the idea in your head. You're focused on the idea of progress and of moving forward. And that really is as simple as your consciousness directing the thoughts. But it's hard to get on a tight groove like that. And that is one of the things that I've been most proud of about this podcast is the ability to affect people in a positive way just because they can sort of pick up on the way that the guests will think or the, you know, we've had some brilliant people on this podcast. Dude. And you can pick up the way they think and communicate and the ideas that they espouse and the, uh, the approach they have to life, you know, whether, you know, a, a, a number of them. I know? take it to the next level. <clears throat> I, and I'll say this, as I came to this podcast as a fan of the podcast, like I was listening to it and enjoying it and then started doing it. And then, so then like, the, so these, both these bottles, Desquad Ohio and Desquad Scotland, these Desquad Scotland guys, they just texted me or tweeted me and said, if you're in Scotland, we'd love to have a drink with you. And I was shooting and I was like, well, I just wrapped. I'm sitting by a bar, told them where I was. They showed up. It's, what if you, they brought a bag and tape and a saw? <laughs> <laughs> fertilizer, oh, some oh, rope, like, and some some line. Oh, maybe and a giant it. gay guy wearing a leather mask. <laughs> hey Bert, <laughs> no. So, but it's so funny because we ended up. Um, you had just done a podcast with God, Bob Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes, and we ended up sitting down having beers, talking about that podcast because we'd all listened to it. And it was like there was no like there was twice or three times maybe they were like I can't believe we're having a beer with a machine, but there was no that. It was us talking about your podcast. It was us talking about like those dudes technique. Tech, mad technique, the black mortal, mortal, technique. mortal technique. Jesus Christ, that was such a fucking great These podcast. Guys, yeah. I would have never heard of them in my entire life. And then the other I got two dudes, GI Joe, <laughs> DJ GI Joe, and uh, Swave. Swave is the uh, is the ba the battle rapper, yeah, right? He's awesome, dude. Man. I'm, he's I got awesome. fucking obsessed with him because those guys up. were so cool. Like hung with us, dude. Immortal <clears throat> technique brought me some food that his grandmother made. 
Yeah. Some delicious food. It was so, it smelled so good, man. I mean, like in a pot and everything, like they left a tray of food that his grandmother made. Those guys were cool, man. How come? Do you know I'm dying? We're going to get busy. A lot of people have been saying to get Vinny Paz. We're going to get Vinny Paz. Oh, you. When he's in town, when he's in town, he's going to do it. You turned me on to that Vinny Paz guy, too. Another one, he invited me over to his his grandmother's house or his mother's house to cook uh, spaghetti. In Philly? Yeah. Is he in Philly? Yeah, he's in Philly. Dude, I got to have that guy come to my show when I'm Somebody invites you over there. Your mom's house for some spaghetti. That's a cool motherfucker. Yeah, you know? yeah. I fucking Vinny Paz is awesome. He's a and huge, his album huge hadn't come out yet. Too. His album hadn't come out yet. I think when you tweeted it or something, a new I album. I think so, man. I, I tweeted about a video. Uh, there was a video that I tweeted that was just and fucking badass. I pre-ordered man. his album because of that. I love that. He he's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, box cutter baby, <laughs> box cutter Pazzy. That's yeah, like box, his, uh, box cutter his, Pazzy. His nickname. I watched a rap battle online last night. Lux and Calico. Cheesesteaks is the Brian. Pull that up. It's it's <coughs> Cheesesteaks is the video. It's on YouTube. Cheesesteaks. Yeah, it's called Cheesesteaks. Vinny Paz Cheesesteaks. That's a great fucking that's, yeah, song. That's how I got addicted. I, oh, yeah. I played you that take, fucking video like twenty, thirty. If you go there right now, you'll probably see a hundred thousand fucking hits that have like a. Yeah, it's oh, it's over a million, man. It's Are you over serious? A yeah. How much wow. money do you think he makes for that? I don't know, dude. But I'm telling you, the last time I looked at it, it was like I think it was. I, I want to. I, I don't remember. Maybe I was incorrect. Box, but, but I don't think it was nowhere near a million. I thought it was like in the hundreds of thousands. This is great. Give the, the video. Oh, I love this dude. He's so he's as gritty as fuck. That's him. And he's a, uh, he's Muslim. a big big boxing fan. He's he Muslim, Muslim, right? Yeah, I think he. Really? Tra- I think he. I think when he, I like in like I read his. I got on like a spiral on him. So is Brody from Homeland. Down the He's driving in his city, bobbing his head. Where have we seen this before? He's got a gun. He's got a gun. <laughs> no rappers have guns. He's got his own necklace that makes a little jingle, and he has his own sound. I like that halfway through the video, you can tell that he shaves his hair back to do a straight yeah. line because it's they didn't cut it perfect. Or it's right there, I think. You haven't cut it yet. I love his lyrics. Oh, dude, my sister used to put her fucking lines in her eyebrows. My mom used to. God, he kind of looks like Jeff Ross a little bit. <laughs> no, he does. Kind of looks like Jeff Ross. No, he does. Brian, Shut I swear to God. Wait, look. There's a moment. There's a moment where he looks he like does. Jeff. He does look like Jeff Ross. <laughs> he looks like Pat Oswalt. He does. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. That's it. He looks like Pat Oswalt. Oh Pat Oswalt's a rapper. Look at him. Oh my God. He looks so much like. By the way, mad respect to Pat Oswalt. You know I love Pat Oswalt. Well, did you see that? What he just showed? That guy flying through the air. That football player. Dude, if you're gonna be famous in a city, Philly's the best city to be famous in. Yo, I love Philly. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna own a city and lock it down, you don't want to. New York. Everyone's got New York. Jay Z's got New York. DMX got New York. What are you talking fucking about? Billy. What do you mean got New York? What are you living in a fucking MTV music video? Bert, Bert is so disconnected. Bert, Bert's the ultimate target target consumer. Like they fucking can get him. They can target him. Oh, I'm fucking. He's like, sucker. no one's got Philly locked down. Jay Z's got New York locked down. The fuck are you talking about? Is Jay Z in every restaurant at the same time? No. No one has a goddamn city locked down. Bert Kreischer. Has, has no one. Philly. <laughs> He's got There's Philly. There's too many people. That's a preposterous statement. All right. Let's name a town. Iowa. Okay. 
Who's got Iowa locked silver, down? Silver. Vandalay, silver, right? What? what? The fuck are you talking Wait, not, about? Not he's Vandalay. from Brazil. Jesus, are you off? What's the guy that let his arm get broken? The wrong What's the guy that let his arm get broken? Tim Sylvia? Tim Sylvia, that's what okay. I meant to say. He's from Maine. His nickname's the Maniac. Oh, I thought he was from Iowa. Jesus Christ, son. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, he's a huge hunting fan. Yeah, he lives in Iowa now. When you go to Penguins, he showed up at the shows. Yeah, he moved there for the Militage Fighting Systems camp. It was a big camp in the early 2000s. I mean, it's one of the one of the biggest camps ever. And Pat Militich had a, a place in D- Bettendorf, Iowa. That's where Matt Hughes came out of, Robbie Lawler, yeah. like a, a camp full of killers. And when Tim Silly was the heavyweight champion, you know, that's when, you know, he was at his peak. When he when he knocked out Rico Rodriguez to win the title, Tim Sylvia, man, a lot of people sleep on that. But there was a point in time where Tim Sylvia was a scary, scary motherfucker. He was. You know, he hasn't shown that form in a long time. But look, this is a tough business. It's tough on your body. And his... Yeah. His, he's still like after his arm got broken. It. I always thought that I, I want, like it was a fucking gangster yeah. move to let his arm get broken. Well, he didn't want to let his arm get broken. He just didn't want to tap. That's I don't he have wanted that to keep me, going. Joe. He might not have known that his arm was broken when you're so filled up with adrenaline when you're in a fight. But but Tim <laughs> Sylvia, he would have tried to hit him with the left hand. Tim Sylvia does not have like a lot of physical gifts. You know, he was the yeah. heavyweight champion, but physically, like he's not like unbelievably talented. Like there's certain guys, like you know who Melvin Manhoof is. Mm. Melvin Manhoof is this incredible Dutch kickboxer. And he's so frightening, man. He's so he he won. Uh, he had a fight this weekend. He won with a one knee to the body KO in the first round over this guy Dennis Kang, who's like a serious guy. Brian, pull that shit up. Pull up Dream Eighteen Dennis Kang. Melvin Manhoof is one of the scariest. <clears throat> I don't have that. I don't have that he's DNA in me. So swole. We went he's, to. He's only like five ten, but he's like two hundred five pounds, and he looks like a goddamn superhero. He looks like the Hulk if it was a Kenneth du- Cole. A, a, no, Kenneth Mel- Cole. Yeah, Kenneth Cole. Is that like Macy's shit? Yeah. No, just look up Pride eighteen. Right. We went Melvin. Just look up the word Melvin. You know how to spell that, right? Okay, sweetie. We went to do 10th Planet, me and Joey. And we were going to get... What do you mean, do 10th Planet? We were going to learn jujitsu. Where was this? I told you about this. How long? Hold on a second. Watch this fight. Because this fight does not take long. This is Dennis Kang. Dennis Kang is a pretty high level. Is that Melvin? I'm guessing. Yeah. Wait till you see this guy's body. It's just retarded. He's just a muscle. He's a giant black muscle. And he can't wait to fuck you up. And he fights heavyweights. He's fighting 185 in this fight, but this guy fights heavyweights all the time. Like, dude's way bigger than He's him. fighting 185 he's, right now? Yeah, he's fucking crazy. He's really fun to watch fight. I mean, he's lost before. Robbie Lawler knocked him out. A lot of guys have submitted him. But if, if you stand and swing with this guy, he is a fucking destroyer. Watch this shit. They get into, like, a little firefight. Dennis Kang lands first, and he starts going on after him. Here's Kang. Kang's going after him. Holy Kang is trying. Shit. Like, this is a big win for Kang if he can get this motherfucker. But now sweat this knee. Gets the clinch. Boom! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. That's Holy some, shit. That's some scary shit. That dude's got some power. Look at his body. That's a fucking... Oh that my is the God. last guy you want to catch fucking your ex-girlfriend. When you go over the house and you go to pick up your fucking keys, you left him there, and you go, and that guy's in his underwear walking around your house. And you're like, oh, Bert, this shit. is Melvin. Oh, hey, God. Melvin. Hey, man, I've watched you fight before. Big fan, man. Big fan. Hey, yeah, uh, big fan. Hey, so you glad, want me to make you something to eat before you leave? Glad my girl found a good guy. <laughs> you, know, you take care, Melvin. <laughs> yeah, jo- Joey and I, Joey and I went to 10th. Joey and I t- talked to Eddie Bravo. I talked yeah. to Eddie Bravo. <clears throat> so you went to uh, the Tabo Gym, downtown LA? No, t- uh, 10th Planet. 
in Burbank. On Burbank. Oh, that's a long time ago. Then. Yeah. Did they move? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not so there the tap out gym. That's really the tap out gym in downtown LA. It's a much better spot. It's huge, huge, huge spot. A lot of parking. I called up. I talked to you we, a long time ago. I talked to you about going to jujitsu. You know, like, mm-hmm. help get rid of anxiety when you know when you go head to head with another dude. And it really kind of levels you out, and you get relaxed well, at the end of the day. It definitely relaxes you. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stress. So I reach out to Eddie Bravo. I think I called Brian or said something to Brian, and Brian goes, "Call Eddie." And so I I texted Eddie, and he just called me. And I was in my man cave drinking a bottle of wine. He's like, "What are you looking for?" I was like, "I don't know. I I want like I want to be able to like." I want to be able to tap someone out. And he goes, I can get you tapping motherfuckers out within a year. <laughs> I go, really? He goes, done. He goes, meet me at 10th Planet. So we go, I meet him up at 10th Planet, talk to him. And he goes, he goes, look, I can't, like, whatever it is there, like, everyone's there that, that trains with him is a fucking savage. So he's like, why don't I get you up speed? You've never wrestled. You've never done anything. You need to get up speed. So he gets Edgar, this guy Edgar, to, to give me. Then I bring it up to Joey, and Joey's like, I want to fucking do it too. So then Edgar, me, and Joey, and, and then fucking Duncan's like, I want to be in. Hey, that was- guys. Now we're starting a fight club in my backyard because Edgar's like, I'll get the mats. We'll do it in your backyard. But then, then very quickly, I realized you do like get black eyes and you do get broken oh, yeah. noses. <clears throat> yeah. Ring where we start having broken my nose. Yeah, and and I was like, I was like, I'm on TV. I can't like, I can't just show Shut up. Shut up, you nose. pussy! Listen, I had two black eyes. I did Fear Factor. Really? They brought in a makeup person. They, yeah, come on, <laughs> don't be a pussy. Joe, uh, I did the fear when I did the UFC. I didn't even put makeup on. I just left it on. I had black eyes during the whole broadcast. That's... I was like, I'm doing a fucking show where dudes get the fuck beat out of them. You want to put makeup over my black eye? Eddie Bravo's a yeah. fucking cool dude. He's as cool as fuck. I like I, that's. It's, He's it's, got a podcast now too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's called Eddie Bravo Radio. And yep. if you believe in chemtrails. Like he believes in chemtrails, that's the show for you. The picture, the picture, the picture we took after we went to the shooting range has a chemtrail in between us. Oh, and by the way, the, I know, the last one I'm told, I think it's number three. Eddie Bravo told the infamous d- stinky pussy, stinky, stinky feet, feet story, which is one of the greatest yeah. stories in the history of the universe. I remember, I remember that. I was first it? hearing it at the comedy yeah. store, and, and he introduced me to having to take vitamins to make sure smells don't happen. And Wait, and all what, what is stuff. it? I can't describe okay. it. You, yeah, uh, you, you go to, to Eddie Bravo to Radio and listen to it. It's a story about a sexual encounter that he had with a young lady who had a yeast infection and smelly feet at the same time. Oh, and, and, he was, and he had sex with her in a very in close quarters it's in great. the back of a truck. Yeah. It is such a funny fucking story. Oh, Dude, and by the way, oh Russell God, Peters. Oh, he Russell, went to Russell Peters' house. Dude, Russell Peters' house party, like for New Year's party. Look, John Farrow fucking brought his own Iron Man laptop and, was DJing. and fucking DJing for two hours. Favreau's a DJ too? Dude, he, they're all DJs. And then on wow. top of that, right before New Year's, uh, Bruce Buffer uh, did like the whole... Uh, Buffer was there? Yeah. Get ready for 2003! You know, that oh, kind of that's crazy. hilarious. <laughs> awesome, I'm dad. so fucking pissed. That is so classic. <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with Russell. He should have invited me. He I'm actually coolest, friends with the guy. He had the coolest house uh, in the world, go. dude. He invited me, bitch. Look, he got fucking <laughs> crazy like, decorations. <laughs> because he's Scarfa- it's Scarface's house. I guess... I guess his house is just his house is amazing. He's such a good dude. He yeah. really is, and understated too. It's so funny you say this. I was I was talking to uh, Maz and Tripoli today, and I was talking about uh, Russell. And I've seen Russell work so much because we've worked together, like just like doing uh, this Showtime special. And so often he's just like fucking dicking around on stage, doing crowd work or whatever. And I saw I went online and watched one of his videos of him in the Middle East doing a show. Dude, he's fucking hilarious. Like I don't think he's I've very ever good. I don't think I've ever paid him the honest respect 
probably why we're friends. But as a comedian, like really? I don't think I've ever really watched any of his shit. And then I started watching all his shit. I was like, he's a fucking hilarious. That's what I was gonna say earlier that I got sidetracked about Tom Green. I watched a lot of specials when I was preparing for my specials. Like I want to like you would get a feel of like you know what it feels like to go out there and watch someone you know go out there and kill. You know, yeah. I, I feel like. A lot of people are worried about being influenced by other guys. Without a doubt, I'm influenced by other comedians. Yeah, and I'm you not, can't help it. You I'm can't not, help I'm it. I'm not worried about that. I'm what I'm what I'm what I'm interested in is I'm interested still in being a fan. I want to see it as a fan, and I think I get knowledge from that. I think um, it's really widely recognized that the best way to be a writer is to do a lot of reading. It's one of the best ways of being a writer, not just writing a lot, but also doing a lot all. of reading. I don't read it all. Who if you want to be a good writer? Um, that's one of the things that uh, Stephen King stresses. A lot of writers stress that, yeah. that in order to be a good writer, you should also be a good reader, and you should read a lot of books. And I think as a comic, I think, there's nothing wrong with being, you know, influenced by people. I think we all support each other, and we all sort of like move each other in a direction. I think it's one of the reasons why being around LA, like especially like right now, is a really good spot for stand-ups. It's great. So many of us. You know, there's you know, Fitzsimmons is here and Diaz is well, here. What you've done R's with the, what you guys have done with the Ice House Chronicles and getting all the comics there for one night mm -hmm. is amazing. I've got I've been on shows that I I couldn't even dream of. We're talking about like if you pitch that, yeah, it's a fucking hundred and eighty thousand dollars show. The last a night. one we did was you, me, Fitzsimmons, Diaz, Shafir. But did you go too? You might no. I think you were out of town the last one. Were you out of town the last one? For what? The last what? The last Ice House show. Uh, Whatever yeah. it was. I mean, you've been for a million of them. There's, I mean, there's shows. My you point is, afford. like, yeah, there's shows some we never would be able to do if we didn't all live in this one area. But when you Let's do a show like road. that, listen, man, why why go anywhere? We're right here. Cut it already. But when you're doing it. And you you get to see all these like really good guys. I think it like ups your level. I think it, it makes does. it makes you a better comic. I follow. I follow, I've been following like whenever recently. Every time I've gone on, I had to follow Benson, and I think Benson's one of the quickest people on his feet talking about absolutely nothing. Doug's great. Doug's amazing, and and He's, it's like wow. So never on the road am I ever going to follow a guy like Doug Benson. Right. Never. That's rare. never going to happen. Well, dude, I took uh, I took. Fitzsimmons on the road with me to San Francisco and Seattle, and he fucking destroyed. He is. He was fucking. bringing. He was bringing heat. I was like, God, and it was like that old school Boston comedy, like a real edge and a real honesty to it. And I didn't realize how oh, good was he great. was until I had kids, and oh. I and, and and this material that he had done about having kids. I was revisiting it in life <laughs> and going like, Fuck, Greg Fitzsimmons already wrote that. Yeah, he's a funny dude. He and I started out together. Did yeah. I ever tell you? Tell you like, like, we're like a week apart from each other. I've known that dude forever. That was one of my favorite. I listened to the first podcast you guys did together. I was driving. I had like a road trip. I was driving from Columbus to fucking Dayton or something. And I listened to that whole podcast. It was a great podcast. Yeah, we're going to try Greg, Greg on next week. But the um, doing uh, doing shows with him, it make, I swear to God. I it makes you like stronger. It makes you better. I, I did shows recently. Uh, we Well, the End of the World show is a perfect example. Man, let me tell you something. With, with Doug and, and, and post Joey. Post having done that, Ari, me, Duncan all wanted to come and hang out and watch you guys work. Like we had all talked and texted and we were all like, I don't want to fucking interrupt them hanging out. Like I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the moment of them hanging out. There's no interrupting, man. Everybody said but, that, you know, Bill Burr said the exact same thing you said. And that is that, what that shows me is how cool you guys are, that you're not selfish at all. That you're super... We all wanted to go. I go, I Why said, did you go then? Because, <clears throat> because you know, you and Doug are like actually friends. <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you okay. <laughs> 
Starbucks. Too much synergy, bro. I'm feeling the Starbucks <laughs> cup, and um, it's like, look at this. It's like they didn't treat the whole cup. You know how like you you have a cup. There's a reason why your cup can hold water, yeah, or hold coffee or whatever. But this one has a, a spot where they skimped. Yeah. Oh, you got you got that. You got cup. They didn't. Fucked. They didn't get all their their cunty jizz. You got cup fucked. They didn't get <laughs> their cunty jizz no over this side. There's no here, so yeah. it's like. My finger went right through it. Look. Oh, you do it on your computer. You do it on your computer. Oh, shit. Yo, oh, dude, technology. Listen, I backed that shit up. Don't worry. About <laughs> it, I'm not stupid. No, Ari and I talked about it, and, and we were like, uh, we were like, you know, we, you want to give your friends respect to have other friends also is kind of uh, the that's thing. That's so crazy. Listen, man, you guys are nuts. Anytime, I just, I anytime I'm anywhere, come come hang out. You're, if you're if it was on the road, I'd show up. But it was L.A., and it was like, and the other thing is. Just like, don't I, come over to my house when I'm trying to fuck. Hey. That's I, all I'm saying, man. I wanted, Everything else you're in. I wanted to see uh I wanted to see I never get to see you do stand up. Like when we do what? the thing, when we do the thing, <laughs> the Ice House Chronicles, I get off stage and I have to go back in the room cuz we're still podcasting and usually everyone's starting to trickle out by the time you go on. Right. So, I never really get to see you work and I was like, I want to see him do like a fucking hour. Listen, I want to see this, like I want to see Stanhope work too, man. This is this, a terrible miscommunication then because from now on, anywhere I am, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Period. End of discussion. I know, but I know. 100% but, <laughs> welcome. I don't it's just, this show isn't any different. I, I went to coffee with Joey the next day. He goes, "It was genius." Watching Doug, Joe shadow boxing and Doug smoking cigarettes like he's got three weeks to live. <laughs> he goes, I'm in the green room and Stan up smoking fucking cigarettes and Joe shadow boxing. <laughs> he fucking, Joey Diaz is. We have a very different approach. One of the men, one of the biggest blessings I've had in my life. Just a yeah. fucking really interesting yeah. guy. Yeah, me too. Um, and that's why it's always, you know, one of the. <laughs> I've, I've I've tried to figure out a way to make Joey Diaz famous for ten years. I, <laughs> I knew when I met him that Joey Diaz was just this very unique human. I was I knew like what a rare diamond this is. Like how do you find one of these? Yeah, you know. So I I I, I would never say that I took care of Joey. Joey takes care of himself. You know, Joey doesn't need me. But I've always been. It's always been very important to me to try to promote Joey in any way I could, whether it's talking about him on my website. Doing interviews with him, telling people how he's one of the rarest, most beautiful, unique characters I've ever met in my life. And I, I have a discerning eye for for really interesting people as opposed to fake interesting people that are trying to pretend to be interesting. Because yeah. I have no patience for that nonsense, that boondock saints type bullshit. <laughs> you can suck my dick, okay? That's fake. I know what fake is. I know what real is. Oh, what a uh, you're not going to get me reference. caught in a fucking... <laughs> Stephen Dorf cigarette commercial. <laughs> hey, sometimes okay. I just want to smoke inside. I'm you all need to swim until you drown. Okay, <laughs> just go out there and show me what kind of character you really have. You fake fucks. Dude, have you seen? By <laughs> the way, I'm, I'm learning more and more about this Stephen Dorf uh, blue cigarette, cigarette thing. Have you watched the behind the scenes? Yes, I did. <laughs> wait, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Wait. Okay. Wait. We hold had on. a thing on our podcast where we talked about was the two commercials burn? Stephen Dorf blue electronic cigarette. And it was the other one. The other douche. Oh, the Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Fucking. Yeah. Brad Pitt made a perfume commercial, and it's one of the douche. And Brandon 
our friend uh, Mischief Makers on uh, YouTube oh, made a video. video. Pull up the video. We actually requested it, and Brandon made it, so we, we have to pull it up. All we right. said, how beautiful would it be if they combined the two douchiest commercials in the history of the world? Stephen Dorff's stupid fucking What's electric cigarette commercial, and I think it's the du Joe Rogan, the douchiest commercial right. in the world. Did you, you, you ever see the video of, of Steve-O shitting on Stephen Dorff? <laughs> no. Sh actually shitting? No, no, no. With Steve-O, you never Steve -O know. Steve-O fucked Stephen Dorff. Dorf's girlfriend. Yes. He did? Steve, Let's get yeah. Steve on the podcast. And well, we don't hate Steven Dorf. We just, I have no hatred whatsoever for Steven Dorf. Well, you haven't and seen this video. You haven't listen, seen this video. I hosted Fear Factor for six fucking years. I cannot really be, in all honestly, uh, in, in all honesty, rather, um, like innocently shitting on someone who's doing a cigarette commercial. You know, I did, I did a lot of stuff that could easily I can be I put some hopes in Steven Dorf. I did. Well, he was great in Blade. He's a good he's, actor. He's great. He was great in SFW. I have a Stephen Dorff story. Listen, he's, Everyone he's has a, a Stephen Dorff story. He's Stephen Dorff story is like Scotty Kahn. Uh, Everyone's got a story about those guys. I am a guys. huge fan of the comic book Blade. When I was a kid, that was one of my favorite comic books. Really? So when that movie came out, I was super psyched. And he was pretty fucking badass. He did a great job. You really playing that? a Brad Pitt commercial? Every turn ends, let him go on. Every turn ends, but we go on. The world turns and we turn with it. What? The world turns and we turn with it. Plans disappear. Hold on. We got play it twice. Play it. You got an echo in here, you fucking technologically confused bitch. What's going on, you fucking... wherever I go, are. Play this again, because nobody knows what you just said. Stop it! The world turns and we turn with it. What? You're too deep. Plans disappear. Put it in my mouth. Dreams take over. Oh. Grab my hair. <laughs> but wherever I go, there you are. I bet his kiss is salty. Look, my fate. Look at this. My fortune. Chanel number five. Whoa, no, you didn't, Brad. Brad. Inevitable. God. Brad, Brad, Brad. <laughs> what? That's only part of it. That's you. That's you on the that's, podcast. Yeah, that's, that's you right there. You're not yeah, wearing that suit right now. <laughs> No, no, he has to but end it and let no, someone else, no. like Morgan Freeman. No, this is not no. it. There's a, someone, not a journey. he combined the Every two of them together ends. with that yeah. song, Kiss yeah. Me, playing. You got the wrong video, son. Well, I didn't do it! This is, ladies and gentlemen, before you criticize Brian, I want you to know that this is not planned out. We just, we're trying to wink. Here it is. Here's Stephen Dorff. God, he looks good. Oh, I love that song. Here it is. Turn, so we turn with it. That's what we requested. Negative one. I'm tired of being a walking asterisk. Plans disappear. <laughs> Negative, too. I'm tired of feeling guilty every time I want to light up. Dreams take over. With Blue, you can smoke at a basketball game if you want to. Can you pause this for one second? I have a statement. If you make anything in black and white, you're a fucking douchebag, okay? You are not going to trick me into thinking your thing is moody and historic and interesting because it's black and white. Fuck you. It's 2013, stupid. And if you're only showing me things in two colors, it means you're dumb. And you want me to be all dumb with you. And I'm not into it. Okay? Are you, are you so looking into the camera? You. Fuck you in your black and white shitbag two-dimensional world. I need color, stupid. I want reality. I don't want things to be romantic just because I can't see them clearly. I want you to tell me what the fuck is really going on and stop living in a goddamn dream world, okay? Fuck black and white. I would love it if in color that Stephen Dorff's jacket was purple. <laughs> yeah. 
He is, he's silly. He's a silly man. You need a letter? He's silly. Brad Pitt's silly. They're both silly. They should have never agreed to that. You only agree to that shit when you're starving. For Stephen Dorff, for Brad Pitt, unless it all went for children's cancer or some crazy it shit. Might have. Brad Pitt's did. a great human probably being. Did. He's a great human being. That's why it's hard for me to criticize him. I'm definitely in love with Brad Pitt. But for I that think Stephen Dorff-type character who's making electronic <laughs> cigarettes. He just wants yeah. to add a bathroom onto his house. I don't know what he's doing. I can't hate on the guy. Would you ever enter commercial? Bar with your friends. Wherever I go, there you are. The point is, you can smoke blue virtually anywhere. Yeah. Oh my god. My fate. Hit pause, Brian. What's so funny is that they're going for the iconic. Yeah. James Dean James smoking. Dean. Yeah. And it's so funny to watch him and just know it's an electric it's, cigarette. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and he's got the same pea coat on that like yeah. they wrote when when like Jack Kerouac wrote classic novels he probably Every wrote brilliant shit. smoker. And, I got approached by yeah. a smoking company for my podcast. Really? What'd they say? I think it was blue cigarette. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And what'd you say? No. And Brad Pitt I is... I don't, I don't care about advertisers <clears throat> as much. Brad Pitt's it, talking to you like like being at the W in the no, elevator. Br no, Brad Pitt is <laughs> over-gaying it. Like, he's really trying to ear-fuck you. Like, <sighs> if I, I was going to do a me. commercial for, for, like, perfume, the only way I would ever be able to sit with it is if I did it in character. And if you look at Brad Pitt's, all his older videos, remember we pulled those up, Brian, the yeah. Japanese ones? Those were all in character. He did a lot of J Japanese videos, and he did them... Like almost as if like it was a scene in a movie, like weird. So you could sort of justify like some sort of yeah. creative, you know, aspect of this stupid fucking commercial. But maybe that's what he's doing there. Maybe he's just being like the uber douchey guy, like ridiculous, my love. Maybe he's maybe he's listening to this right now, going, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. No, 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 no. I took Brad, it over the top. I took it Brad, over the top. Listen to me. I got it. It's no. Okay. I know what you. I, I know what you're thinking. This is what's going on, Brad. You need friends. Okay, you need real friends. Brad, you no need, one's telling yeah. you what the fuck is going on. You're living with that crazy bitch, and you have 85 kids, and you don't get a moment to like stick your head up and get some air. And so it's showing in your psyche, and one of the ways it's manifesting itself is you just did a fucking Chanel Number no. 5 commercial. Okay? How recent is that? that? I, don't, I don't give a fuck if it was a year ago or <laughs> if it's in the future. That shit is crazy. That's what we need to concentrate on. Not, not when it manifested itself, but how the fuck everybody isn't up in arms. Yeah. Like, Brad Pitt, what are you doing? How did you do a Chanel number no. five commercial? Do they have a video of you fucking the Chanel number no. five lady? Like, what's <laughs> what happened that made you say yes to that? Brad, you don't uh, need the money. He doesn't need the money. And, and and you need. I agree with you. He needs friends. You know what he needs? He needs someone to tell him what the fuck is going on. He needs to go to coffee with Joey Diaz one morning. He needs morning. to do with mushrooms. Yeah, I think he used to do with a mushrooms. lot of mushrooms. He used to party with Bill Maher. Could be too much. Dude, everyone I meet nowadays has party with Bill Maher. Every girl <laughs> I've met is like, oh, I used to date Bill Maher. Bill, oh, Bill Maher figured my butt hole. I'm like, what? Bill Maher is a pimp. That dude is a pimp. Have when you it ever comes met him? Girls. Yeah, sure. Is he cool? I've been on the show. He's a very nice guy. Yeah? Yeah. Very nice to me. My other wife is in love with him. My wife hates Brian Ooh. Gumball. Wow. <laughs> Why? She hates him because he, I don't know, he's a little douchey. And Bill, Bill Maher, uh, the only thing that I've ever heard people critique about him is that they think that he's arrogant. Or they think that his ego is out of control. Or Ego's a beast. He had, like, he had a beef with Dice Clay. And he did one thing that was kind of crazy is that he wanted to go on after Dice. They did gigs together in Phoenix. They're supposed to, they did one gig for sure. And this... Uh, the idea was that Dice would go on and do a headliner set, and then Bill Maher would headline and go on after Dice. The last thing you want to do is go on yeah. after Dice with, like, essentially a political act. 
Yeah. And apparently it was just just absolutely disastrous, and he got booed. According to Dice, of course, he got booed <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> fucking Dice but, is know, one of the funniest fucking Bi- human beings to hear on a podcast. Bill's like, I love Dice. He's a different sort of an animal when it comes to comedy and what he's doing. You know, I think he has his his place. And his place is that show. That show is, you know, way more impactful than his actual stand-up. This sh- the show where, you know, you get to see- and he has he's got some very good opinions on things, very good uh, points of view on things. I think Bill's a very smart guy. Yeah. Really smart. I love not the- smart enough to not go on after Andrew Dice Clay though. So I read <laughs> yeah, an article. Ego wise, like that was a silly idea. I don't know if I told you this or not, but I read an article about Chris Rock. Oh, hey, I'm over that? here now. Wait, <laughs> sorry. You know that show. I shouldn't have been there when I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that show. That show. Did that made see, me laugh so hard. Yeah, listen to it. Did you see I'll... his New Year's Eve special? No, is it it's good? It's fucking great. Really? Yeah. It's fucking great. Has it's he really gotten fun. To the, Has he it's gotten great. to showing the dice that he shows people when he doesn't know he's on? Like, like there was a there was a, a, a time where dice was being, like, I only hung out with him a couple nights. Or I take that back, more than that. But he, when he wasn't on stage, he was ten times funnier than when he was on stage. Well, I think for a while he probably lost, I want to say lost focus, but wasn't focusing on stand-up as much as he is now. He, yeah. he was in family, I think. He was in yeah. family mode. But he yeah. told me a story he's about like a taking dad. his kids to yeah, the... Yeah, he's, he's very involved. He know? told me a story about Brings taking his kids, his kids to the park, and he had to take them, and he had to bring their bikes. And it was so fucking fun. He was telling me, Louis Anderson, and Chris Rock, I was lucky enough to be there, and I laughed so fucking hard that I was like, he doesn't even realize this is fucking funny. Like, he doesn't even yeah. know how bad this is killing. He should do it on stage. It sucks when you find people that are hilarious in person more so than on stage. And I didn't know if that's what he was doing, like if he had gotten to that place with his stand-up yet. Well, I think Dice got, there was a point in time, well, I think it's going to be really hard for you and I to understand how famous he got. It's very hard for me to understand. It's he got to like, a, like an put area it in perspective. Fame. I think I'm famous now, so okay. like and that so that so, so like you? Well, you, that's ridiculous. Uh, exactly. Tell you, you're no. not. Yeah, I know. No, that's why. That's why I'm putting it in perspective. My mom doesn't yeah. know you. You are. You are amongst listeners of the podcast. I'm, I'm famous no, to I people mean, who know who I am. But what is um, what is famous? Like how many people have to know you before? You I think my, your mom has to know you. That's mom. what. I, that's what I think. It's a, okay, it's a well, mom then thing. Then I'm not even famous. That's ridiculous. No, my mom Wait. knows you. Yeah, but your mom knows me because you work for me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. My mom knows Fear Factor. Oh, okay. My dad, right. mom know you because of this podcast. Really? Yeah, yeah, but that's interesting. But yeah, they they do, if if I said fear well, factor, your dad doesn't go, watch UFC. Was he some kind of a pussy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, my mom knows you from news radio. Oh. She was a Phil Hartman. Fan. I knew you from oh. news radio. I didn't know you. Uh, that's where I first found you. So, but then what is famous? Yeah, what's famous and what level? When, do you is it famous? when the sky caps know? I mean, you? look, it's a gross distinction when you're putting it on yourself. Everybody knows that. You say hey, I'm famous. Everybody goes ew. Yeah. If Tom Cruise said, "But listen, folks, I'm famous." If you knew what it was like to be me, you'd be like ew. But it's, it's so accurate. Well, Tom Cruise, it's the most accurate thing ever. I was with Kevin James. You want to hear how famous Tom Cruise is? Yeah. I was with Kevin James. We're in Kevin's hotel room in uh, Boston, and his hotel room was uh, in this very nice hotel. And across the street is this nice restaurant, and we're on like I don't know, maybe like the fifth or the sixth floor, and we're looking down, and we see Tom Cruise. And people start running away from Tom Cruise to tell their friends, we watched it all happen, that Tom Cruise is down here, and they run back over, and you see like all these flash bulbs are going off down on the street. They just People decided that it was worth dropping 
everything they're doing and That's running crazy. over to try to get a picture of Tom Cruise. And me and Kevin James were watching. We're like, whoa, there's Tom Cruise. You know, like, but like, and you guys are both certifiably famous. Well, yeah, I mean, he's more than I, but for sure, you know, there's a lot of people know who we are. But we're not. It's nothing like what it is to be this guy. Yeah. Like it gave me a, a dose of reality because, like, sometimes, like after fights. After fights, sometimes it becomes a pain in the ass to try to get out of the arena because, yeah. like, you gotta like, like, like this time I was meeting some friends and they had come in from New Mexico and it was like seven o'clock. I had to get out of there, you know, or ten o'clock rather, eleven o'clock, whatever it was. I had to get out of there and I had to get to the re- the restaurant as quick as possible. And you know, you gotta try to make your way through this gigantic mass of people because if you don't, you're you won't go anywhere for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, you know, you will get stuck. Yeah, but. That's a that's a small little microcosm. Only after a fight in an arena, for Tom Cruise, the whole world is like that. No, does everywhere that, that guy goes. Has like, it crept into your head? Like, like, are you aware of it when you're going to go grocery shopping? Occasionally, it's more young dudes. You know, it's young, can you young can dudes can you point out me. someone that you go like? There was a guy. Oh, yeah, there, his head shaved and he's wearing tattoos. That guy knows who I am. I, I was <laughs> I was so it's so funny because I can point out people. That w- that might know me through knowing you. Oh, that's funny. Like yeah. the guy sitting next to me on the plane was wearing was uh, he definitely was an MMA fighter. He is a uh, black eye, fucking just first class, jacked with a tap out shirt, fucking hat with like he's been a wrestler's entire life and he slept. He got on the plane and he fucking slept. Deviated septum, like and I was oh, like, yeah. I go, I guarantee, I guarantee that if I said. Are, are you involved in MMA or mixed martial arts? He'd be like, yeah. And then I could go, oh, do you know who Joe Rogan is? And he'd be like, yeah. And he was listening to a podcast. I couldn't see what it was. He had his ear sets in. And I was like, um, have you ever, like, I was like, it was, that's how crazy the, the I was like, I could trickle down six degrees of separation where he might know who I am. Well, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about earlier that I forgot is that one of the things that we've been discussing about, like, um, what we're doing by doing all these podcasts, and you have yours now, and, you know, of course, Brian has had like a whole network of them from like maybe like the first year on, right? It's like obsessive. after the first year, yeah. about first year me we did podcast started it off. Yeah, uh, like, like me, it, Joey, like, and Ari. Started what year was that? Like two thousand nine? Yeah, nine, ten, maybe ten. By the way, I Either found way. Stephen Dwarf's and Steve-O's video. It's amazing. I forgot about. It. He calls her on calls okay. Stephen Dwarf. Wait, tell, finish the story hold on, first. Hold on one second. Um, um, and um, when shit, what was my point? Um, about these podcasts, podcasts. Oh, it's a thing. that what we've done is created like a legitimate network, and like there's always been networks like Comedy Central and NBC and CBS yeah. and ABC. But are they really a network? Essentially, they're a business. I mean, when you call it a network, sure, they mean if there's a, a network of people that pick up on their shows. But as far as like a creative network, it's not really. It's just like sort of one business that tries to put on television shows, and they have a network of people that receive them. But the difference in the kind of network that we're sort of doing right now is that it's a real network amongst friends and amongst people that are talented and the people that we respect. Yeah. Like as as we sort of do all these podcasts and link them all together, Duncan's to yours, to Ari's, to Joey's, to and as as all these things get sort of linked together, that becomes like a real network and then a, a, an organic network. Like you're a part of it, and Duncan's a part of it, and Ari's a part of it, yeah. and Joey's a part of it. Everyone's a part of it, and it's all just connected together. And it's connected together by nothing other than true friendship. There's no paperwork. There's no bullshit. There's no contracts. There's no obligations. There's there's no there's nothing. It's so just, interesting that you say that because now, now that I think about it, I go, yeah, like uh, like uh, Duncan, uh, like the people that have been on my podcast are Joey, Ari, 
uh, Heffron. Like it's just it's like my buddy John Moore. It's all friends. Yeah. And and I'm and Duncan texted me right after he got done the cancer thing and was like. Hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast. And I was like, oh, I'd like to have you on mine. And he was like, cool, we'll do that then. And it was like, like, and I clearly understand what it's like to try to find guests to get on a podcast. Now I never knew what it was like. I just always did them because I liked them. But like, you it, very easily there could be a cuntiness of like, like there are people that like, uh, th- like, uh, very candidly I'll say this. I don't know. I'm trepid walking into anything in this material. Tom Zagur and I were going to do a podcast about Jay Moore about my experience with Jay. <laughs> And so we were like gonna do it, and I was like, uh, I was like, uh, maybe we'll just be fucking honest. Why would you even bother? Exactly, exactly. Why would you bother? Exactly. We were like, maybe we'll just talk about it and like air it out. And I was like, fuck it, it's gone. It's in my history. It's in my past. Yeah, but he keeps on bringing it up. Well, he, he keeps yeah. on poking that's, everything. That's, like listen, it's like, come on, just stop, listen, move on. That's on him. I know that, but yeah, it, it sucks because there's it's, a. And there's, I say this in all with all respect. I don't have a problem with Jay Moore. I've never, you know, man, I've never had a problem with Jay Moore. The last but, text I sent him was positive, and I, I haven't spoke to him since. But I don't, I don't want to necessarily go into anything. No, I don't want to discuss. I, I don't. I know what things. I know when things are crazy and when things are normal. Okay, right. I know what makes sense. And when you just keep bringing something up, when you keep going back over an issue and and, and responding, if I wanted to, I could respond to. Joe Rogan and I smoke rocks all day, every day. And you yeah. would think that that's the only thing I ever get on Twitter. Right. Because I get it every, almost every day. <laughs> really? Almost every day. Someone Are says, hey, Joe Rogan, I don't know if you know this about me, but I smoke rocks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, and I'm honored. I was a part of an iconic sketch. Which in, my, in my opinion, the, the, the funniest guy ever in, a, in any sort of a show on TV, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I, think that got, that sh- I think that show was the funniest show He's, for yeah. me that I've ever seen in the history of my life. So I'm honored when I don't get upset. But if I wanted to just respond to that all day, that's what my Twitter feed would be. Yeah. You choose what you respond to. So I don't if, respond to anything If there negative. is no real drama between me and Jay Moore or you and Jay, if everybody really does move on, why respond to trolls who are just trying to get you to respond to something that's a hot-button topic by right. bringing it up? That shit is childish. I and agree. I am a grown man. And I don't <laughs> play 40 years old childish games. <laughs> Fucking 40 years old. I'm a, I'm a grown, grown up. man. And I, I have a lot of interests, and it, none of them involved responding to little silly bitches online. Yeah. Z- I have zero interest I've in never, that. I've never, I've never, the and one I thing. I suggest you do the same. Yes. I suggest to everybody when someone sends you something online that's douchey and cunty, and you want to respond, that is, your, that is the universe giving you a test. Yeah. You just got an intelligence test. Dude, I've responded I've responded to people and regretted it. Of course. We and all have. fucking the second you do. Yeah. The, the moment you say, fuck your mother and your fucking, yeah. you know, your mother's asshole is where your fucking dick came out of. Well, the moment you do that, you feel like such a stupid person, and then you, and then you're, you're sucked into a web. Yeah, it's it's negative energy. It's it's Brody Stevens mentality. Negative energy begets negative energy. Yeah. Positive energy. That's all you got to do. And I and that's why I like. <clears throat> it's been yeah, but well, I also believe firmly that. But then you believe that the people that have sent me negative things online, uh, there's been truth in a lot of it. I've read a lot of criticisms of my like stand-up. Like 50%. It doesn't, no, that's not it doesn't matter. It. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> I've read a lot of criticisms of my stand-up, criticisms of my commentary on, on, on fighting, and criticisms even on the podcast. And I have legitimately learned from it, even from people that said negative shit. Because whether I like them or not, they have a very 
they have a point of view. They've seen something. And they've seen it from their eyes. And for whatever reason, from their eyes, I'm annoying. And that's real. That, that is how they view me. And that's not but to you know say, it's not to say that the people that aren't annoyed by me aren't correct. It's just that's what, what, how they feel about it. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people that I'm friends with that, you know, a lot of people, like, look, my wife would not want to hang out with Joey Diaz, okay? <laughs> if Joey Diaz was, was high as fuck and, uh, you know, and, and he was on some wild, crazy rants about licking Lucy Snorbush's pussy <laughs> in the middle of the night. If he, if, you know, if she was in this room, she would, absolutely she would laugh, no yeah. question about it. But it's not like she would go seek to hang out with Joey Diaz, yeah. whereas I would. Yet, obviously, I love both of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like we don't have to change each other, but we must accept the fact that, you know, it's the, you're you're not gonna like me always. I'm not gonna like you always. It's just like just be nice and find the people that you do like, and everything's fine. But even the people that don't like me or they've seen my shit, I've gotten criticism out of that that I've incorporated. No, what like about I've this, looked though? at it like from their point of view, and it's helped me. No, what about this point though? Is that especially on Twitter? I'll say Twitter exclusively. I remember when Bird the Conqueror started airing, and I started, and some guy, I remember some black dude wrote uh, very quick, like curtly, Who is this ass clown, Bird the Conqueror? Am I supposed to enjoy this shit? And then I wrote back, just wrote back positively. I was like, I was like, imagine being me watching it. And then he wrote back, Oh, ha ha ha, so funny. Didn't know you'd read this. Sorry. Right. I really liked the show. I was just fucking around. Like, how about those, like, the opinions have gotten so bold now. Like, people say things they would never say to your face. Yeah, there's definitely that. But I and think they, just, they, don't, they don't really mean it. It's like that video you, you say, posted. Brian? It's Twitch Twitters. You know, like, people that are just yeah. twitching almost. Like, like uh, fuck you, your mom yeah. talk. I need something to tweet. Fuck this guy. It's like that video. I don't know if you... I don't, what? <laughs> Twitch Twitters. Twitch Twitters. That's such a fucking funny way. It's like Twitch a, it's, You know what it is? It's like Tweet Tourette's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but really like those, is. you see that like video. Monkey Todd. Yeah, that's the word. Monkey Todd, like last night, went crazy, fucking psycho. Well, he's well, just a gentleman trying to make his way through this life. Every now and then, you get into a spiral. You lucky bitch. We all fall apart eventually. <laughs> Everyone, okay, physically, him. literally, and. Do you see the the video you t you tweeted about those? I don't know if we can talk about it or not because it's kind of sketchy. Oh my god, that, it's horrific. Those boys, the boys who uh, allegedly but, gang raped some girl and they were joking about it. Oh my god! But it here's here's horrific. the thing: is like is like it's uh, horrific, man. It's you you look at the the tweets from them, yeah. the tweets about like oh my god, all horrors get no respect or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and and I, now I didn't grow up with Twitter, so I go, how the fuck could you be that person? But I, maybe that's a new part of. Like, maybe they're going to be like, oh, we didn't mean it. It's listen, Twitter. No, you no, know? no, listen. Those people always existed. They always existed. They just didn't have the opportunity to express themselves like they do now with Twitter to the point where everyone, anybody who wants to, can literally go on Twitter and read what they said. But what's different now is that people can respond to these kids and these kids and can understand it. And you're stuck there forever. You're they, fucking documented. Mm -hmm. They've always existed. They've always existed. Sociopaths have always existed. Groups of men willing to gang rape have always existed. I can't, I can't even fathom existed, that. I can't even fathom well, that. Well, the reason why they've always existed, one of the big reasons, is that there have been no repercussions for it in uh, like an eternal way. Like it's not. There's never been. Like there's never been like documentation about a gang rape from the Roman era. 
mirror that we can like put go and read online and watch and then go and watch videos of the guys yeah. joking about it and then going see photos of the victim there's never been an opportunity like that but there is now and that those images of that there's a, there's one image of a girl it's it's unbelievably it's, shocking the girl's completely unconscious and they're dragging her and they call they call them or people call them the rape crew wait hold on they i didn't i was afraid I, this is how fucking well, sensitive you, you, I've gotten no, except two daughters I, I, I was afraid to even yeah. click on the video that they had because I got nervous I was like I don't well, even want to see anything sad you should be you should creep be, into my life the guy you know first of all we have to figure out what the, if you don't know the story there was apparently a gang rape in Ohio like a year ago and what happened was the whole town has struggled to try to cover it up because the team is filled with these like it's all their football team. Yeah, the, the football team is like a big source of revenue and this And this is all is this, is this allegedly Joe? No, or like, this is not allegedly. What football team is this? This is not allegedly. Like people have like taken I don't I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> Steubenville. What is it? Steubenville. What is that? Uh Steubenville is a really hick hick town in uh, in Ohio. Is it really? Yeah, super hick. I mean, those well, this kids, is what those happened. kids were in charge. They, they drugged up this girl, and they, they on, brought her on. from party to party. Hold they, on one They sec. brought her to more than one party. The lead guy, it was his ex-girlfriend, she dumped him. Yeah. And he said, no bitch will ever get over on me or something yeah. to that effect. And then he, him and his friends set it up. Yeah. They had his fucking one friend set her, like, go, hey, I want to go out with you on a date. And they picked her up, and then they drugged her. And then apparently they gang-raped her and took her from party to party like Weekend at Bernie's. Just yeah. horrific. I mean, it's so fucking... It's so inhuman. And and, and they have... I, I can't... Um, the only thing that I just get confused about is they're fucking Instagram... Instagramming all of these pictures. Yeah, and they're not just Instagramming. They're tweeting about it. They're talk, calling the girl a whore and no her and whore she's gets any respect. unconscious, and it's like... And you know how this got exposed? Anonymous. Seriously? This, yeah, the anonymous is important. Yeah. You know, it, it, I have not disagreed with them on any move yet. I have not. I fucking every. I followed I see, him. I had to unfollow him because he tweets way too much. I see their <laughs> point of view. I see what they're trying to do. And when they do something like this, I say it's worth every negative aspect yeah. that they bring to the table. Any idea about vigilantism or any idea that people have uh, issues with, when they do something like this, I say it makes them. It, 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 they they are one of the most valuable assets on the internet when you, something goes wrong and the world is upset. When we're yeah. all morally upset. They come in. If, Go if if Anonymous made like a thing where it's like Google, where like like I don't want Google to know all my shit. Uh -huh. But if Anonymous knew all my shit, I'd be like I'd be feel more safe than. Well, that. here's uh, why. <laughs> I get scared you're, of you're, look, Ryan. You know, despite what a lot of people have said, you're a nice guy. You know, you're, yeah. you're a very nice guy. You're a nice guy. Yeah. I'm, I try as hard as I can be to be a nice guy. I would never describe myself as a nice guy. I don't like self-defining thoughts, but I try as hard as I can be to be a nice guy. Jamie's a nice guy. There's, this is this is inescapable. If you go through life and you try to be a nice guy, generally people are not going to be angry with you. Generally, if you can avoid conflicts, do it, and yeah. you'll get along way better in this life. Well, when you get to a situation where we're, ultimately we're going, no question about it, we're going to get to a situation where everyone can reach out to anyone at any time all over the world. It's going to come. Yeah. There's going to be privacy filters that we're going to try to put into place to keep people from contacting you. But ultimately, you're going to be responsible for the frequency that you put out. And if you put out a frequency, if you're a famous guy, if you're a Burt Kreischer, because I say Burt Kreischer's famous, <laughs> you're, putting out a you're putting out a frequency to... 
whether it's 100,000 people or 300,000 people or 3 million people, yeah. what, whatever that frequency is going out to, you're responsible for that. And if you get bad pings so where people funny. get upset at that, there's, there's opportunities to both learn about yourself and learn Clap. about other people, man. Because when you learn about other people from their interactions with you and how they interpret you, you can see weakness in people that you don't have to see in yourself. You can see mistakes in people that you can learn from where you don't have to make those mistakes. That shit's super important. You need losers to show you the way. They might not even be real. The more they look into simulation theory and the more they try to understand the, the very nature of the reality that we live in and how fucking truly slippery it is, the douchebags that you encounter might be bad guys in a Doom video, okay? They, they might be there so that you can understand what is the wrong way to behave and learn from it. They might not even be real. Yeah. You know, to anybody out there that's lost a loved one or has had someone victim of a violent crime, this sounds ridiculous. And in your reality, yes. But in Burke Kreischer's reality, no. My, my reality is twisted right now. Twisted as fuck. I, I was blown away, though, by the fucking anonymous was like, showed the pictures of the guys. Yeah, the guy was fucking... Him. so awesome. They went you, almost, you almost appreciate a guy like that. He should do that oh, for... Oh, not almost, man. I appreciate the fuck I appreciate him. I, I, appreciate, couldn't, I couldn't follow I, him on Twitter, but... I appreciate what they're doing, and, I, and I'll follow anybody who does that on Twitter. I oh, think, have you, do you follow Anonymous? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, I follow a lot of people. Anonymous like tweets. I follow non-stop. porn stars. You know what? What I'm was really, the big I'm thing really he got upset. in on? Just know, recently. I'm really upset recently that Twitter's been only suggesting porn stars to me. No, it's that's great. All ever suggest. <laughs> that's all you like, ever What I'm like, what are you trying to say? Okay, I not that there's anything wrong with porn stars, but how about a PhD every now and again? Okay? <laughs> Am I really just a fucking pervert? Is that all you're saying, Dude. Twitter? Dude, Asa Akira, I got insatiable. Tony- Fucking watch that shit. You will want to buy her flowers. I okay. feel so bad. Here's even girl. better. I got a chick. Let's 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 make people go and follow somebody. How about this? Right. There's someone named Mackenzie Dern, and she is a Gracie Humada, a Humida a Brown Belt, five-time world champion. See, Twitter asked me to follow her, Mackenzie M A C Kenzie Dern D E R N, and I say yes, I will follow her. Let's see my suggestions. Badass chick out there strangling bitches. Oh. Oh, well, look at mine. Mine clearly, clearly, I am on a uh, death squad kick because mine are tap out and Frank Mir. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank Mir is a Frank Mir is a very intelligent guy. Dude, watch Sleepwalk with me. It's are. on Netflix. We had Mike. Oh, Mike, that's a great, great fucking interview. interview. Dude, I finally watched it. That's yeah. a great Dude, fucking movie. I started watching. I started listening to the NPR podcasts. Because of your interview with with Perbiglia, uh, and I and I think I even told him, I think I tweeted him or something. But man, American uh, uh, American, what is it? Uh, the one with Ira Glass, the one that he does all the all the time. Uh, this American Life, yeah. right, is great. And you know what? Ever other one's great is Radio Lab. There's a podcast that Radio Lab did that I listened to on a treadmill. I had to stop running and sit down and finish it. It was what so it? fucking good. It's called the uh, Dark Side of the Moon or something. It's about an astronaut. Who's he's an old man. He calls in. It's like a movie. Dimitri Martin directed it. Dimitri, they do these live shows in a theater with the lights out because it's a podcast, right? Okay. And they do a live show up on the thing, and then they had this guy call in. He was an astronaut. So it's like a play. It no, it's it is, but with no, they know you can't see anything. They're doing it in the dark. Okay. So everyone's oh, just coming so to show like up. it's a radio show it's that they do in front of show. a live audience. Right, and they're throwing... What a great idea. Fucking right. And, they're throw- and, and Dimitri said, I think we should get everyone laser pointers. 
so they can all hit. Oh, that sounds like a bad idea. That's terrible. No, no, no. But no, but it's like it's like so they're all. But no, but everyone's doing it in unison. Like I, I maybe I'm fucking this it's up. Even worse who knows? Idea. Who knows? So anyway, but the 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 point of the story this guy's told is that he has no more balls anymore because it got no, burned out by lasers. No, he. <laughs> Remember a, when lasers were dangerous? Yeah. Remember when Star they still Wars are dangerous? These, if they get in your eye, people. not all of them though. Anyway, the point Some of, them are of this, good for you. the story is this guy gets locked out of the fucking space station with a Russian and they have to try to break into a new hole and get it in. And it's all about him being in the dark and him being in the... It's, I'm telling you, Joe, it's one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. What's I, it called? Uh, it's called... It's, 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 uh, Talking it's Woodstock? Radio Lab. It's a few weeks back. In the dark. It, is it in the dark? Yeah, in the dark. And it's in and the it's, dark radio lab. It is the greatest. It wow. is the fucking coolest interview I've heard. And he's an old man, so he's not trying to be funny. He's just being an old man. Wow. And he's like, uh, and is it a true story? True story, hundred percent true. You're wow. just sitting there, fucking floored, like, oh, shut I was the confused. Fuck up. I thought it was a, a fiction piece. No, the guy. It's a real story. He was up there with this Russian, and it, 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 dude, it's oh my god, fucking, they did it in the dark. And, 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 <laughs> That's so they, weird. Yeah, that sounds so good. They kissed I know. him on the butt. Listen, man, we need to do that. We need to do podcasts where. Where we this is what we're gonna do. Okay. If you think of this, if you think of this, you can take it to do. the next level. We're gonna hire security guards that have infrared goggles on. Okay, right. so they make sure that nobody gets crazy. Cool. And they'll hide in the corners <laughs> of the room with with fucking guns and mace. Yes. Okay. Then the rest of the audience is in complete and total darkness. Right. Right. Joe, this is a fucking genius and, idea. And then All have some stage. escorts walking around no, just no, giving no, us no, blowjobs. Because no one can see it. Because the guys with the night vision goggles, what if they recorded? No, 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 no. They're not allowed to look at us. This is a genius. This is a genius <laughs> idea. You do this on a stage no, with no, a we table. Say, we have a magic word. Yeah, <laughs> Marshmallow. We say we have a, we have a safe word. Yeah. No record. Dude, no record. Imagine us doing a podcast. Where we're all getting blowjobs the whole time we're doing a podcast. That sounds um, like that sounds best. like something that no one would want to listen to, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a lot of, like a lot of this. <laughs> if they okay, wanted to listen to that, idea. they would listen to the fucking swell dialogue and porn. <laughs> You could say a good dialogue in a movie where it's like, wow, that guy has a really good point while he's getting blown. No, most of your reserves will be spent concentrating on cock feelings. That's the next level of stand up. Well, if you, you can do stand up in the dark, no, how good is not. your material that it's you can do stand up in the dark? Let me look at you, bitch. You're right there. What's the, <laughs> why are we playing games? Cut off the but, lights. But a podcast in the dark, it, well, I mean, because that's would how be people fun. listen to it. It would, it would be fun to do stand up if we all agreed to lie on the ground. Yes, and get if we had a room, how about if this? How about if we had stand up and we did stand up like this? We did stand up in like a gymnasium, and everybody gets like a, one of those. Oh, this pads, is a great idea! One of those pads where they like fucking go camping. This is like a slumber like party. Foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before everyone's going to bed, and you can't can't see me. Everyone's lying down. We're in the dark. You're like, "What's up, bitches?" And everybody laughs, and then you just start talking about whatever and whatever. Everyone's and got, it would have oh. to be. It would have to be. You would have to. It would be a completely different kind of show because you. You would first of all the people would be right there and there's that element you can't get away from by the, way, I'm at the ice house. by the way i'm at the ice house comedy club january 11th that's friday 8 30 and 30 10 30 so far sam tripley is confirmed sam tripley will be i'll be there friday at the ice this house. is oh shit brian will be there as well it's this so, is what a, mean? it's only one night it's huh? only fri- oh this friday this friday i'll be there that, this is a really great idea my everyone point is sleeping bags yeah everyone we do it in a gymnasium we got to do a comedy show in a gymnasium 
and uh, the, each act lies down. And instead of passing the mic back and forth to each other, you just turn your mic on when yeah. it's your turn. So, like, we would all lie down together on the stage. And if you have to get up and go pee, that's okay. It's not, we're not Nazis. Yeah. You know, you can get up and leave. But don't be staring at people while they're lying down, okay, with their eyes closed, because <laughs> that's fucking creepy. How fucking great, great is that? Idea. It's great. I, I'm excited just talking about it. This yeah. is the only better idea I've heard from you is our compound. I want that's that happening. Compound. No. That's happening. Been... Aubrey's in. Aubrey's dead. I'm a better yeah. idea. A more realistic idea. We all go to Joshua Tree. Go to that 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 uh, place that I stayed at. What do you with more realistic idea? How can you say it's more realistic? Because we're not all going to like move our families. I to will. No. I will. no. 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 This you don't understand. This is the latest idea. The latest idea is we get a setup. Like Condos. A... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> why, why did you make Why did you make condos gay? <laughs> It was at yeah, one condo, point in time. Condo used to be a manly word. It was an intermediate like point of success. Well, I've got a condo, and I got. A, I'm, I, I can uh, take her back to the condo. At least a BMW 3 Series. Enjoy it. Man, you just you sexualized that word forever. Condos. Condo. Timeshare condo. Let's do it. Condo. Imagine being a dude named Bruce. Oh, your name is Bruce. It's like they sexualized that name. They sexualized Bruce. They sexualized Bruce. Bruce. They broke, Buffer's here. He's they broke it off. Condo. They broke it off with Bruce. So wait, what's the next generation of the of the compound? The next generation of the compound is a high fence hunting setup. <laughs> this is what you do. Oh my god, no consolation in this. You I'm get my fucking family a here. slab in Texas. You get a slab in Texas. You want to get at least a few hundred acres, but more. Ideally, several Joe. thousand acres with a lake or Joe, two. Joe, we were in Santa Barbara last. Hold on, <laughs> bitch. We were going to Santa Barbara. Listen, I, did I did I tell you <laughs> how dedicated on it is to success? <laughs> this is the idea, and this is I bring in Aubrey, of course, because he's my main man. Anything no, business guys. related. By the way, hire-primate.com. The t-shirt. We will get t-shirts back in. I'm so sorry. Everybody keeps complaining. Too many people Eventually, uh, Aubrey's going to be involved in that as well. The idea is the man you purse. set up in a purse. Everyone has a purse, man and purse. it's got fucking glitter on, on it. it. Man purse. <laughs> Let it go. My, all, on it, man purses are going to have fake rubies. Fuck you. Big you know plastic shiny. You had fake. on it man purses. We should sell an sell them. Fanny pack. Fucking man you, purse. Okay, am I lying when I say I wear a fanny pack? Am I lying when I say I go to the airport with a fanny pack on? on? Man purse. No, I'm not. Fucking man purse. Pull you? up the listen. Pull up the um. Yeah, Give me the go the go on Amazon and look up saddle leather laptop bag. Wait, go back to the next level of the compound, please. The next level of the compound is a large self-sustaining home oh, in a high fence setup, and the idea is that you have a well or several wells. Um, neither of those. Brian, like, it might be the one. Oh yeah, the far right, far right, far right up top. That's it, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yes, that's it. Yeah, it's George Clooney collection. Yeah, it's very the George Clooney collection. Yeah. It's a very I looked very sexy, sophisticated. That's not even it. Heavy. That's not the right one. That's not the right one. No? The one I got is even more preposterous than this. Mm. Just a Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's right. it. Right. It's yeah. like those, the far left one. It's got fucking straps and shit. There we go. Sweet. It's similar. If it's not the same one, it's similar. So this compound sounds a lot like okay, the, the village. The idea is, the idea is not that we're prepared. We're not preppers, okay? We're not preparing for the end of the world. Well, hold on. But if, if the end of the world happens, isn't it nice stone. to have a couple bucks in the bank? 
That's yeah. what I'm saying. Every motherfucker's worrying about gold. Let me tell you something about gold, okay? It's not I'm not going to give you a cow for some gold if there's no internet. Okay? I don't care for gold. I'm not giving you shit for gold when society collapses. What do you I want? want? Bullets okay. and gasoline. That's what I want. Machines last a long time if you take care of them. You need bullets and gasoline. Okay. Okay? The idea is you have a high fence set up with solar power, everything. We Water. bring in our own animals? Yes. Okay. See, <laughs> uh, you have a high fence. In Texas, they have all these what they call high fence ranches and I have a love-hate relationship with Ted Nugent, okay? I love Ted Nugent for a lot of ways. Yeah. One of the things I love, first of all, Stranglehold, one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. I love that fucking song. And I love the fact that he promotes a hunting lifestyle. And a lot of people would think that, that makes you some sort of a sadist or someone who hates no. animals. What I am is a person who is really trying to come to grips with the idea of life and death. And like all of us, I understand that I, myself, am a temporary being. I, there's only a certain amount of time that you have left, a certain amount of time that the human race has left. Even the star that fucking heats us itself is finite. So we all have to face the fact that we're in a revolving cycle of some sort that may be infinite, but at one, one point in time, this is going to change and go into something else. There's no yeah. doubt about that. So if that's the case, why let all these delicious animals just fucking die of old age? That seems ridiculous, okay? So I'm with Uncle Ted when it comes to that. And when I see him shooting all these animals and eating them, I'm like, I think that's probably the way to go. So yeah. I, I uh, hunted for the first time this year. I got an animal. I ate it. And I've been so satisfied in eating the meat from this animal. I think that that's a, a beautiful way to, to, to exist, to be uh, actually responsible for the animals you go out and hunt. And people have some really ridiculous ways of looking at that, like, oh, yeah, if you really want to make it a one-on-one, -on -one, how about you don't bring a weapon? Well, yeah. Are you anti-human? There's a reason. Humans invented weapons. You know why they invented weapons? To make it way easier to survive. Yeah. Whether it's by defending yourself or whether it's by shooting animals. The aberration of school shootings and, and serial killers and, 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 and robbers and using weapons, that, that is all an aberration of society that's akin to being a spoiled brat. It's a similar thing yeah. because the person who's spoiled is a person who has had great success without any effort, no character building. They just become successful by virtue of being born. And yeah. that's why kings have been historically so fucking cruel because they're royalty. So they're put in this position of extreme power and influence without having the character, without having the, 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 will, the will and the character of a person who has gone through a difficult life to understand the ins and the outs of social interaction, the, the odd experience of this life when you've gone from complete uh, disarray and, 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 and total worry about the idea of the future and no idea whatsoever of what possibility the future may lay when it comes to having your next meal or your next place to sleep or yeah. your next dollar that you earn. And comparing that to a person who every day of their life has been assured that everything will be okay. It's, every day of their life has been assured that there's no effort necessary. It's akin to people growing uh, vegetables. But, but hold on a second. Sorry. But, they, but that you're special for no reason. For no reason. And that's where those create. And it's almost as if they know that they're wrong, so they're begging you to kill them. They're, they know that they're wrong, yeah. and they know that being a king is fucking ridiculous, so they're trying to 
torture people and maim people to the point where you just violently react. It's almost like they're pushed by, by the universe to reacting in such a preposterous way that it demands reaction. It's interesting because my wife has taken to growing um, vegetables. And, it, and I heard, I might have heard it on your fucking podcast, but the concept that people look for hardship in their life to feel real. Yeah. Like my wife grows like nine goddamn tomatoes and then she brings them in. I got tomatoes and we eat her crappy ass tomato that hadn't right. polluted with all the, her tomatoes are just weak. It's like she, <laughs> she just doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> They're fucking wilted and small. You can't really put them on a salad. You got to use all of her, her whole fucking crop goes on a one salad. And so, but uh, it's the idea that she's looking for hardship to make her feel real. You know? Wow. Yeah. It's like a fucking... I get I, I get I get floored by that kind of shit because I I you I kind of it's like I wonder if it's a connection with working out because like I love when you work out and you feel like you get yourself to that throw up point. Did you listen to the podcast that we had with Rich Roll? I don't know which one. Rich Roll's a vegan and uh, I've listened to super, I've listened to probably super, all your podcasts. Super super intelligent guy. And uh, what was his book? Do you remember Brian? I'll find it. L- look up Rich Roll's book. Anyway, he came on the podcast and he was a guy who was essentially living an unhealthy lifestyle and then uh, yeah, I did listen became well. a vegan and just started living this yeah. really intense He's got a good podcast. Because because He's great. Man. I listened I to him. The only reason I remember listening to him is cuz I remember hearing him talking about being a vegan and then talking about changing his lifestyle yeah. and then going, "Oh, that's so funny. This whole time I've been listening to him, I've been thinking he's skinny." And I can't oh, imagine him now as a fat person. Finding Ultra. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, he's, yeah, yeah, Finding Ultra. It's a, by the way, I haven't read it all, but it's a great book, what I've read. It's so honest and interesting. And having him on the podcast, like, that guy has zero douchebag in his body. He's a sweetie. And, and, and he's a really intelligent, interesting guy. And his conversion from, like, going from being living an unhealthy lifestyle to completely plant-based diet and plant-based foods and how healthy he became because of it is so inspirational you know and i I goof on like vegans a lot of times because there's like there's a thing that people do when they become anything or when anything is possible to become whether it's a scientologist or whether it's a catholic or Or sober or sober that's a good point that's a really good point. yeah where they 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 spit it out at you and preach it to you and they're doing it not necessarily to let you know that you know that they are like vegan or sober or whatever it is but to establish a social position yeah and it's it's also this it's also in in my opinion like a (laughs) perfect Like it's uh, self righteousness. It feels good to. Yes. To, I, I was at a party, a, a birthday party yeah. for someone. My my buddy James. Um, it was at a park, and he brought a. It was in the morning, and he brought a bottle of whiskey, and he was like, "Hey, let's do shots." It's a, or a morning birthday party, and I'm like, "I can't. I have a show tonight. I, I was working in Irvine or Brea. I go, I can't." And he goes, "Oh, come on, man. If you don't do shots, none of us can do shots. Like if you do shots, and we can all do shots, but if you don't do them, then we're gonna look weird if we do shots." I go, I can't. What kind of logic is that? Because yeah. that's kind of that I am. That new needs to go to the dunes and run up sand hills. No, no. Think about, think about, <laughs> think about it this way though. Like you're the kind of person, like <laughs> hypothetically saying, do, do your friends of your kids, like the, your friend, family friends, do they know uh-huh. you smoke pot? 
Oh yeah. Okay, so now Who wait, did, but hold if on. You don't know I smoke pot. It's because you're not paying attention. No, but you, but sometimes, but sometimes you meet new family friends, that or you, you haven't asked at all. <clears throat> but so now, or we just retarded. I've been in like there five do- five part? pot documentaries. At but least. my my point is, <laughs> so if, say say they go to a birthday party and and all the parents want to smoke pot. And you're like, no, I, I'm choosing not to. Oh, then well, all of a sudden, all the parents look like degenerates because the guy that uh, is nationally known for smoking pot is choosing to be sober because he wants to be in You know what I mean? I don't smoke pot around my kids, yeah. but I could smoke pot around my kids. I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying that. Even my mom I wouldn't smoke, but, but I wouldn't smoke pot around my kids for, for several reasons. The one reason is it would be very confusing. But when the idea of altering consciousness comes up with my four-year-old or my two-year-old, I will discuss yeah. it. But with my 16-year-old, I have discussed it with her many, many times. We've had yeah. some long conversations. And my point of view on altering your state of consciousness, as, as hypocritical as it may be, and it absolutely is, is that you should not do it until your brain forms. Yes, I, I agree I, with that 100%. I got very fortunate in that I didn't fuck with any sort of hardcore chemicals until I was like deep in my 30s. I was I was 14. But I was very lucky because I was crazy in another way. My crazy was I was terrified of doing anything that was going to inhibit my physical performance yeah. because most of my formative years from my teenage years until my early 20s were based on fighting performance. That's was I was mostly concentrating on fighting performance. And I was dedicated to the idea that any time that I... 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. Any time that I spent working on um, martial arts or training would be eroded by partying. If I got drunk, I would, I wish I would I hadn't ruin all done that, it. that conditioning. I wish I would waited until I was older. Listen. Why? Stop. Because, because, stop no, because with your wishes because you wouldn't be Burt Kreischer. You're a beautiful <laughs> fucking flower. <laughs> How awesome was Nirvana on weed? Come on. Yeah, it was pretty fucking awesome. Dude, fucking Nirvana. We yeah, grew up that the back. best. Yeah, yeah, we grew hey, up listen, in the Listen, this good podcast room. is supposed to end because we, we don't have much time left. Right. But I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere either. Let's, let's do another one. You want to? Yeah, I'm let's end this. You got anywhere to go, Brian? Uh, I was going to do comedy. No, you can Brian. do comedy. Let's do another hour. Let's right. do another hour. All right, let's do another. I love let's the, stop it, piss, I love and do another the, hour. the fuck right. out of you bitches. Listen, we're going to be right back. <laughs> we're going to both, Bert and I, are going to piss separately, okay? I'm going to piss on both of them. As comfortable as I am with my sexuality. I want to piss together with you, look you in the eyes, I'm and go, not that condos. Hello. <laughs> Please, before you think about my piss, or even masturbate thinking about my piss, I want you to go to rogan.ting.com. That, my friends, is the last thing that Ting ever wanted when they signed up <laughs> to be a sponsor on the Joe Rogan Experience. They never wanted anybody to connect piss and Ting and <laughs> masturbation. Too late. Sorry. But if you go to rogan.ting.com, they will give you $50 off the Dude, baddest try it out. It's motherfucking great. Android cell phones available. And that will take the sting off the homosexual implications of anything that I've said in the last 15 minutes that made you rethink your childhood. Get a whole phone. Rogan.ting.com. I think you were going to say condos. <laughs> this sponsor was also brought to you by a combination of Onnit and Jameson at the same time. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. If you have to drive. Thank you, Death Squad Ohio. If you're around good friends like Jamie, the new guy, Burt Kreischer, a.k.a. the machine, (laughs) or Brian Redband, my motherfucker, I suggest that you stick around 
and wait a little bit, because we're going to pee-pee and be right back. <laughs> All right, you several thousand people listening online, and even more to be downloading this long after the fact and after the dinosaurs came back on a spaceship. <laughs> we'll see you in about three and a half minutes. Holla at your boy. Go to onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan and save 10% off any and all supplements. But that does not include blenders, kettlebells, or battle ropes. Because them shits is expensive. One day, when the Onnit compound is super successful and we have started our own religion, we will offer significant discounts. Because there will be no money. And it won't, it won't matter. <laughs> you will be bringing over goats and cheese and spring water. Because that will be the commodity of the future. Or not. Or the commodity of the future will be bandwidth. Because we'll be living in an infinite dimension of pixels and particles and non-essential bits flying through the interwebs. And Al Gore will be worshipped. As Shiva is here at the Higher Primate Studios. We'll see you guys in three and a half minutes. Be meanwhile, go fuck yourself. It shouldn't take that long. We'll be right back. I would maybe. I would maybe do. Hold on a second. Don't say a word. Don't say, a, don't say a word. Don't say a word. Don't say a word until this bitch gets cracking, Bert Kreischer. Train by Bert day. Kreischer. <laughs> Bert Kreischer, I want you to keep it together. I want you to hold on. I'm holding on. I want on. you to realize this is a goddamn commercial-free podcast exceptional edition. This is an exception. The podcast was so good it cannot be stopped for the greater good of Shiva or Odin or Thor. Or Cassiopeia. Did anybody ever worship Cassiopeia? Was that the watch? Some chick, some dude probably wanted to fuck, and he got all exaggerated with how <laughs> hot she was. Named her a fucking consolation or some what shit. A great Cassiopeia. I bet her website's available. How good does your pussy have to be before they name a consolation after it? Not even like a tree. Why? Not a rock. Not a mountain. <laughs> no, a series of nuclear explosions in the middle of the universe. Oh. Why haven't they rebooted Thor and like he got a haircut yet? Because Thor doesn't need a fucking haircut. He's dope. Don't be hating. Listen, Brian, like you, you have a full head of hair. You shouldn't be hating because I have almost zero hair and I'm not hating, okay? It's you, a matter of time before I shave my head. It's your issues. You should do it. I sprinkle the hair in now. Freeing things. You sprinkle dude, it? That, yeah, I sprinkle oh, uh, still. Yeah. Dude, f shaving your head is a beautiful feeling. Is it? Do it. Just do it. Trust me. Um, Just do it once. You obviously don't give a fuck about your body, okay? <laughs> Let's be realistic. You've, He's you've, been working out a lot lately. You're, you're not. If, okay, I'm, if you were entering, you let's me. be honest. You know I love you. But let's be honest. If you were entering into a bodybuilding contest, I would say this guy does not want to win. Okay? <laughs> yeah. He is not trying to win Sexiest Man. It's I don't not, even look good in Europe in a Speedo. You're not even trying. You're not even trying. It's not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Let's be honest about our paths in this life, ladies and gentlemen. So, Death, uh, Death Squad Scotland and Death Squad Ohio are losing their fucking minds. 
okay. because they're. Uh, I told you to stop communicating with those people. You don't know them. You have not vetted them, sir. I know that's quite a higher there. Awesome. You say you, you yeah, know. No, he Brian does know. Yeah, them. God damn it! You, none of you motherfuckers have a proper filter in place. We need to fucking set up some scientific checks and balances, much like the CIA uses. If this, uh, you can't just decide. You can let some motherfucker send you some whiskey. Oh, I can't that believe coconut. We have a refrigerator here at uh, Full Higher Coconut Primate Water Studios. We're so not fucking around, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we, we're taking this to the next level, Bert Kreischer. Do you see what we're doing here? This I is, got my own Buddha. Up I got in this a fucking bitch. care package from On It. Yeah, you got a care package from On It, and we got the Buddha responsible for my tattoo. Oh, he's is a, that the Buddha? He's an asshole. You, I don't know if you he's can like, see hi guys, it. I'm are you, here. Are you done with tattoos? Or are you gonna? Are you gonna? I'm gonna fill in my right arm. Can you see that shit? Your right arm. That is the same Buddha. Oh. The guy who did my arm, first of all, he's a beautiful artist. Eric. And he's a cool motherfucker. His name's Aaron Delavadova, and he uh, works at Guru Tattoo in San Diego. I get, I would get tattooed just to hang out with that dude. He's, he's so cool. He's, I wonder if he's that, a I real. If... He's a real artist. He's, he's really cool paintings, and I, I love his like his point of view. Like it's so uniquely his own. That you remember that guy that was uh, uh, Jesse James, rather, who was married to Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah. Remember he had that. Um, affair with some girl with, with the swastika tattooed on her forehead. Well, I saw. No, no, no. She didn't have that. It's, yeah, she did. No, but no, 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 no. She, it was not a swastika. White power. Or no, 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 no. What she did. Yeah, she did. No, no, she did. Dude, she did not. No, she definitely me. did. No, 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 no. She, she had swastikas tattooed somewhere. Stop it. Stop. No, swear to God, Joe. Joe, she really did. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you wrong. What's her name? It was like Michelle Dynamite or something like that. No. But anyway, my point okay. is that she had this sleeve, and I looked at the sleeve, and I said, that's an Aaron Delavadova tattoo. I could tell. Like, yeah. His style is so distinctive. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of individual points of expression where, like, um, like, there's certain, like, pool cues where you could look at the pool cue and you know that is uh, a sugar tree. That's yeah. a cue that Eric Crisp made. That is a Cognoscenti. That's a cue that Joe Gold made. Like, yeah. they have, like, this individual point of expression. Michelle McGee. it's, like, Michelle McGee. Yeah, she did a Nazi uh, photo shoot. That's what it was. She does yeah, not have any tattoos. Yeah, she doesn't have tattoos This was, like, some her. crazy Fuck. photo shoot that she had to do. Although it does say WP on her leg. Yeah. Like, as in white power. No. Or, is that what it means? Yeah. Or. Ew, whoa. Is that really what it means? WP? I don't think. What What else? Uh, Whip it poop. What was my point about her? Uh, you were talking about uh, your tattoo artist did her arm or something? Oh, I saw her arm. And one of her arms, I think it's her right sleeve. Yeah. His style is so distinct. Did you I search that guy out? Well, I looked uh, in California, and I was looking at all these different. You know, it's like you, if you, there's a lot of really good artists in California, especially. Yeah. I mean, Kat Von D, who we've had on the podcast. Oh, uh, she that's a great podcast. Yeah, she was really cool. There's there's a, there's a, just there's so many like I don't even want to name names. Yeah. There's a million talented artists. But when I saw Aaron's work on mine, especially sleeves and big back pieces, like his style is. Um, really about big bold like pieces yeah. and when i started talking to him like immediately we hit it off i was like this guy was cool as fuck he's so cool like Can right I... away like i was like like you know what you talk to someone you're really like happy to have a conversation with them yeah. and we were like on a the perfect level like really like you know both of us were talking about all kinds of like 
different crazy shit and he's a he's an honorable person and he's an artist and it's like right away i was like i love this guy no right away it's a perfect guy to do it what did you guys uh if you if you remember i'm curious to see if you remember what did you guys talk about while he was tattooing you Everything and anything, man. Just like, do you remember life. any of the conversation? Like, is it? Yeah. We have it on. Video is it like a meaningful? We have at the beginning. <laughs> Are you serious? Of the first yeah. sleeve. Yeah, the beginning of the first sleeve. A lot of it was on video, but then the second sleeve is like, like about three years old. I, I still have to go back. I still there's a few sp- spots on it. It's amazing. It's, most of it is a Miyamoto Musashi piece. Who's the guy who is the... Uh, oh, okay. And there's the graphics joker. I thought you got rid of the graphics joker. Yeah, I, I have to. I thought you did too. I have to. It's not, it's not quite done yet. I got it. I think they should pimp that out. Yeah. No, it's like, it's not... Leave a gra- it. Remember who It was who you like are. really even before I knew what a graphics joker was. <laughs> you drew it, right? Stupid idea. Yeah, I drew it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But I caught that shit. You did? <laughs> That's my jujitsu experience, my jiu-jitsu. friend. Jujitsu. But uh, this, a Jameson yeah. experience. Can you see that tattoo? I did draw yeah. it. I drew that in uh, 1990. It looks like shit now. It's blurred. I like it. I like the guy it. who uh, better than waterfalls. The guy who tattooed it for me did a fucking brilliant job. His name was Danny Williams, and he died of uh, of cancer really recently. And the uh, bottom tattoo, the really crazy looking samurai guy, that is Miyamoto Musashi, and he's fighting. A tiger, and that's what happened. Uh, what six, happened to some you? Sick artwork, man. Like that's all. Uh, that's all my man Aaron Delavadova's work, and he does San Diego. He does brilliant work. It's yeah, the beach. Pacific what was the beach. What was the turn? For what? For you, like where where you you went from like one tattoo and not smoking weed to like well, I don't maybe I've heard well you, say you know this, but what it was. Um, I. I always like like tattoos. I always like the artwork of it. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of music. I'm a big fan of writing. I'm a big fan of me- movies and cars and, and, and paintings and anything that you do that expresses whatever you have inside of yourself through some medium, whether yeah. it's the medium of making a hot rod or it's the medium of even designing clothes. Like I'm, like, like I'm wearing some crazy T-shirt right now some dude gave me. It's a Bruce Lee who's uh, he's acting as a DJ. I thought that was hilarious. So I mean, that's great. It's funny. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's someone's idea that's expressed through clothes. You know, you can express it through furniture, like my friend. Uh, no, I, this fucking this, this table table's badass. Yeah, I mean, you can express it through anything, but it really it's all the same thing. the The idea is that everything that a person can enjoy is someone else trying to express some sort of positive idea through whatever medium it is, whether it's a fucking whether it's Les Miserables, uh, <laughs> whether it's Fifty Shades of Grey, it's all the same thing, you know? But what was the turning point? Do you remember the thing? No. I don't know. I, I was probably some psychedelic drug-related experience, most really? likely. Yeah. Yeah, that was the... the but what got you there? Um, well, if marijuana is a gateway drug, <laughs> I'm really, unfortunately, a good example. <laughs> But I don't think that it's a negative gateway. I think we have to get over that idea. And I think a big part of the struggle that we have in this country is a lot of conservative people misunderstand the position of people that uh, support marijuana or cannabis. And it doesn't mean that they're mutually exclusive, and it doesn't mean that they have to be in combat with each other. It just means that, for whatever reason, as a society, we have associated cannabis smokers and users with lazy bitches. And that's stupid. And I think that 
if I have benefited as a, an unnecessarily aggro, you know, child of the 80s, if I have benefited from the magical gift of marijuana, then I bet you can too. It just needs to be used properly. And it's going to make you examine yourself in a way that may be uncomfortable, but is most likely necessary. You know, and the ideas that we have connected to any sort of psychedelic experience, marijuana or peyote, you name it, mushrooms, automatically people of a conservative nature will assume that the people involved in doing this thing are being lazy or they're, yeah. being, they're being frivolous. They're being frivolous because they've decided to, like, seek escape through chemicals rather than deal with reality. But if they really knew, they would know that that's not the case. If they really had experience, they would know that, no, it's the exact opposite. This, I hate to fucking bring up this goddamn Radio Lab Why? show again. They were talking about religious experiences and people who did acid. And and they and there was a there was a they were talking about they took these kids at student uh, <clears throat> in school took them down to a, a church setting where a church sermon was giving going on they're all religious teachers okay all religious teachers uh, like religious students they all take acid and they hear a sermon in the church with the beautiful bells oh. and they said that nine out of ten people in the test group so there's twenty ten have a a a, a, a bullshit you know the placebo. Ten out of the other one, nine out of the ten had a religious experience, wow. and they were saying that that nine out of the ten also went on to um, teach in the ministry. Like nine out of the ten people that took acid, and they were talking about the concept of, of whether or not you could do acid and whether or not you could create a religious experience. And if you could, why wouldn't you have that all the time? Why wouldn't everyone look for that? Well, what's what we were talking about earlier about like one day maybe we can get our shitty brains to accept a state of opiate. And MDMA God, at the same time, all the time. I want like a low-grade cocaine. Well, like, like, a, think about what's going on. I mean, all respect to people who are on antidepressants. And this is not an antidepressant rant. And I think, quite honestly, that there's quite a few of those rants that are they're ignorant. And even though, you know, we, we had um, a conversation with... Um, Kara Santa Maria, who's on the podcast. Fucking so. loved her. Yeah. That girl was so fucking... I've, I've regurgitated some of her facts in conversation, not realizing I'm doing it. I fucking was so... I was afraid to Google her and see what she looked like. So I was like, what if she's not hot? Because she was so hot on this podcast. Just listen to her. You were like, oh, she's, oh, she's beautiful, smoking. And but it's hard. She's, more importantly, she's very fascinating. Very, very, very... Really fascinating. Person. And what was my point? Um, I'm taking her psychedelics. Garden three, next of week. three of them in a row. Psychedelics. Are you taking her all? Yeah, next week I'm taking her all. Can, hey, you want to do a double date? Nope. How dare you? <laughs> fucking to, just hang out with her. He'd be rubbing his dick. Just cock blocking the fuck out of you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the point was that she was describing her, her own personal benefit from uh, from using antidepressants and her own personal, yeah. you know, her her personal benefit from like regulating her state of consciousness but with the use of science and if you really stop and think about it like the some of the best feelings that i've ever had have been under the, uh, under the influence of chemicals you know whether it's right now or whether it's uh you know the first time i ever did uh, anything which was mdma anything of significance when when that feeling is so sensational like what would life be if that feeling existed all the time we automatically have this thought in our head that that cannot be managed and that needs to be discarded right away, immediately, yeah. for the state of consciousness that you exist right now can never be elevated. This is what it is. But well, how do we even know that's true? I, 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 I wonder sometimes because I go, I, like, 
I, I feel like I spend my day chasing a, chasing a buzz where it's like co- <laughs> like coffee in the morning, and then there's this like dead period in the afternoon where I'm like, well, I'm before the late. beer comes, yeah, yeah before the beer comes. Uh, when do you feel it's respectable to start drinking at five? Beer? Five p.m. Yeah, five p.m. Yeah, five p.m. Leave yeah. me alone, woman. <laughs> at five p.m. you can say leave me alone. Oh, I had man. a hard day at work. Who keeps the fucking lights on? Some of the best moments of my life are when my wife had a job. We were living in, a, in an apartment complex. We had a nanny only because I was on the road, and sometimes the nanny and I would overlap, and I'd be there when she would be there. The best feelings, my kids are there, sun setting in Hollywood, my wife walking in the, in the door and just going, did anyone open a bottle of wine? Oh, motherfucker. I remember getting like chills like it's Christmas Eve. Like, oh, and we crack open a bottle of wine, we pour one for the nanny, we just sit on the couch and socks fuck oh you're fucking love i love those kind of moments you love like ultimate relaxation moments where everybody agrees yes it's time where everyone's on the same page i think that's one of the things crack open the bottle everybody agrees oh it's it's great well that's why you're like sort of the ultimate party meister it's like you, you're the guy that would get everybody. Ah, oh, fucking Bert wants to do shots. Let's do shots. Let's Are we do doing shots? shots? Are we doing shots. Give me a hug, you fucks. I love you. And everybody would get together. Right? I think. Yeah, I love that feeling when when like it's like just fucking someone just goes. Uh, I go. Is it gonna be awkward if I, if I order a beer and someone will be like, <laughs> if you get one, I'll get one. I'm like, we're fucking drinking. Yeah, oh, right I away. I can love that feeling. You think that's what. When the feeling people get when they connect when they smoke marijuana is that someone likes it and then they're like, nah. And they're like, okay. Right. Like, it's such a great, like... There's definitely a thing that comes with being like in that sort of fraternity of people that know, you know, yeah. that know you'd smoke pot. Everybody's in this like, oh, we're all cool in this, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I as, as much as you sort of accept the traditional notion of reality, like if you've never gotten high, you and I have very little to talk about. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about a few things. For certain, we can talk about facts and statistics yeah. and history and <laughs> numbers. We can talk a lot about a lot of things. But we can't talk about what the fuck is going on when you think about someone and then the phone rings and it's them. <laughs> we can't, can't talk about that because you you're going to give me some scaredy cat answer. You're going to go, well, it's just, just, it's just a, sort of a coincidence. Their brain taps out. Really, there's, go, there's no relationship whatsoever. There's never been a statistical <laughs> correlation between you thinking about someone and then them calling you and that meaning anything significant whatsoever. It's just <laughs> nonsense. And you need to get a rip and put a tie on and wear some shiny shoes with slippery soles and walk down the street like a gentleman. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that when I, a, a little light bulb goes off in my head and I think about Burt Kreischer and then I look down at my phone and it starts ringing immediately and it's <laughs> Burt Kreischer. Well, call me crazy, but I think something's up. Okay? I think there's something fucking going on when I think about you and then all of a sudden you call me immediately. It, it happens every day, nonstop. Yeah. It happens a lot. And you know when it happens? You ready for this, Brian Redband? It happens when you live in your life correctly. When yeah. you live in your life correctly, the universe gives you a lot of fucking secret messages. The universe. You think that's will. what it is? Absolutely. I, 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 like yesterday, this is something crazy as an example. Yesterday, I was talking to my friend who's a ginger, and I'm like, is there such things as Jewish gingers? I've never even heard. Is Like, I've never seen a Jewish ginger before. And she was like, of course there is. And then, like, two hours later, somebody else 
just like, oh, this guy, he's a ginger. He's a Jewish ginger. Have you ever seen one of these? I'm like, all right, I've never talked about ginger, Jewish gingers my whole entire life. Now, twice in one day. There's a possibility that you attracted that. There's a possibility that much like, you ever send an email on Google? You know, it could be about anything. You could like send an email and say, hey, man, I'm looking to get a life-size copy of the robot from Lost in Space. Yeah. And then you look in the corner of your Gmail when you get on it, it'll be all Lost in well, Space that's shit. That's because it's but, reading your email. Right, 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 exactly. So you think somebody's reading my, exactly. my presence? Or my, so my if, oh, I like this well, theory this already. My, this is my point. If reality is a simulation... Wouldn't it follow the same principles yes. that your Gmail same or your Yahoo program. has? Where you'll see the corners where shit that you've sent emails about will be reoccurring themes in your yep. life. I do that in life all the time. I put it out there. But isn't it fascinating? You put it out it's there. A program. It, it's it, a, mirrors, yep. it mirrors what we know is a program. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. It's true. You're right. Yeah. It's just the fucking natural course of history of how life's going to go down. It already happens in life. God does it. Well, the universe does it. It dr dr trickles onto you. You sound like you're ripe for a cult. I could fucking get you to sign up right <laughs> now. Give me, some, give me some blue Nikes. Suck my dick in a house full of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I could be so quickly put into a cult. I've been watching this documentary on the Vice guys made a documentary about this fucking dude who's a, uh, they, he's the new Jesus. He's a Siberian Jesus. Have you seen that, Brian? Mm -mm. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. I pulled up. You got, you, <laughs> no, we, we shouldn't pull it up because okay. it's a really long piece. Those Vice like, guys are crazy. It's at least, I, I've only watched the first two 10 minute pieces, but it's fascinating. There's a guy in Siberia that's created a village and he's like the second coming of Jesus. He's like the new Jesus. And he has thousands of people that are living up there. Thousands. They're all living up there. But meanwhile, they're we living in that, an, unbelievably, an unbelievably beautiful place. I mean, it is stunning. If you maybe, maybe see if you can find some photos. But it's, it's staggeringly beautiful. And this guy, he's not pre preaching anything bad except being a vegan. That's silly. But other, I can't. I, I got to have He's meat. a vegan. Fucking even when I was doing that clean program. Vegan Jesus. I'd have uh, chicken with fucking lettuce wraps. Yeah. Oh. I love spicy shit. Yeah, I wish that animals weren't so fucking delicious. They're fucking amazing. And I wish that they didn't fucking keep making animals. Maybe they would just all live forever and everyone would be immortal. We have enough numbers now and just keep it going. <laughs> I had duck heart this last night. This is the dude. That's who? The, Let me see. That was the photo of the dude who's the, the, the Russian Jesus. Meanwhile, he's got an awesome spot. I don't think I ever saw Jesus smile. Yeah, well, he does when Green Day's playing. He's always sad because he's hurt. The, the, Jesus, the Australian. Jesus, all Jesus' pictures were like hip-hop cover albums. Like, just, what's up? The Australian Jesus is a guy in Queensland, and he says he's Jesus, too. I was just in Queensland. <laughs> what's that guy look what like? What were you doing? Were you doing stand-up? No, we did a uh, trip flip in Australia. Oh, in Queensland. Fucking Australia? Was Best it? country I've ever been to. Yeah, I I I'm telling you when I say this. And I, I'm not shitting on America, and I'm not shitting on Canada because Canada, you guys are second. But Australia blows everyone away. I love, I, I, I love the people there. I love their attitude. It's like a, it's a more. We we are so uptight in this country. We're we're really so unbelievably uptight, especially when it comes to like going out and having fun and relaxing. I'd move to Australia in a fucking heartbeat. In a heartbeat. There's like, there's this thing about America that America was sort of founded and created by a bunch of people that have come here from somewhere that sucked. And they had enough, and they just made it over to some new spot. But I think that the, 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 the type of person that it, it takes to be able to get in a boat 
and travel across the ocean and land like in some new months. land. I think it takes several generations before everybody fucking relaxes. That's the badass motherfuckers that could get in a boat and fucking do that. Because you just yeah. shook the, 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 the loose leaves got shaken off the tree. They, they, were, they were so gangster. They got in a goddamn boat and traveled across do you ever do oceans that? with no radio, no Do you ever TV, think about that, though, when you no travel music. with your kids somewhere? And then you go, how would we travel across America? Oh, like, yeah. how, would, how would your family size up in a, just, in a wagon train going from New York to L.A.? My family would have either stayed. I mean, if you had little children, you would have stayed in Italy or Ireland. You would have done whatever you could do to stay where you were. But my uh, grandfather's family came over here in... I want to say the early 1900s, my grandfather's family came over here from Italy. Yeah. And uh, my grandfather lived on a farm, and he used to tell me stories about how they used to kill rabbits with their hand, like grab them by the neck and snap them. That was like a normal part of your life. And there was, you know, winters where, like, they would run out of food. Like, there was no food. Like, they'd have to go and borrow food from people that were neighbors. So crazy times, man. It's crazy. You, you know what's be, crazy? More crazy like, than that is the, um, like, and I say this, I say this guessingly, but, like, the amount of humility your grandfather must have had. He was a very humble guy. To, like, to come here. Almost too humble. You know, I, he got walked on by my uh, grandmother. My grandmother was, like, a really strong woman, and she used to yell at him all the time when I was, like, a little kid. Because <laughs> really? my mom had me when she was 20, and, you know, my mom did her best, but she was really young. You know, when you're 20 years old, and all of a sudden you're raising a baby, that's a... Your par- I was grandparents 20, are only 21. 40. I was 21 when I was born, or when my, um, my mother was 21, rather, when I was okay. born. Dirt. I was 21 when I was born. I might as well have been. I would probably feel like, oh, my God, this bitch is 21. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. i got to get up to a 21-year-old Your grandparents are like, what, 37? No, they're older than that. 40? Right they could now? have been. No, no, at the time you were born. I don't know. I don't know how old they were. I mean, it's, I mean, it's think hard about for it. me to wrap my head around now. I don't want to do the math. But the, the point was my, you know, my mother was young. And so, like, g- growing up with, like, a... Uh, a young mother that doesn't necessarily know what the fuck is going on yeah. makes you realize at a young age, like, oh shit! <laughs> it makes you start looking at everything a little differently. This lady doesn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Wait, I, she? I don't uh, think she can make eggs. <laughs> she? No, she was okay with that. But I'm like, we are both in this fucking crazy thing together. She, and you know, you realize like kind of early on that no one knows what the fuck is going on. That's crazy. I can't imagine being. I can't imagine that my biggest hiccup in life was getting into stand up because my my I just that that I didn't I didn't have any humility at that time in my life. And my dad gave me a, a speech on my twenty sixth birthday that was like fucking aggressive. Like really, like twenty sixth, twenty sixth. It was on my birthday. Like I, he called me and I thought he was gonna wish me happy birthday. Oh my god! And he was like, "You're a fucking loser." Oh my. god. He's like, you make me embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that you're my son. I lie about you. Oh, my God. He goes, you know what that's like to, lie, for have, a, to have a judge say, I heard your son got his life's option by Oliver Stone. And he's in New York doing stand-up. How's he doing? He goes, I lied in fucking court. He goes, it makes me sick to my stomach. I was like, what can I do different? And he goes, nothing. I was like, well, can I fix this? And he goes, I know. I failed you as a father. And I, and I it, it got me to, like, it changed my life. Like, I went, he taught me how to get taught me how to be humble enough to get a job in stand-up. Because so you just needed to work the door. But I thought I was above that. I thought that I was better than that. Like, I thought that someone would just grab me and put me on stage and I'd be discovered. That's how I thought it happened. I know you could literally be humble and say, I want to do this. How do I go about doing this? Please help me to someone. And he got me into it. And, and literally, I fucking started doing it the next night. And six months later, I had a deal. And it was like, <laughs> it was a fucking... 
one of the greatest things I ever did. I look back at that so fondly those times. Me, like uh, outside, this is every single night hanging outside. Jim Norton, Bobby Kelly, Patrice O'Neill, Colin, like not Colin Quinn actually. He didn't, I didn't, I've never actually met him until recently. Why'd you just throw him in there? Because I, I started getting into a tough crowd mentality. I started listening off the credits of tough crowd. I was like, me, Bobby Kelly, That's like, yeah, Nick Colin DiPaulo. But I, I call myself, Nick. I'm honest, I never, I never met Nick That's either. Fine. So, you never but, met Nick? No, I mean, I've seen them come, I worked the door when he'd come in and do the club, but I never, like, knew have him. Have you seen him on stage? It's fucking, Nick's brilliant. I love him, Nick man. is, Nick DiPaolo to me is one of the most underrated comedians in this country. Hands down, no questions asked. He's the kind of guy you yeah. can tell his jokes to your friend at a bar and they fucking lose their mind. Dude, he had a joke about her, you remember when Katrina hit? Dude, it's it's so cruel. It was so it was so fucked up. But he goes, yeah, they were they were writing rescue uh, rescue no, rescue signs on the roof on the roof. But they, I'm not doing this any justice. I'm so sorry. I was already thinking was, of doing a Nick bit, and I was like, there's no way I'll get through it. They were signing uh, rescue uh, l- you know signs on the roof, but they were misspelling them. Instead of help, it said hep. It was, you want some hep? Drink that fucking water. <laughs> If you want some hep, drink that water. <laughs> Nick DiPaolo. I'm not. I'm sorry, Nick. I butchered your joke. I apologize. I wish I knew but, his joke about. Uh, he goes. Ah, a lot of guys. I'm not going to do this any justice either. They. A lot of people say they haven't said the N word. A lot of people say that. Really? I guess you never put a thousand dollars on a playoff game then. <laughs> I know I ruined that bit, but no, no, I, no, no, I no fucking was good. Nick DiPaolo is is one of the funniest. I watched Nardian, Nard, Nardian, Nardian. I I watched Nardian, Nardian and Nick on uh, on on the fucking uh, same thing. Dan Patrick yeah, shows on. The, the, I watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the, I watch it because I respect Nick both those guys show. so much yeah, that I go guys. that I, it's not the best show sometimes. Well, but, this is what I think. That show would be. Fucking magic if it was uncensored. And to take Nick and Artie and put yeah. them on regular radio oh, is like that. taking Joey Diaz and make him, instead of talk, write with a crayon. Yeah. It's nonsense. It's, it's fucking stupid. I watch it all the time, though, because it's like. I it's, love Nick and Artie. Someone with some fucking balls, please take that show, put it on the internet. You'd make more money, there'd have more imagine? people listening, and you could still put it on DirecTV or whatever the fuck you're putting it on. It still would be, but leave. Let Nick be Nick. Let Artie be Artie. Let him be crazy. Let him let him Fucking talk completely unhindered. The way he what did I? We were talking. I was talking to someone recently about bomb lines, and Nick bomb, bomb lines. Like when you when you're doing bad and the heckler's attacking you and you have your comeback. And Nick DiPaolo has a time. I I'm once again I'm butchering whatever this story is because I don't remember it, but. Nick said that he was getting heckled by this girl in a it was her bachelorette party and he was on the road in some podunk town and he was like he was like, Ma'am, I hope the next time you reach under your armpit you feel a lump <laughs> and, and, the, and he goes, I've never had an entire crowd hate me more uh, and they had to escort him like to the green room. Oh my god. <laughs> but he's a fucking old school, like old school yeah. kind of like that's the kind of dad I want. I meet dads at like my kids' school, and I wonder if they know who the fuck I am. Like then they then they do know who I am. They figure out who I am. They'll Google me and they'll go, "Oh shit, I didn't know you were this guy. I can be this guy around you." Like I wonder. If, oh, I see what you're saying. I wonder if like p- parents, because he's got kids, if they meet him and they have no clue of who he is, and then like Google him, and then they're like, "Oh my god, I can tell this joke in front of you." <laughs> he's one of the funniest fucking human beings, man. I he's really a very nice guy. Too. Did you ever do Tough Crowd? Yeah, yeah. Tough Crowd was a once. definitive show in my life. Yeah. 
I would just have my first daughter. Show. I've been doing the road, and I would, and I knew a lot of those guys. Most of those guys from doing stand. It's really in New York. a tragedy that that show was canceled. It's so silly. It's bullshit. It seems like like why would you ever? I mean, it was such an easy resource. The, you know, it was easy to get comedians. Everybody wanted to be on it. It was very entertaining. The podcast and the past. What? You got to talk into my. It's phone. pretty much a podcast. Yeah, it, it is. It was You're a podcast. Right. It was a limited like time, a time limited podcast. This listen, man. We're so lucky that we are existing in this time where you can do this thing. Where yeah. you could do whatever the fuck you want. No one's telling us what to do. We're doing whatever we want. We decided to keep going. We, we decided yeah. to end the podcast, take a leak, and keep going. There's no producers. There's no. That's the the beauty of a situation. Oh, like this, this is when Greg Giraldo and, uh, and fucking Dennis Leary. Hey, uh, hit pause good. for a second, Brian. This is or a funny, or keep this the is volume a funny down. story because Giraldo never even went to the nuclear weapons, which is plagiarism. He never even went to that. Yeah. You know, he never even went to that. But Leary was so cunty with him, like right off the bat. Greg Giraldo was a fucking beautiful dude. He was, he was just the nicest fucking guy. He was very intelligent. Guy. In, a, in, a, in a time where in my life when no one needed to be nice to me, mm-hmm. there were two people that were distinctly nice to me and, and, and gentle. And that was Bill Burr and Greg Giraldo. Like, you know, Norton and, and, and Bobby and all those guys were always nice to me. But, man... Geraldo and Bill Burr took time and pulled me aside and like they were fucking great guys I remember one time calling into my buddy Cowhead's show uh, and and because okay. Geraldo was on and calling in to listen to Geraldo's interview because I just loved Greg and Cowhead told him and Greg goes oh put him on the phone I want to talk to him and I talked to uh, Greg for like fucking 10 minutes in between a break and a song and just was like man how, how's everything going and he was like well yeah he was very sincere fucking Fucking great guy. He had a show. I don't remember what network it was on. But it was uh, it was his sitcom. It was on during when yours was, right? Yeah, yeah. He talked about partying with the girl that was on your show. Which one? Uh, the girl with the big tits. Who? On news radio. Girl with the big tits. Didn't that, that one girl with big tits? No, no. Who was the girl? Andy Dick. There was beautiful girls, but they did, I know, always Maura, thought I, Maura Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought Maura she had big tits. Did not have big. I thought no, her tits were so big no, they had to no. tape them up. <laughs> no, <laughs> Maura, Maura was the white girl with black yeah. hair. Yeah, she was the oh, the, so the lead. <laughs> oh, listen, that's she just a had compl- big nipples. That's a terrible misunderstanding. Oh, she was yeah, beautiful. No, no, she was very beautiful and incredibly talented. Oh, fucking wonderful! Incredibly a bottle of white wine with her so bad. I did. Um, I did a scene with her once. I'll never forget this. And I, I told her, and she just sort of laughed it off because she's. She's like, really like, she wasn't, she would never like brag about her talent like as an actor. She was good. But we did a scene together and um, I didn't realize that she was acting. I thought she was saying something to me. And I was like, oh, that's the words. Oh, whoa. I go, holy shit, you badass bitch. I go, I didn't know you were acting. I go, you just fucking rocked me like she rocked me <laughs> with what she was saying because the set of news radio was very loose yeah there was a lot of fucking off and there was also a lot of improvisation where it's like dave foley was responsible for a huge amount of like what got on the air of that show because he's sort of like he was like sort of like almost like a secret producer and it was because the guys who wrote the show were like they were so open-minded and so smart and paul sims the who was the executive producer was just this really brilliant guy who recognized that there was a lot of people like Andy or like Phil Hartman or like yeah. Dave Foley or whatever who would have this 
in, in intuition while they were on stage working out the scenes that they would come up with new things and to incorporate those new things. So Dave was like constantly tweaking things and adding things and it was, you know, and being able to watch that and to watch someone do that and to be in that situation, I was like, wow, I was like, this is, this is, this is like a, an ideal situation. He, uh, I, I was the, this is, this is going to sound cunty, not cunty, but weird. But, uh, so like uh, last year was a very good year for me. And, and I'm also in the middle of our, our school. So we're like our kids are in third grade and, and like now we've been at school long enough that kind of, we're, we know all the parents. And so like, I was this, like, uh, I was the, uh, resident famous comedian parent, like, oh, he's a comedian. I think Dave Foley's kids go to our school now. And Dave Foley, they were like, have you heard Dave Foley? <laughs> like, he spoke at a PTA moment. Apparently, he's a fucking amazing dad. Like, I mean, either that or it's a guy that looks like Dave Foley. What do you mean? He's an amazing dad. Like, he, like, oh, fucking shows up and does oh, all the course. shit. Yeah. And, and they were like, no, and I don't go to anything. I don't even go to recitals. Like, I just fucking. He's a very solid dude. That was a, a great set. But what, what I'm saying about Morris, she, did, she was built. Oh, yeah. She's very pretty, beautiful woman. Huge but knockers. She didn't have big knocker. Oh, she was fucking <laughs> hot as shit. Yeah. She's very, very But, hot. yeah, but Greg Giraldo shot across from you guys, and you guys yeah. used to party, right? And, well, well, Greg was right next door, and um, he was. There's a lot of guys who had TV shows. There was a lot of guys who, like, got gigs back in those days. It was like they got a development deal, and maybe they had a few episodes. Like my friend Tom Rhodes, he had a show for a while. Fucking love Tom yeah, Rhodes. He's a good dude. He's a great dude. And um, I met Tom. The first time I met him was when we were both on NBC. I was on news radio, and he had his own show. And uh, then he went over to Amsterdam, and it's just he's Tom's beautiful. He's fucking awesome. He really is. But he never lost his shit. Uh, you know, he was, uh, he's always been cool. He's always been like an open. The night guy. I met he's a, he's a, Tom Rhodes is like, in my opinion, like a fucking legit comedian. You Tom know Rhodes I mean? is from Florida. Yeah. And uh, I t I, I've told him the story a number of times, and he never really remembers it. But we ran into each other in Amsterdam. We did that Showtime special with Russell Peters. And I said, uh, the fucking first night I met him, I was working at the Boston Comedy Club. I came downstairs, and he was at the bar. And I knew he was from Florida, and I was from Florida. And I liked to stand up. And I walked up to him, and I was like, I was like, hey, man, uh, my name's Bert. I'm a comedian. I just started. I'd love to ask you. And he stopped me, like put his hand on my chest, his hand on my chest, and was like, "Listen, you start buying beers, and I'll answer every question you want." And I was <laughs> like, "All right." So I started. I put my fucking dad's credit card down, and I fucking bought beers and talked to him about comedy for like three hours. It was fucking great. He he was one of the one dudes that did uh, the Ice House Chronicles, and we had a long conversation afterwards. Where uh, was like, I was with you. Yeah, he was like the the camaraderie is so cool here. It's like we have like real comedian camaraderie. He was hammered, and I said yeah. I was with the two. I think I was with the two. I was with. The, I had a guy with me to drive me. And I, mm -hmm. I was like, Tom, let us take you to your, because he was hammered. Yeah, and yeah, we were trying to tell him, there's no way you're driving. Yeah, and so he was like, ah, don't worry about me. Yeah, I sleep in the car, I wake up, and I go. Drive, yeah, he yeah. passed, he slept in his car. You can't do that. That's illegal. If you yeah. sleep in your car, you they'll get arrest you. you. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I just had a simulation thing happen to me, Joe. I, uh, that, that Dennis Leary video that we were talking about, last night I watched this movie called Happy, which is all about depression and stuff like that. It's a documentary mm -hmm. on Netflix. I recommend it. It's all right. But there was a guy in the movie that was like a motivational speaker to kids, 
And I was like, who is this guy? It's the guy on the right right there. I've never seen this guy Lenny ever Clark. in my life. Lenny Clark. Yeah, and now he's oh, in this Lenny, fucking Lenny video. Lenny is going to be on the podcast. Are you oh, serious? are you serious? Lenny, oh, let me tell you something. The second time I ever did stand-up for money, I opened for Lenny Clark. I used to say it was the first time, but it's a lie, ladies and gentlemen. The first time I opened up for a guy named Warren McDonald. <laughs> That's the first time I ever got paid. But the second time I ever got paid, the truth is, I opened up for Lenny Clark. And I was in a, a place called Jay's in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And Lenny, um, he's always been, like, super cool to me. He's God, a- look how fat Greg looks. Does he look fat? Yeah, yeah. Well, considering, like, Well, Greg if you're comparing everyone- now. Oh. oh. Brian. How? Oh, Brian. you, you oh. son That's of a awful. bitch. At least you know that Greg would have been going, ah, that was a horrible joke. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the big guy, by the way, uh, Lenny has lost a shitload of weight. Yeah, Lenny is really thin he, now. He, he was in, in that documentary. So wait, wait, is Are this- you serious? In that documentary, yeah. he was pulling out towels because he wouldn't stop sweating. Yeah. And I was, yeah. tell- I was talking to the girl I was with last night, and I was like, isn't that crazy? He's just standing there talking to kids, and he can't stop sweating. There's like sweat all over his body. What documentary was this? Uh, it's called Happy. And okay. I just saw it last night. I'd never seen this guy before in my life. And I just pulled up this video, and he's in this video. It's so fucking wait, where's the Where's the part where Greg and what you call fight? We did that uh, movie together, um, Here Comes the Boom, the Kevin James movie. I seen it, yeah. And uh, Lenny Clark was in that movie because it was shot in Boston, and Lenny played uh, a local Boston guy. Lenny Clark, I fucking love that guy, but he's, he's, he's he lost shit. a lot of weight, man. He lost a ton of weight. He looks great. I mean, he's like really lean. He doesn't have a a gut at all. A lot of Italian guys out of work. That's right. Who are very good at this? That's true. And, and I'm sure they would do it for a reasonable price, and they could come back. We could have a feast, and like they did in the civil. Is this where? Where do they fight? It says. Well, it's 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 about the time I think right here. Well, what happens is laughing. Dennis Leary gets mad that Greg Giraldo has prepared material. It's really hilarious. And that's how they found out where they were buried. The balls? Yeah, no, no balls. <laughs> I use the expression. You know, so, I, 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 is I, it I, during I, the Nukes of Hazard? I don't know. No. Someone should like find this off air and figure it out because it's a really right, interesting. Here, 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 here. Good thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there might be. They're asking for uh, for what? There's a non-violent way to, to solve a problem with the country that we hate that hates us has got weapons pointed at us? I don't think so. No, you're right. Like Russia, for example, that big Russian war. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, there, there are yeah. things that... There, there are things that... Uh, no, Dennis Leary's upset. Look at him. You have to be strong yeah. about it, but there are approaches. There are economic benefits that we're giving them in order to, for them to stop developing their weapons. I mean, I heard recently they agreed to stop, uh, stop building nukes if American women agree to get their nails done at least twice a week. Here we go. It's just something yeah. I read. That's a good point. This Look guy writes it. so many jokes before the show, it's not even funny. It's unbelievable. Wow. He's, got a, he's got a pocket full of them. Mm-hmm. They're uh, good ones. That's what, that's, uh, no, I'm not saying they're not good, I'm just saying. I know. I know. It was right there. That's kind of what we do here, Dennis. Yeah. A comedy writer. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm not coming back. You know, that's it. I'm that's it. Right. You're the guy in school that did all the homework and then asked if there was any more that needed to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. And if you had tried a little comedy writing, maybe your show would still be on the air. Oh! Fucking Geraldo, bitches! They tell me all the time. He just crushed him. That's great. You know, but that's the thing that happens when dudes get famous. They think a guy can't come along and clown you. Dude, 
Tell me about it. It's the first time I went on the road, and I realized there are killers that I have never heard of. No, no but when a guy gets famous to a point where you're a, a Tom Cruise or a, a, any 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 sort of a person who's been in movies, yeah. Dennis Leary, when that came out, had been in a ton of movies. He had been in some really high-profile movies. Fuck yeah. I mean, he thought of himself as a guy who had made it. So I think he probably assumed he was going to get a certain level of respect. So when Geraldo like, hit him with maybe if you did a little writing, your show would still be on the air. That was like a nuclear weapon that he didn't see coming. He didn't he see that coming at on. all. He got detonated. You know on. what's great about Geraldo is that you, oh. hubris. That was hubris. You look at the look on Geraldo's face, and you can see his eyes twitching, and yeah. you can see him going angry. Yeah, going uh, three. Two, I got this, I got Whoa. this, and then like making his making his tactical call in his head. You could see that happening almost. It's a superior mind. Yeah, it's a superior mind. Just not as famous, but a superior product. Like what he what he would put out his points of view would be superior. I watch this. I, the, I gotta, idea, the idea that there would be like something funny and saying that someone prepared. Like look at him, he prepared. Just being a bully. Well, that's the idea. That is ridiculous. Like that's yeah. so so crazy. Like oh, look at the painter. He went and painted. Like yeah. what the fuck? Are you well, it's, saying? it's it's uh, there's a there's a certain personality that and I I'm not gonna speak I'm not, I'm not saying this is Dennis Leary but I, there is a certain personality that's so arrogant in that yeah. the way I say it will be so much better than the way you say it as opposed to what I say is better than what you say so like like you can hear the statement before him when he says. Yeah, well, we're going to go to a war with a country. Like, the, it was very arrogant. And he was like, yeah, like that great Russian war. Like, right. yes, that does fucking work. You're not, yeah. you're not listening to the words. You're, you're, you're lo overlooking the thought. Well, he has uh, this idea that somehow or another he's going to be able to solve what hundreds of scholars and, and heads of states and yeah. diplomats and embassy workers and no, no one can solve no one can yeah. solve but he's going to come along and tell you exactly how things need to be run it's so a, a, the, the ideas of first of all communication between nations where they don't even speak the same fucking language yeah. you know how difficult that shit is it's so f fucking hard just to understand things in cultural context and explain those to the different people that are in your country that you're sort of representing because yeah. Koreans are not like Americans and Americans are not like Koreans. People that live in North Korea do not understand how we're living in North America and the people in North America for the most part really are fairly ignorant about what the fuck is going on in North Korea and one of the big reasons is because we can't fuck communicate with each other. Yeah. If we could communicate with each other, if everybody in Korean in North Korea knew how to speak English and they all could read the shit on the internet about how the world is run and what the fuck is really going on in their country and how the rest of the world views things, they would probably slowly but surely take action. But the fact that they're s separate from the rest of the world, yeah. the fact they speak this one you know, very unique sort of a language that's difficult to learn and you know, isn't translatable very easily to English or Spanish or is Korean else. not translatable? Well, it's difficult. I mean, it's the the aggression sim the, symbol, you know, the, the, this the way things are written and like everything. Our good friends are Korean, and that when you go to a, we went to a Korean barbecue. His name's Roy Choi. He's the guy that started the taco truck. The concept of the taco truck, it's him. He started it. Started taco it. Truck? He was he, the first guy. The the premise of these He's gourmet Asian? these gourmet taco trucks. He's Asian. Yeah, Roy Choi. He does. He's good friends with Bourdain. Asians don't give a fuck, dude. They get <laughs> things done. They get things done. Don't they? They really get it done. They fucking get things done. They really do. They're the fucking future of America. When you eat, how the fuck did they ever figure out how to get? <laughs> I 
don't even know what you've said a yet. Full, a full, like, stranglehold on the manufacture of, like, electronic parts and TVs and laptops and, cars. and shit. Cars, yeah. cars are over there now. There's really? nowhere in Detroit. No one's doing cars in Detroit. Well, isn't Chrysler still in Detroit and isn't Ford? But no, but no one's in Detroit. Detroit's apparently in peril because everyone took their business to Asia. Well, it's it's more. Is it more? Is it more uh, an idiocracy? Not idiocracy. Uh, theocracy? Not theocracy. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> idiocracy. Is it? Idiocracy. What are you? What are you, what are you trying to? Explain? Where like where it's like the the idea of the state is better than the person. So everyone looks up to the state. Fashion. And, it's something like that where they care about their job. Like Americans uh -huh. just don't care. Well, you know what happened is, first of all, the the cars they made sucked. That that happened in America. Yeah, something happened. We have to figure out. There what was the a fuck period where we got wrong. really lazy. What the fuck went wrong from like 1973 to, to like the Ford Tempo? Ninety fucking eight. Ford Tempo was a fucking was a that was a phone in job by the American. <laughs> like that ten, that car sucked that. dick. It's no, not it just did. that car. It was it sucked, it sucked dick in 1989. That's not the Ford listen, Tempo. But the sucked Ford Tempo is a Ford Tempo. What the fuck happened to the Mustang? Okay, because let me in, tell you in, something. Well, in 80, in I have the 80s, a Mustang. I can say this. I can say this. I have a Mustang today. Yeah. I have a, a Shelby GT500, and I fucking love it. Okay, but that's a 2010, and between like 1965 and 1972 oh, yeah. or 73, they had some dope fucking car. Really like to 69, but then something happened in like the 70s and the 80s. Like you call that a fucking Mustang? What, yeah. what are you a communist? What did what did terrorist infiltrate the fucking the the Ford plants and hold down the designers by gunpoint and gay up all the drawings? Like how the or, fuck do you call that? By or ungay them? I spell gay G H E Y. Or ungay them, Joe? Homosexuals. Like like because I wonder if it was uh, it had to do with homosexuality and the and the fear of homophobia and they took all these great gay designers that were super closeted in the fifties and then got, and then like there was this manliness and they disappeared. Are you trying to say that dick sucking designed the Corvette? Had to. No, there's no way you can tell me as a man what is sexy without yeah. knowing sexy as a man. What the fuck are you talking about, Pete Townsend? The Corvette Jeez. is the sexiest car you can put me in. Is it really? I just drove one from Miami to Marco Island, and I tell you right now, the second I sat in that seat, I would let the steering wheel be close to my face because I wanted it there. It was just fucking... The, it was God. What kind of car was it? A Corvette. Which year? Uh, brand new. Brand new. 3,000 miles convertible. All oh, the Just, new ones. Was it a 426? I have no, I have no idea. The 426s, they have the Z06, uh, <clears throat> Z06 engine and suspension in a convertible. Oh, so fucking hot. Like, I just felt cool as shit in that car. That's not a Corvette, Brian. It's a goddamn Miata, and it's pink. How dare you <laughs> I hate... I do it. How dare you hate America on this podcast? <laughs> Hating America. I gotta poop. Well, why don't you go poop, man? We'll wait. We'll hold on. Yeah. What time is your uh, comedy show tonight, Brian? And can, can I don't we, know. Can we guide people in your general direction? No, so I don't even know where I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna try to get up somewhere. Now, when you do that, what do you do? You just show up and say, show hey. Show up and try to f sneak my way in. Like hey, a my name group? is Brian Redband. You might know me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that what you do? Yeah. Why don't you uh, start start a start a, a, a room your own, Brian? Huh? I did. I have like three rooms every. So, do you think ever we'll be all contained under one roof? Do you think that ever the full Death Squad family will have podcast studios in one gigantic warehouse? I'm in. Because that's what I'm saying. 
I'm, I'm saying we also duplicate this at the Onyx compound in Texas. Why, do, why not? Yes, yeah, Austin. High go. fence, thousands of acres, our own lake, plus deer to shoot. How do we get it? How do we Solar get it? Solar power, bitch. Did I say what? What? How do we, maybe we can have our own fucking satellite. Okay. How do we get it? How do we get like uh, a death squad, like studio in a warehouse where we can make TV shows? It's easy. Well, I don't want to make a TV show. Let's, let's put, why not? TV, why not? Because Duncan's I'm busy, a, bitch. I'm busy. No, Joe, you it just needs to be an umbrella. Listen, if I make a TV show, here's my next TV show. I'm going to play pool. Pool. Around That's the my next I don't think it's a great That's idea. It's real. not boring. You, it's not you, boring. It's not for you, bitch. It's, it's not, not for you. 99% of people. The other uh, show is uh, we are very close to uh, sign. I can't say with who. Don't even but, say what uh, it there's is. A, there's a show that is a um, uh, oh, a lot of it is fuck? based in the podcast. What are you doing? Taking text messages? No. And talking about them live uh, on the air? No. This person said that they got a new phone number. They're like, sorry, I got a new phone number. And I thought they were lying. But now they're sending me pictures of this. Is that, is that, who is that? Gaddafi? Is that Gaddafi? Yeah. All right, so it might be not the person I'm thinking it is. Okay. Yeah. You get, you get, and someone's sending uh, you murdered people. Wait, what's, that's a, what's the new show you doing? What's that? What's the new TV show you're doing? Oh, it's, uh, it's based a, a lot of it on like controversial subjects. And a lot yeah. of it, it'll be, ba- it'll, st- all of it'll start off from the podcast, like examining all sorts of different, well, there's no tentative. Well, we sort of have a tentative title, but I'm not necessarily happy with it. So the idea is, th- like the way we've done the podcast where we explore all these different ideas, whether it's uh, shamanism or ghosts or Bigfoot or UFOs or fringe topics, crop circles, reincarnation, yeah. psychics. And we're going to um, talk about it on the podcast. Like I'll have a guy like you or Ari or Duncan or Joey or any comedian come on and we'll say, you know, it's like we'll do it right now. What do you think about Bigfoot? Do you think, do you think that <laughs> it's possible there could be an undiscovered primate? That people have been talking about reporting for ages, and it's somehow or another eluded photography, except for a few really questionable photos and some really fucking shitty video that looks fake as fuck. Put all that aside. Put all the hoaxes aside. Do you think it's possible? I think it's possible, 100%. Why do you think that? Because I believe. Whoa. Yeah, I believe. Wow. I believe in Loch Ness Monster. I believe in Chupacabra. You believe you can fly? Do I believe I can fly? Do you believe yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. R. Kelly pee on you if you were a fourteen-year-old girl and you didn't know why you were there in the first place. I definitely believe that I have the capability to fly in my body. I just haven't figured it out. And once we Easy. do tap into that, I will be able to fly. Okay, Easy. but like Bill Hicks used to say, start on the ground floor. Right. <laughs> 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 Bill Hicks had a great joke about a young man who, on acid, thought he could fly, left to his death. What a tragedy! He goes, "What an idiot!" He goes, "If you thought he could fly, why do you start off on the ground?" <laughs> I, don't you feel like that? I remember when Star Wars, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi came out. Or no, no, uh, Empire Strikes Back came out. I remember watching Luke move stuff with his mind, and I remember being in the back of my car trying to do that hard as fuck, like staring at objects, going like, <laughs> "Get it up!" Trying to make shit fly. I swear to God, because I was like, that it seems logical. Well. There's certain aspects of life that seem so preposterous I mean, and unrealistic. Static electricity. What yeah. the fuck is that? It just hits you. Have you seen those Tesla like experiments where he's like touching electricity and it was like a bolt was flying through yeah. this big Tesla coil and it's connected to his arm? Hold on. Have you seen any of those photos? Did Tesla just co- Have you seen the new Tesla fucking car? Did you see them all explode when Hurricane Sandy hit the the beach in uh, in in New Jersey? What? Yeah, there was a whole warehouse that had like this. Uh, they were uh, they had a dock and they had all these 
new uh, Karmas. That's what it was. The Fisker Karma. It wasn't a Tesla. Was oh, Another Tesla looks badass. Cars. 50 oh, grand, it looks gorgeous. So, so there's quite a few really beautiful electric cars right now. But the Fisker Karma is the one. And they had like a 16 of them, I think, exploded on the, on the uh, docks. Because they had them on the docks, and the water came up. And when the water hit, these fucking electric, electric cars, boxes, they just, they just fucking, burst into like flames. Like Transformers? Yes. <laughs> they just <laughs> fucking blew up. And everybody was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. We, I don't think they knew that would happen. What happens if you drive over fucking standing water? What if you're driving home from a flood? Does oh, your fucking car explode? Okay, because I can deal with my car shorting out. It's and raining, dying. and you're just sitting in there scared yeah. to leave. Like, but if I can save, like, two bucks a gallon, but my car explodes when I hit a puddle, <laughs> is no. that going to happen? Is that what the fuck is really going on? The, really? That Fisker Tesla looks, karma people? That Tesla looks bad as shit. We won, uh, it was either Murder, Murder, Motor Trend or Road and Track, Car of the Year. One of those big magazines made it the uh, Car of the Year, the uh, Tesla, not the Roadster, but the uh, larger car. Yeah. Something, something S, it's uh, like a four-door, and uh, apparently it's just a marvel of engineering. But <sighs> The real problem is going to be uh, ro- state taxes on roads. There's the roads will go to shit. There's a lot of problems. The, the, another problem is the fact that everybody wants to pretend that buying some sort of an electric car removes you from the fossil fuel food chain. Yeah. But it doesn't. No. And in fact, it connects you with some even shadier minerals on like a really large scale, like lithium ion and all those different minerals. A lot of those are conflict minerals. They come from the Congo. They come from Afghanistan. They come from, like, if I was Brian Callen, I'd say Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Come, uh, if I was uh, Amber Lyon, I'd say, uh, what was it? Was it what she was saying? Bahrain. Please, not in the book. Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. Um, the, you know, these, these minerals that you, you need to create a lithium-ion battery, by the way, mad love to Brian Callen and mad love to Amber Lyon, which is fucking with you. Those uh, <laughs> minerals that you need to make batteries, they come from, like, really fucking imprisoned and impoverished areas. They're conflict minerals. Lithium-ion is officially, like, a conflict mineral. Like a lot of shit that you need to even make cell phones. It's like I think Vice had a guide. Uh, they had a, they did a, a a Vice guide to travel episode where Shane Smith went to the Congo and they were. I don't know why they're not on Travel Shane. Channel. I would love to see one of their fucking shows because it's too deep. They go too That's deep. The same shit Bourdain does. No, they go way further than Bourdain. Way further. It's not even close. Not even close. Where Vice Vice goes to the fucking Congo, deep, 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 and talks to warlords. Really? Okay, they go looking for dinosaurs. Yeah, I would. I would. Okay. I'd love to see that. I, gonna, I think, I think they Siberia. could put that on. Why not? We enjoy watching it on the internet. Why yeah. can't Travel Channel put you're, it on? You're correct. However, most people that run these organizations, whether it's a network or you know, you know, it's cable or or whether it was broadcast television, they they're very conservative because they're trying to sell advertising space. Yeah. So I when guess. A, when, a, when a company like Vice comes along and they have like and they're Vice literally guy, and they they have no re- respect for any corporation at all because yeah. they'll do what the fuck they need yeah. to do to make what they think. And they is have videos real. where Hamilton Morris goes into the jungle and he's taking crazy drugs and oh. lying on his back and. You know, I mean, it's like they're not going to sell Tide during those times. You know, yeah. they're, they're going to have to accept that they're not going to sell Tide. But this, but they do. See, that's what's really stupid. It's like there's this weird sort of 
game that we play. Whereas we pretend that the people that see all the fucked up things that you can find on the internet are not the same people that, that wash are, their clothes. That are, yeah, that wash their clothes. Or I wash my clothes. Buy gas or you know any of the variables, any any of the things where we try to target people. We're all we're all the same fucking people, man. The, the we just have access to different shit now. We need to accept that. You need to just stop pretending that we're living in some sort of a Catholic school, you know, a Sandra Bullock movie view of the world. Yeah. It's, it's not. That's not reality. Reality is there's a lot of fucked up shit about out there, and I can find it now. I can find it on the internet. It's real easy. So you need to sort of adjust your expectations accordingly because there's a lot of evidence. A lot of evidence that shows that reality is pretty fucking slippery. Yeah. There's a lot of nutty shit out there. But that Tesla car looks bad as fuck. Yeah, but so it will bad. explode if you hit a puddle. <laughs> what a horrible Respect feeling. That. They look dope. I like the, uh, that's the 426, that one that Brian just put up. That's the, uh, the new Corvette convertible. That's, it's got a uh, 505 horsepower. The last um, version of this, uh, this engine, I think it's called the LS1. But it's, uh, might be wrong, but it's uh, just huge fucking power and torque. That's also oh. in the ZR1, the same engine. They supercharge it in the ZR1. It produces 648 horsepower. Like, this is, like, for people who, like, talk about, like, muscle cars, this is, like, the greatest era of muscle cars in the history of the fucking world. No, no really? one, Yeah. The muscle cars that people are creating now actually can take turns, and they actually have good brakes. Like, there's a Shelby Mustang they have now that's unbelievable. The regular, <coughs> they have the 302 Boss Mustang. That's, like, you know, it's, like, they're, like, moderately powered. It has 440 fucking horsepower. It's unbelievably powerful. What's and the, is it the Dodge Dodge Challenger? Challenger? Yeah. Is, it, is that the? We went to it's drive, more of a muscle car though. There. We right. went to drive um, uh, Lamborghinis and Ferraris and uh, Porsches on a track for a trip flip, uh-huh. and the dudes just wanted to drive the Dodge Challenger. <laughs> they they would take you out for a ride, and they were like, "This is more fun for us to drive." Why is that? I have no fucking idea. But they did everything, and they do the 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 burnouts where they spin in circles. Yeah. They were like, "It's just more fun." Like the, those things, I you know, I think, like I definitely have driven a, a ton of those uh, Lamborghini type cars. Those things are fun as fuck. But they, it is a different drive than like it is really. You don't feel as loose, maybe, as you do in a Dodge Challenger. Like in a Dodge yeah. Challenger, you're fucking sliding and you're it's fun. feeling it. Yeah. Well, they have a they they have a broad sort of a um, uh, you could, you could pick from like a lower horsepower engine to like a really ridiculous engine and those things. Yeah. Like you could you could like ramp it up. And there's a lot of people who take those cars and they ramp them up even more. Like Hennessy, I know Hennessy makes like a 700 horsepower. <clears throat> I love when those. I love when you get like those special edition cars. Yeah. But what they are, though, like the muscle cars of old, those things, you couldn't take corners in them. Yeah. Like, this, these are completely different animals. But the Challenger is still like a muscle car, whereas, like, the, the Camaro has become almost like a sports car because they handle so well. It might have been, it might have been a, a Camaro they were driving, now that I'm thinking about it. But, like, we were taking corners in the Lam- Lamborghini mm-hmm. at, like, 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Taking corners. Fucking insane! Yeah, you can do ridiculous shit with sports cars. I drove. I flew to Italy for a day to drive a, a Ferrari down the coast. Yeah, like I had to fly. I had to drive a fly. I think I texted you about it. Yeah, You're which like, one did you drive? Uh, I have no fucking clue. But it was. I just drove it down the coast, and I had a chase car in front of me, a chase car behind me. And they just taped <laughs> it, and I just fucking flew. Wow! It was so much fun. Like those paddle, bop, 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 just 
flying. Yeah, those paddle shifters. A lot of people are upset about that shit, though. A lot of people think that a real sports car, you should shift it manually. And that just because it's quicker to yeah. shift it with the paddles, like you're missing out on part of the experience. And I kind of agree, man, because I like shifting my own gears. There's I do, too. fun about it. I do, too, but there's so many people that probably have never learned how to do that that can't learn on a Ferrari. I'm sure that's just a sales thing mm. because the paddle shifters are much easier. Yeah. Um, way, way easier. But it's not as satisfying. I mean, it's, not, it's not that it's hard to shift your own gears, but there's something that's like mechanically engaging about yeah. putting the clutch in, sliding the shifter forward, letting the clutch out, hitting the gas at the same time. Something super sexy when you met a girl that knew how to drive a stick, and you were like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you got a, you're, yeah. you're a good dad. Especially if it's like a fucking Mustang or something crazy. This dirty bitch is out there driving a big fat V8. <laughs> she wants to drive when you go to the movies and you gotta say no and you gotta not let her be on top the first time you fuck either it's very important you gotta establish dominance immediately Bert Kreischer you gotta grab that bitch and let her know the feeling of gravity and the, the density of the bones in your hips you know what I'm saying Brian holla back so Bert Kreischer how much time do you spend on the road lately I'm fucking dick load. I'm on the road every week, I feel like. I'm home two days this week. I'm going to take a leak. Talk to Brian about it. Okay. <laughs> this is in the podcast. It's been four hours. Give me just five minutes. Just five minutes, Brian. I'll tell you a story. All right. Tell me a story, sweetie. Okay. Um, do you want to hear the story that I had? I'm going to make it. Oh, okay. I'll tell you a good story. Let's talk a secret story. A secret story. Let's talk a secret story. <laughs> This is the reason no one would listen to the Brian and Bert <laughs> podcast. Because <laughs> I find you funny too often. Oh, thank you. I find like, you funny all the time. No, no, but we like, like I listen to the podcast and when I hear you say things that fucking, that maybe stop Joe or like Dice, like you said like two or three things that made me laugh so hard during the Dice podcast. I'm smoking in the studio right now like a bad boy. What's in that room right there? That's uh, behind me is just an empty room. There's a lot of empty rooms here at the studio. So I'll tell you the story, okay, right. Ryan? All right. Um, so I checked into, I did Columbus, and then I did, right Sweet. after that, I did a Kentucky. Right. Checked into the Kentucky Hotel, uh, the hotel in Kentucky. And I have four bags. I have shirts. I have shirts for two weeks. So I have four bags. Uh, Bellman takes my bags, takes them. I have to take it, let him take it in my room because, you know, he's going to get a tip. We go in the elevator. He asks what I do. I say I'm a comic. We get out, and and the second our door opens, another door opens, and it's a uh, it's a, a older white dude, and he walks out like three steps behind us, and he follows me down the hallway three steps behind us all the way all the way until we get to the end of the room the hall where my door is, and I'm like, is he going to my room? Turns out he's in the room directly next to mine. So as he goes to open the door and like like put his key in, I jokingly in front of this bellman, thinking he'll laugh, I go. Hey, man, if you want, we can open up that center door and hang out all weekend. And the guy now is, like, nervous and not, and he's trying to get his key in. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I go, well, it could be cool. We'll, like, get to know each Wait, other. Wait, you said this I to said this guy? to this Why guy. Why would you say that to just guy? Just fucking around. You want him to kiss you or no, something? just fucking Why around. Why would you ever even bring that up? I'm just fucking around. All just right. fucking around as a comic should do. All right. But, but what if he said yes? So, uh, I don't think he will. He's an older man. Yeah, but what if he did? He's an older man. You asking someone for no. some butt sex? No, yes, listen. He wants I'll butt tell you. Sex. Let me tell you. Let me. I'll, I'll tell you the story. Okay. So I get. I, I checked into the Kentucky. Imp- I go to do the Kentucky Improv or uh, whatever to Louisville, and I have four bags with me. And the bellman takes my bags up the elevator for me. And I got. Is, is this a gay story? No, it's not it's at all. Super gay. It's, 
really it's one of the funnier things I've done in a Can long time. Can we put time. music to the back of it? Yes. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this. Is this a strong enough story to close yes, the podcast? Yeah, it, out? it might be. It might be. Okay, pull up no. Roadkill Ghost Choir Beggars Guild, and we're gonna play that in the background. Come on, sweetie, let me design this thing. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Oh, did pull you up. pull up Miss B? No, no, you can't kiss me. You gotta stop. Fat, you know, we're playing that out. We already did that today what, with the Brad Pitt, Stephen Dorff thing. What's the uh, Roadkill Ghost Choir? And the song is Beggar's Guild. We need to get a Death Squad iTunes account, don't we? We can just order things online. You know what we need? Real internet. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi, real internet. We need to hang out at Death Squad more. Yeah, okay. We we can do one this week there. We want to do Fridays there? We can do Fridays there with Callum. Fridays? Yeah, because I have the Ice House. Okay, beautiful. All right. Now, Burt Kreischer, what were you trying to tell me? Jesus Christ. What were you telling me, buddy? What were you telling me? You were in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> hey, don't be ignorant, you Columbus, Ohio fuckneck. <laughs> Columbus, Ohio fuckneck. I never heard that. Fuckneck. I just invented it. So I never heard it myself. Probably the wrong song for this, but it's the perfect song for us. So tell me what happened. A little, little volume, please. Yeah, a little more volume. What so happened, I check into the Kentucky Improv, and a black dude. Checks in my bags. He grabs my bags, puts them on the trail trailer thing. Brings him in the elevator. I got to let him take it in the room. He's earned his tip, right? Right, right. So we take him up to my room. He says, what do you do? I said, I'm a comedian. He goes, oh, okay. And we don't talk after that. Doors open. Second elevator door open. The doors next to us and the elevator next to us open. And an older white dude walks out and follows us. And he ghosts us down like the whole hallway. Everywhere we go, he follows us. He's going wherever the fuck we're going. Mm-hmm. We get all the way down the end of the hallway. How far away is he walking uh, behind you? Three feet behind us the whole time. We I would have knocked that motherfucker unconscious. It's awkward. It's awkward. And we're both noticing it. You didn't it. confront him? You we're didn't... all noticing it. So we get to the last door, and I'm thinking, is this guy going to my room? I would assume that guy's trying to do something bad to Kiss you. Kissing the butt. You I wouldn't, to, you wouldn't assume my... there's something really wrong going That's on? That's what I would think. No. I what could... would you do? What would, what would the last thing you would do, Joe, Listen, at this point? here's what happens. First of all, when someone is mirroring you like that, three feet, they're being very disrespectful. Because they're, yeah. not, they're, not they're not just following you. They're letting you know they're following you, and they're doing it in a very arrogant way. Or they're being and flirty. Well, they well could here's, be, that, here's what that happened. That could be psychotic. So here's what happened. Or, right. What would you do, me, oh, Immediately, I would ask them what the fuck's going all right, on. Now, watch what he does. It turns out he's in the room next to me. So he was going oh, to his God. room. So as he goes Were you high? His, I, was, you? I was drunk. Oh, so you're paranoid? No, but I was thinking about it. Were you scared about life? I have a lot, lot what of... What were you thinking about? I was thinking about Mortality. the black guy knew I was a comic, and I wanted him to knew, know that I knew Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Because <laughs> that's what I thought he that would was love. was going to save you? No, no, hold on. And so the, guy, oh, the guy, old guy goes to open his door, and I jokingly... Now, I've told the black guy I'm a comic, but I haven't done anything funny, so I jokingly look at the old guy, and I go... Hey, if you want, we can open up that connecting door and we can hang out all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, it gets better. It gets better, Brian. So the guys now can't get his, because now I've panicked him and he can't get his door open. And he goes, no, no, I don't want that to happen. And I go, no, it'd be cool, man. We'll open it up. We'll hang out with like the darkness and, and just talk to each other at night. And he can't get his door open and finally gets his door open. And he goes, I don't want that to happen. The door opens and before he can close it, I stick my head in and I go, hey, man. Uh, if you change your mind, knock and scratch. <laughs> so he goes, no, and he shuts the door, and he's fucking panicked. And I look to the black guy, and the black guy's gone. He's in my room. 
Okay? So I go, fuck, I did that joke for nothing. So I go into the room, and the black guy's putting the bags down. And uh, he gets done all the bags, and I go to take... You might want to get ready to cue the music, Brian. He, I go to give him a tip, and the black guy looks at me and shakes his head, and he goes, no. I said, well, i got to give you a tip, man. He took my bags up here, and he goes, no. Just knock and scratch. <laughs> so I look at the black guy, I go, okay. So I knock, and I scratch, and the, the guy in the other room goes, I don't want to fucking hang out, man! And the black guy falls apart laughing! He's on the ground, like... So the guy fucking... in the next room called downstairs? No, 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 no. The black guy, the guy who I told the joke for in the first place, oh. heard the whole thing, and he goes, no, man, don't do it. You gotta knock and scratch. So I knocked and scratched, and the fucking guy's like, I don't want to hang out, man. Bert Kreischer, that's rude. Oh, it's fucking the funniest thing I've ever done. You're taking a poor guy with a lot of insecurity, and you're fucking with his head. Funniest thing I've ever done. I, I, the, but the, that's kind of bullyish. You feel bad for that poor dude, scared of dicks so in his bad. ass? So bad. The whole weekend, I kept talking loud as fuck in my room, just going, I know he's listening to me. Why didn't you just knock on the door and say, hey, man, I'm a comedian. I'm really sorry. It was, got, was, it was past silly. that. It was past that. It was past that? Oh, yeah. So you had to just, like... Fucking just burn all the evidence. <laughs> I had to fucking blow the flamethrower. You just had to fucking just shoot rockets from helicopters. Is this the Incredible Hulk music? This is the end. <laughs> this is the end. I could fucking I could do this. My I could do this podcast all fucking night. Friend, oh. the end. Well, thank you very much, Death, Death Squad Ohio. You, sir, are a bad motherfucker. I had such a great time today, man. You're thank welcome you. anytime, my friend. If there's anything we could do to help you in any way, shape, or form. You've done everything you could imagine. My Just vodka coming when it starts. We'll let talk. us know, Bert yeah. Kreischer. We will launch that bitch. Machine Vodka Machine is in vodka. motion, ladies and gentlemen. Machine Vodka just became an official sponsor <laughs> of the Joe Rogan Experience <laughs> podcast. They have one year free sponsorship. We will talk about Machine Vodka for one year oh, for absolutely fuck. zero money. And you will buy it all up. And Burt Kreischer will have a helicopter and a place on a volcano in Hawaii. So I can fly to our Texas compound with Bert, the high walls. Burt Kreischer is going to buy Terrence McKenna's house on the Big Island and convert it into a bikini factory. <laughs> where the hottest girls in the world will make $1,000 an hour and they'll make bikinis. And Leighton Meester will be one of my models. Exactly. With and Rachel Ray. Les Miserables will play in the background <laughs> until everyone becomes a sex slave. Zombie. Robot. This has been remote a fun control. fucking afternoon of talking. Yeah, it was beautiful, man. This is what we should do all the time. We should do this once a week. You are the reason I have a podcast. I you're the a, reason, I'm a grateful fucking you're man. You're the reason the podcast is successful. And we're, Brian, you're, no, you're, you're how I know how together. to get put a podcast up. <laughs> We are all together in this crazy soup of life, Bert Kreischer. I am as happy for you as you are for me. I am we very are happy. both together, very fortunate, along with Jamie, the new guy, along with Brian. Have you Red said Man. anything, Jamie? Sh shut up. No, he's, he's not, not ready yet. yet. He's not ready. He needs to go through an apprenticeship. You need Eight to years. see success and failure. Let me eat some raw. Yes, he does. Listen. Does this like puzzles? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of a commercial-free podcast here at the Joe Rogan Experience. What what can you do to give thanks? What can you do? Incorporate all the messages of the Burt Kreischer Burt 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 podcast into your life, bitches. Burtcast, baby. Check it out. The Burtcast at BurtBurtBurt.com. You can find all the information. Incorporate those lessons into your life. 
A, don't be a cunt. B, look in the mirror. C, get your shit together, bitches. Get your shit together. We love you, but first, you must love yourself. In order for you to love yourself, you must respect yourself. In order for you to respect yourself, you need to get your shit together, bitch. Give yourself advice. Pretend you are an outside and objective observer of your own existence. And what kind of advice would you give yourself to get your shit together? And why won't you follow that shit yourself? Stop pretending. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. Suck it. Death Squad 2013, bitches. We're here. <laughs> Fuck a Mayan. <laughs> Praise Odin, son. Praise Odin, bitches. <laughs> Odin knows what the fuck is up. And go to rogan.ting.com and save 50 bucks. God bless. Jihad. God bless.